step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You're listening to wrestling news that matters from people you want to hear it from. Deep from within the confines of the internet. Covering WWE like no one else and covering TNA because no one else will. You are listening to the best in the world. Ring Rust Radio! Episode of Ring Rust Radio, the best goddamn wrestling radio show on Blog Talk Radio on the internet in the whole goddamn universe. I'm your host of the most Donald Wood, looking fine and feeling fine, oh baby. Have you guys missed me over the last week? Never do. Mike Kiari, Brandon Gavin, you guys are also here. I mean, I'm very handsome. You wouldn't stop blowing up my phone during No Mercy. Uh, it kind of seems like you need me. Was just looking for a hang and bang, you know. <laughs> it doesn't. No, that no, that's not uh, no? what I'm here for. I'm okay. here. I'm for here for the long term, dude. Okay. I mean, we're what five years into this? Yeah, for real. <laughs> I, I'm just. I got that. You I, are. I get that pussy on a leash. Let me tell you. Uh, BG, you're also a guy. Uh, why don't you talk about the schedule? Sure. Tonight our show. Why you haven't said much? You're very depressed. What's going on? Is there something he wa- wrong? He watched No Mercy. <laughs> I watched Snow Mercy Raw and SmackDown. We'll review it, and that's why I'm sad. Oh, I thought you said No, not Snow because Mercy. we had to review it, because I had to watch it. Uh. They all suck. Oh, so so that means reviewing it is actually good, which means you like me. What? Yeah, got him. Got him. You know something I do like? Smarks say the darndest yes. thing. Because yeah. they're angry. Yeah, they are. I can only lot, imagine. Lot to, a lot to be angry about, I think. But sure, yeah, let's talk about it. The yeah. whole show, besides like one match. Speaking of being angry, we then have dirt sheet buster. Oh yes. Woo! Some things happen. Remember Bill? Remember we've been talking about Bill Zahadi for like a long time now, and like we've been tearing him down. Remember we, when we made it cool to hate him? 
<laughs> I don't know if we made it cool, but we definitely perpetuated the notion. Um, but you, have you ever seen a shooting star? Now, just imagine if that shooting star just fucking exploded in a glory of of just <laughs> gay slurs and firings, oh. and we just trickled down to Earth in I just... I think glory is the right word there. Excuse me? It's glorious for us. Oh, it's, it was, it's glorious. It, it was great watching him get roasted. What are you talking about? <laughs> I lo- He fucking buried himself. Then he's a gay slur, and he's just, like, in an effort to get out of trouble, he threw gay slurs out it's, there. He's like, no, <laughs> like, waving from the sideline, like, don't, you're going the wrong way! You're going the wrong way! It was as if he was in verbal quicksand, and the more that he struggled, the more he sunk deeper yep. into the depths. And you know what? Unla- and in, unlike, what is it, Surf's Up 2? John Cena hey. Penguin is not there to save you. That's so a callback. I wish I had that is a callback. John Cena saves the little penguin from the sand. Don't, don't worry, I'll narrate the whole situation <laughs> yeah, a little later on. Oh uh, yeah, here we it's go. Be a Ooh. long segment. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. You know what? You know what? I'll allow it. I'm not even going to keep score this time because I know it's going to be a, a rough we want, night. We in want the main, in the main event. Um, good. What else? We also have Wednesday Wrestling Minutes. That's where we talk NXT, Lucha Underground, Ring of Honor, New Japan Pro Wrestling, and more. And GFW. If you just say GFW, <laughs> you just choose to say more. No. It's not, by the way, not GFW anymore. They already lost that because I'm pretty sure Jeff Jarrett didn't sign all the paperwork or whatever. So back to Impact Wrestling we go. And finally they settled on it. Only I, took them like 10 years. Can I tell you something? Guarantee you they haven't settled on it. <laughs> I guarantee it's not settled yet. How I, much cash for gold did he get out of this deal? All of it? I don't know. All I honestly it. don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's happening with him, but whatever. We'll talk about it. Go ahead. What else? We have the Season 17 Fantasy WWE Standings Update and the Waiver Wire Draft. And Mike Chiari cheated. We'll talk about him cheating. Sure did. Speaking of cheating, fan emails. Yeah. And somehow still so much more. I'm very I excited le- for that part. I legit don't even get the transition. But, Mike, you're the other guy. Tell the people how they can get involved with Ring Rust Radio. Well, they can go to ringrustradio.com. Don't mind how terrible it looks because there <laughs> is gold there in the form of interviews with legends of the business. That's First how I got my... I just, I just it realized. is embarrassing that that is our website I and just, we have people come on the show for interviews. I just re- oh, it I is. Re- I really just realized that how you describe our website is exactly how I sold myself to my wife. Listen, I know it's ugly on the outside, but like once you get to the content <laughs> uh-huh. of the character, it's like well, real good. Except I'm telling the truth. There actually <laughs> is good stuff here. Uh, because we've interviewed legends of the business. First and foremost... The man who sent John Cena into retirement, JK, he's going to be back. In he's fine. Soon. Same but, thing, yeah, Undertaker, we're talking about Undertaker, great point. But, he's the guy, it's his yard, Roman freaking Reigns, Yikes. baby girl, he has been on this show, he's a great friend of the show. Uh, no. Uh, Chris Jericho, <laughs> no. he's been on the show many times. He's yeah, awesome. He, he is one of our yeah. friends. And just go, just like, Google him. The Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase, he's been on the show many times. So has Bret Hart and Stone Cold Steve Austin and Shawn Michaels and the freaking Miz and countless others. You can also find us on iTunes. Give us a five-star rating because you feel bad for us. Find us on Stitcher. Googs us on Google Play. Interact with us on Twitter at RingRustRadio. And if you want to be part of the show, email us at RingRustRadio at Yahoo.com. Also, go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash RingRustRadio. Get all of your Triple R merchandise there. All kinds of fantastic no. t-shirt designs. Donnie. Don't say it. What the hell's happening? Don't say Why it. are you talking? Donnie. Don't do it. 
You don't. know what I want you to do? <laughs> don't fucking do it. This is I why. You, I'm trying to, to cut this off, PG. You did a really good job with that cell up to this point. I want you to go, thank you, to ProWrestlingTees.com slash RingRustRadio. I want you to check the freaking merch sales, dog. Because <laughs> all, you, all your freaking shirts, you ain't sold jack freaking shit, bro. But the cut your freaking dick shirt, that is where it's at. If I had a freaking dime for every t-shirt you sold, I would have zero dimes. <laughs> This is unbelievable. Cut your dick shirt. We've sold plenty of shirts. We've sold tons and tons and tons of shirts. It's just your cut your dick shirt has been sold to people who, for some reason, are very proud to sport cut your dick on their chest. It's very so weird. That's, that's the kind of people we appeal to, and I embrace it. There's a reason it's listed last on the website. It is true. Yeah, save the best for last. Ever heard of it? No, literally, I haven't. I have not heard <laughs> that ever before. Uh, guys, listen. The, the beginning of our show is always a train wreck, but it gets better. Despite our deficiencies, last week we had Johnny Mundo. Go check out that interview. It was fantastic. This week we have WWE legend Chris Jericho. He came back. You guys, the Ayatollah Rock and Roller was here. Yes. Can you believe that? It's amazing. So pumped. Well, I can't believe it because he's been there before. I Several can't believe times. he came back. Yeah, that's my thing. He keeps coming back. I think it's because I... we're fucking sweet. I can't wait to listen to it. Okay, gr- okay. <laughs> you, 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 you've been waiting for almost a week to say that. That is pathetic. Uh, next week, guys, we have WWE Hall of Famer, the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase. It is a fantastic interview, and it happened already. It happened earlier in the day, and you know what? If you want access to that, where do you go, BG? Patreon.com slash RingRustRadio. It's already there. And by the way, in the next few weeks, we're going to have a bunch of interviews coming early. So if there was ever a time to join up, I'm just saying. If there was ever a time to come early, this is it. It's every Thursday and on date night. Um, but, <laughs> but there's so many legends coming up. I'm not naming names, Jim Ross, Mick Foley, but there could be whoa, guys coming whoa. up. So please. Never do that. Not I'm not sorry. Going. Sign up, please. Just This is how to, I have to get it in now or it'll never come to fruition. Uh, but guys, we got more big things brewing. I already said some names, but I didn't say no names. Guys, but it's time to talk some WWE. Hit that music. All right, guys, it's time to talk some WWE. No Mercy was Sunday. Joe and I hung out. I haven't hung out with Joe in a while. Got drunk on some Schlafly out of my Brain Wyatt cup. Uh, I was living life, man. Playing N64, watching No Mercy. Shut what, it did you play, down. Did you play No Mercy while watching No Mercy? No, I played WCW. Stop, oh, stop, lying. Wrong, stop then. lying. I played WCW because I played the superior game. Mikey Ari, you know who I unlocked? Uh, probably Mang and Barbarian. End of discussion shut it down like i said <laughs> uh, shouldn't you have unlocked them like a long time ago I, I i've beat the game hundreds of times at this point we don't have to beat the game you just have to win the tag team tournament hundreds of actually times. there's no way to beat the game because it's a fucking shit game whereas in no mercy you actually can beat the game that's the Boom. dumbest thing i've ever and as an object uh okay let, we no mercy was sunday oh he shook <laughs> <laughs> uh no mercy was sunday uh, Raw was Monday, 
And SmackDown was Tuesday. Guys, that's it. We're out of here. Fucking, they've been reviewed. We're done. It was a lot of, uh, there was a lot of things happening. Not a lot of oh, great really? things. But, okay. uh, th- no, things occurred. I know that at least nine hours of things occurred that we have to talk about this week, which, by the way, where did my like life go? Show. Yikes. Okay. Uh, before we get into it, patreon.com, that is a place where you can support the show. You can steer the ship mm. if you want to. It is a great place. Uh, what did I say? Patreon.com slash Ringrust Radio is where you want to go to support our show. I miss Ringrust Radio? Yep. It's been a long yeah. fucking week, but it's okay. The baby is teething, and she was up all night last night, so I got Teen like... on your teeth? No, teething. <laughs> on your, on did your you, teeth. Did you That's ever see uh, the family guy where Stewie accidentally thinks that Peter's yes. tit is <laughs> Lois's and starts sucking on it. Yep. Uh, that's my that's poor Lucy all the time. It's fucking disgusting. Uh, but the, for real, patreon.com slash ringrustradio, the brown box raffle for the 2017 Survivor Series. Wow. Okay, a slow. A slow. It's the brown in the box. What's the story? No! It got worse. This no, is your fault, No, dude, no. <laughs> We're shutting it down. We're shutting it down now, dude. Uh, I got a message from George Cruz the other day, and he was listening to uh, Alice in Chains, and then he started singing your version of it. And he was like, yeah. like he just basically, like, he's like, should I careen this car off this bridge? And I was like, no, I live another day. I get, like, Twitter messages and DMs every day. About things that I've ruined for people in their everyday lives. <laughs> like Alice in Chains and stories. When have Just the word saying story. the word story. The word story has been ruined. Which sucks. Yeah, a lot never, of people, never, it's never. like bedtime stories. What's the <laughs> bedtime story? <laughs> I've done that twice over the past week. So yep. You read bedtime stories to Cinnamon. You can't not. I'm gonna tell you a good story no. about Bill Zahadi later. Okay. So well, let's good. first let's first uh, talk about the brown box. Uh, BG, you get to pick because of that, whatever the fuck that was. Uh, <laughs> number between one and twelve, three, eleven, and twelve have been selected. Number one. Number one. Oh my God! From our buddy Jerry Esposito. How about WWE Pez? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's three. It's John Cena, The Undertaker, and a a third guy. I don't know if the top of my head in the box is already sealed. But it is three, and there are actual Pez in there with it. I don't know if I'd eat it because, you know, it's been in there for a Uh, while. But it doesn't matter. Throw it away. Pez is fantastic. Uh, Yeah. Stop <laughs> but that is that's the box. That's what's in the box so far. You have WWE Pez, the Ring Rust Radio CD, the greatest hit CD, a Ring Rust Radio mm-hmm. shirt from our buddy George Cruz, a Roman Reigns and Undertaker action figure, guys. And believe me, there is so much more this time. I am very excited. Uh, so you know what? That is uh, well, some other stuff we got going on. Just real quick, Ring Rust Retro Match commentary. We have Halloween Havoc 1999 coming up in October. That is a yes. Did you look at the card yet? Nope. Oh, Solana. You, you gonna be mad? <laughs> I was mad when I looked at the Armageddon 2004 card. Which Wait, is I'm not sure which I was aware of this Halloween which, Havoc. Which thing. is which oh, is, I, I learned today. Yeah, I, I learned. Oh, today. That, I, that I did not. I was not made aware of this. I'm very disappointed now. What? Armageddon 2004 is next week, and then in uh, later on in October is Halloween Havoc 1999. Uh, so that is 
That is going to be super fun. By the way, like I said before, for all those people on the fence about this, uh, we are we have some openings heading into the holidays. I know it's a tough time for people financially, but if you want, if you have a match you want to do, if you have a a pay per view you want us to cover, now is the opportunity. I keep saying it uh, because uh, Dante, our buddy Dante, he's uh, going away for a while, so we're not going to get many retros from him any longer, guys. So it's time for you guys to step up if you want more of these. I know a lot of you love retro, uh, but it's easy to let just Dante do it. But you know what? Now it's time for everybody to step With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step in. Everybody step up, all right? So it's match commentary retros. Get in there. Yeah. Give it up. I give it up for Dante all the time. Dante's the best. Go Uh, team. Go team. Uh, but yes, early access to interviews, as we mentioned before, you had Chris Jericho before, you heard Chris Jericho before anyone else. You heard Ted DiBiase before anyone else. Uh, you will hear the future interviews we are doing before anyone else. Some awesome things are coming down the road. Guys, ad-free episodes and so much more, but you know, we got to talk about some wrestling, y'all. Uh, no Mercy mm. was Sunday. Uh, favorite match, favorite moments, overall great. Start with you, Mike Chiari. It was... Long. I, I couldn't come long. up with that. That's all I got. From it. it was <laughs> a, a lot one. of time. It was a lot of time that took up my day. Go ahead. It was long and not good. It's boring. It really wasn't. It was boring. It felt like a raw. It's pretty much Sunday raw yeah. Sunday. It, it, it always thing. feels like Sunday raw Sunday because it's a bunch of junk and it's a it's a not brand always. Ex- but but there is there were I'll, I'll admit that I had there were some really high moments in this situation as well. I were had a lot of fun. Yeah, I thought fucking maybe, the maybe tag you team had match, high moments. I sure didn't. The yeah. tag team. Listen, it's dude, a good way to be, man. Listen, dude. Me and Snoop were like, hey man, you want to hang out? I was like, hell yeah. Uh, that trailer was like the highlight that's, of the fucking whole pay per view. Tag love. team. The tag team match was fantastic. That was good. I thought Brock and Braun. Um. I, thought, I liked Brock and Braun. <laughs> uh, I thought the women's match was actually pretty good. I wish it went a little longer, but I still thought that was Much pretty longer. good. And, okay. Um, I thought I was talking. I don't know. I'm just saying. You're okay. saying it's poop, but I'm saying there's good elements to it. Damn, bro. There was one very good match, and that was the tag team match. And here's the thing. I went into this pay-per-view with actually somewhat high expectations because I felt like a lot of the card was filler. It's stuff that we've seen a million times before, but... That top two, especially Reigns and Cena, and then the potential, like, car crash quality of Lesnar against Strowman, I was thinking, all right, I'm looking forward to these matches, and if these matches deliver, if these matches are good, then I'm going to remember this as a solid pay-per-view. But what happened is neither of those matches were what I thought they would be or what I wanted them to be. I was definitely disappointed in Reigns and Cena. I liked the dynamic between them uh, in the match, and the crowd participation but 
I hated the way that they put it together. We talked about this last week. Like, what's this match going to be? Is it going to be a match where you tell an actual great story, or is it going to be a match where it's just a kick out of finisher fest, like, as you mentioned, Cena versus Rock, the second time uh, they face each other at WrestleMania? That type of match. And it was that type of match, except maybe even worse, because WWE once again did a disservice to Roman Reigns because he kicked out of the vast majority of those finishers. So the people that already hated him are going to hate him more. And the people that liked him, I don't think are going to like him anymore because he kicked out of like a super AA and then two AAs in a row. I don't think that anybody was really into that. So I think it was disappointing. I think obviously they worked hard in that match, but I just think that it was a lazy way to book it. And then as far as Strowman and Lesnar is concerned, that match should have been two guys kicking each other's asses all out brawl outside of the ring, going through tables like at the fatal four way, uh, like they did in that match, uh, maybe throwing somebody off the stage, maybe not even have a winner, regardless of whether they're going to wrestle again or not for that type of result to happen because I'm not a Braun Strowman fan but you are building Braun Strowman as this unstoppable monster heel and basically he got beaten like pretty easily in nine minutes I mean yeah he got a lot of offense in boring terrible offense but ultimately oh oh, yeah you did you Mm -hmm. but then Brock just hits him with an F5 and that's the end of the match like that there was nothing exciting or interesting about that match. It should have been like the Brock Lesnar versus Goldberg match at WrestleMania, and it was nothing like that. And honestly, it was only nine minutes, but it felt like a long nine minutes because it just wasn't a good match. For me, the only true highlight of the show was the tag team match. It was Rollins and Ambrose against Cesaro and Sheamus, and I expected it to be a good match. I didn't, I, you know, I wasn't in love with the match going in because we've seen it a million times already. We've seen all kinds of singles combinations between these teams, but they do have good chemistry when they have matches, and they put on another great match, and MVP of the night is Cesaro, again, because he was the MVP of the night when he destroyed the beach ball, and now he's the MVP of the night when he destroyed his freaking teeth, and he just kept working through it, blood all over him. The guy, I can only imagine what kind of pain he was in, and he just, he's, he's asking to get back in the match like seconds later, because he's tough as hell. And I thought that was an awesome performance by him. I thought it was an awesome performance by all four guys, everybody in that match. Uh, and I think that they were, like, the one saving grace of this entire pay-per-view, as the Shield was for how long when they were together. So mm-hmm. uh, nothing new there. But I thought that that was great. The women's match was good while it lasted, definitely not long enough. I thought Miz and Jordan was solid. I thought that Finn Balor versus Bray Wyatt was not very good. And the most disgusting moment of the night was when Finn Balor was forced to act like he, he was, was so horrified scared. Like he, he was, was horrified scared dude from the fucking spider you're making like, jokes he's scared he can't move you make jokes but he was, was scared this was a shitty pay-per-view i'll give it a five out of ten and even that i think is being generous damn dude <laughs> <laughs> tell me how you really feel uh bg yeah, I I tend to agree with most of what Mike said. I did find it to be a rather ho-hum, almost boring pay-per-view. There wasn't much that you can really get excited for. So the tag team match was great. I thought the powerbomb spot from the top rope when they powerbomb Seth Rollins onto Ambrose, like, how does that not hurt? Like, that, that was an awesome spot. Cesaro just hats off. I mean, he deserves so much credit. I think there was a report that he got a standing ovation backstage, like, he he's incredible, and then he he's there the next time on Raw to go out. Phenomenal! I wish they would give him a proper singles push soon. Um, Cena Reigns, man, that match 
it was one of the highlights going in because I actually enjoyed the feud and the promos heading in. But it was it was such a weird match to start. I was like, you guys are just not doing anything. It was a weird dynamic with Cena at the start. And then as the match went on, it wasn't until the last few minutes when, yeah, they're kicking out of all their big moves. So, like, there's just some excitement in that. But it's a roll-your-eyes moment where he kicks out of the super AA, goes through tables. Everyone's kicking out of shit. It made no fucking sense. And then the f- the forced moment with Cena afterwards. Like, uh, oh we boy. know you're not retiring. And why? Like, he where are you? He was disgusting in this match. He Dude, really it, was. It, it, this, he was disgusting on Talking Raw afterwards, too. No. But, like, <laughs> we know you're not retiring. Like, how is this? It's like they tried to recreate these NXT moments. It's like you're not. It's not like you're going to NXT. It's not like you're going away. Maybe you leave for a couple months, just like you did at the WrestleMania, and then you come back. And if you like, unless they said this is your last fucking match, don't ever fucking do that. Like, th- there's the progression of going from NXT to WWE, and they build those moments organically, and fans recognize that. This was not anything like that. So it just felt like a very forced, dumb moment where you have seen the stay out there. I was shocked that the crowd actually played up to this and actually gave Cena respect because typically everyone just fucking hates Cena. But he had most of the crowd. They're actually cheering for this moment, which was and I'm just sitting here as a Cena fan. I'm like. Get the fuck off the screen. Like, <laughs> yeah, why, are you, really? why are you still here? Like, I know you're coming back probably around WrestleMania or the Rumble at the earliest. Yeah, to so see that, him again an hour later. He got, right. he undertakered us. He's yeah, funny, he's like, I'm, you know, you know what? That's again, that's another nod to the Undertaker. I'm telling you, Cena, I'm putting on the record again. Cena fighting Undertaker at WrestleMania 34. Uh, it's it's happening. happening. It's a real, yo, it's a real retirement match. Like the, the person, the person who wins has to really retire this time. Like the for real. Comes in, super kicks them both. Oh. But um, the, yeah. So just to finish off, the main event was I was excited for this match. I was excited for a fucking Braun Strowman match. Just like Kerry said, like we're expecting this car crash. Here's a guy who was almost killed in an ambulance, <laughs> but stumbled out and left on his own, and no one could find him. This huge guy, and he survived. One F five is all. It's like, come on, don't like, don't do dumb shit like that. That should have been the Brock Lesnar Goldberg match that we got at WrestleMania, which is one of my favorite matches of the year. It might actually be my match of the year. That's how much fun I had during it. To where that's what this should have been. It's all it needed to be. They wasted the table spot for Cena Reigns, which dude almost fucking broke his neck. So I know you guys hate him, but uh, Mike, Don, you hate him. Mike, we like him. Credit to him. Like, yeah, credit, to him. credit to him for fucking doing it to himself like a fucking idiot. Real kudos, okay, but dude. Listen, dude. It's you, like you Goldberg when he knocked himself that. out spearing that guy. Had to carry uh, yeah, Cena on his back and then almost broke his neck. In Jesus the same match. Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. Yeah, they wasted that match. They wasted that moment that should have gone to Brock Lesnar and Braun Strowman considering it have that's like that's the progression. That's what happened at SummerSlam. Progressed to it. This was a whole hum match that did nothing for anybody. And then. Yeah, the women's match was okay. I mean, there wasn't any... Like, do you remember anything besides the powerbomb spot, which they almost killed Nia Jax, and then... No, Jason I remember Jordan, being like, why is this over already? Right, right. It's a fucking fail of five one. You gave him, like, seven minutes. Jason Jordan, The Miz, pretty good opener, but you'll never remember that match. So, this... I think... We didn't even talk Enzo and Neville. Pretty good match. Again, yeah. it, it could have, should have been faster paced, in my opinion. It was a bit too slow. 
And I enjoy the ending of it. I'm, we'll talk about the cruiserweight division, but overall, we might be the only two people that like that ending. Apparently, so. I hated it. Oh, I fucking hated it. <laughs> there's a there's a lot of fucking marks out there. So oh, I I thought it was a marks brilliant. of fans, yeah, dude. Vince McMahon said it himself. There is no such thing as marks. They're all fans. Yeah, he would never obviously. say something like that. He literally did. <laughs> so I have it in quotes, so I don't even try yeah. it. Overall um, thoughts, I mean, maybe a 6 out of 10 because you want to give credit to the performers, but there wasn't there wasn't a match of the year. They're not going to listen to this. They will not hear no, no. this. <laughs> they have nothing else to do. Like, <laughs> literally anything better to do at this point. Um, but yes, okay. So I, I have. I'm not gonna beat a dead horse or anything like that. I, again, I don't like. That'd be way, awful. Why I don't like. Do that? I don't know. It seems like overkill. Um, you need it. Enzo horse is probably delicious. Enzo shouldn't have won. You can't over die. You can't over try. And okay, stop. Enzo should never have won the cruiserweight championship and shouldn't have won it here. Okay. I didn't want that. Okay. I th- I thought that Braun Strowman manhandling Brock Lesnar like few men have ever manhandled Monster. Brock Lesnar. Listen, you're making fun of Corey Graves. You're the you're a hypocrite if you do That's that. That's the one thing that he does. That Braun stuff. Strowman manhandled uh, the way he p- there, at one point he picked Brock up, threw him over his shoulder like he was Enzo, walked him around the ring, and then threw him in the ring. It was incredible to see that. You never yeah. see Brock. Not only do you never see Brock that happening to Brock, you never see Brock just fucking selling the. F- he sold like a motherfucker what? for this. Brock fucking, always sells. Uh, no, he no, he always sells. Brock but like sells he was, he's going overboard to make sure he seems like dead on this dude's shoulders. He's not like, even fighting back. He was like yeah, limping. It was just hanging. unfortunate because it looked fucking unrealistic. Everything that Braun Strowman does looks unrealistic. What are you talking he's not, about? He's not I, believable as a fucking person. Him attacking him was fucking fantastic. I thought when Braun was oh. on the offense, this was great. The only thing I huh. don't like is fucking putting it like with Samoa Joe. Th- Samoa Joe is just a dude. Braun is supposed to be a monster. At least hit him with two. Two F5s, you know what I mean? Fucking give him a little bit more of a head nod. But basically, he just went down to what Samoa Joe went down to. This should have hardly ever been in the ring, this match. I mean, apparently, uh, they can just make no count out, no DQ in Roman Reigns versus John Cena, so why not this match, too? Okay, let's, uh, and th- that's that's my point. Everything else is card. I, I didn't hate Finn Balor Bray Wyatt. I thought it was a, a good match. I thought, but the problem is, they're not. Te- there's no story to tell. It just, those, they're, they put on a good yet performance. Yeah, it's still going! No, don't fucking do this to me. I know it's still going, please. I love both guys with all my heart. And he said Universal Championship, and I was like, cool, 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 cool. And it's like, no, 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 no. Uh, Miz and Jason Jordan, that's fine. That's going to keep going. I'll be right eventually there. The women's match again, you're right, too short. But I want to talk Cena and Reigns because this is what everybody, this is, you, BG, you mentioned this should have main evented. Uh, it was it was over 22 minutes. It was a big spectacle. The crowd was really into it at first. That is, uh, I thought the match was entirely too slow. I thought it was yeah, really they clunky. They didn't seem like they had any chemistry with each other. It's it just seemed like when you don't Cena like overselled to like a disgusting. He was be, he was being he was Ma- Shawn Michaels, Michaels against right, Mike yeah. Hogan. Like fucking pretend like oh don't throw not, stone, don't throw stones, Mike. Yeah, Not you fucking yeah, exactly. You fucking love Shawn no, Michaels. No, because for that. Shawn Michaels. The only reason we remember that match is because he did that. Nobody's. I don't even know if anybody's gonna remember this match because it sucked. Okay, you need to fucking relax. Shawn Michaels was a piece of shit, and so is John Cena. Friend of the uh, show. Friends of the show. <laughs> friends, <laughs> friends of the show. Friends of the show. But uh, listen, honestly, you... we're to the point where we can't criticize anyone anymore. I know. You know what? I, <laughs> that's why I choose not to care. It's like the fucking Rock. Fuck him. 
<laughs> no, I'm, I'm friend of the show, friend of the show, The Rock, Dwayne Johnson. Um, so. Yeah, really, me too. But yeah, Cena is just so fucking gross. I like that Roman Reigns wins the match. I said that that's how it should be, okay. and then they go away from this, um, and then that, that just that, that's good. I, I give John Cena that credit, but it did seem like he knew that he was going to lose this match and was just a little bit pissed off about it because he had kind of an attitude, it seemed like, during the match, which is why he was overselling and kind of being that, hey, I'm a, being a kind of a dickhead right now. Well, I hated, I hate, hated when he's like pretending like he's going to leave. What the fuck is that? It yeah. doesn't even make sense. No, Why would he do that? He's always said, like, yeah, you do whatever you want, crowd. Yeah. And it, then he's going it, to... Right. It's because he was so being dumb. a bitter dick face. You know, and that's yep. the best way to put it. Um, and, oh, but the... Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, guys. Listen, oh, I've, okay. hugged, I've hugged many of the people. Uh, whether, begrudgingly or not. not I've me. hugged many of the Thankfully. people. We hugged. Um, nope. That's, uh, I, I mean, oh, that wasn't hugging. Sleep, you were asleep for that. Um, <laughs> you hugged something. <laughs> um, so basically... <laughs> <laughs> that hug at the end, man, they, it seems so fucking forced. It's it, after yep. all the shit they talked on each other, just like after that bout, you're just cool now? You're so just dumb. fucking uh, cool Rain, now, Reigns should have kicked his ass. Like, it should have been anything but that. If Reigns kicked his ass right there, it's that doesn't even have to be a heel turn, because people would have loved it, actually. You, you Okay, you want to do respect? You just have you have fucking John Cena on his fucking knees, like beat down, just barely getting up. Roman Reigns standing over him, he just gives him one head nod, like, mm-hmm, and then just fucking splits. And it's that sign of respect, that sign of like, yo, I got you now, and we're 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 done with this. It could have been that subtle badass that we want from Roman Reigns. You know what I mean? Where it's almost like that mercy kill, like you just pull away, you're like, nah, you've had enough, and then you, he walks away. And it could have been badass. Could have been the Steven Seagal of the situation. You know what I mean? Yeah, the guy that you. <laughs> that timely? It's people listening five years from now are gonna be like, "Why did he mention Steven Seagal?" It is timely. He's all over yeah, the news. I know, but in five years, no one's gonna remember why that he happened. Looks so disgusting. Oh, they're just gonna Everyone think I'm a huge. Steven Seagal. Of course, of course. He's gonna fucking break your neck. He runs very stiff. That's in his movies. He runs so stiff. He's, <laughs> he's like, like a, Braun Strowman. He's like Pat Burrell running. Just fucking. He looks like At a piece of bat. plywood <laughs> in the fucking outfield. Um, but yeah, just and then and then Cena goes on talking Raw, and he's like, oh. you know, I'm kind of retired maybe, but you know, Roman Reigns, he, you know, he's a good. He's a good guy, but you know he's what? A good hand. I gave good him the hand. torch. I gave him the torch. 
So you know what? Let's see if he runs with it now. And then you know what he said? He's like, you know why I take pictures with Roman Reigns? It's because I'm a bigger star than him, and I'm going to make him a star. But take a picture. Oh, no, that's oh, a Triple H said. No, Triple yep. H said that about how, why he takes pictures with certain people, not other people. Then I saw a picture of him immediately following that with Ronda Rousey. I'm like, so she's giving you the rub there, right? <laughs> Trips, come on, you fucking piece of shit. Yeah. He wants the rub, that's for sure. hey Hello, uh, but yeah, so um, what I learned from this match, John Cena, piece of shit, Roman Reigns still can't wrestle, hated it, hated it, 22 minutes, legit fucking seven, eight minutes too long, this, it didn't have to go this way, and then the, your fucking chaos of, of kicking out of finishers, mm. yikes. Okay, and listen, I'm a New Japan Man, fan. One kicking out of fi- ki- Well, yeah, that's what I was about to say. Kicking out of finishers is fine. And, and I just watched Omega and Okada, where Okada hit a thousand fucking clotheslines, and then Omega hit his fucking one-winged angel in the fucking discussion. The thing is, it's a clothesline. It's still just a fucking clothesline, but the attitude adjustment is super protected. Clothesline is worse. No, it's not. Well, it's not. Clothesline yeah. is would hurt way more than the attitude adjustment. Are you, you've never been fireman's carried onto the mat, onto a soft <laughs> I, mat. I certainly have not. Okay, well, you know, now we've got a new goal for Nolan. Oh, well, let's let's go to Chuck E. Cheese. You can fucking AA me into the ball pit. I'll, I'll listen, I, want, I already AA'd you into my balls before. I'll do it again, okay? <laughs> um, but yeah, that so, was more like a fucking X Factor, I think. It's inverted pile driver. <laughs> it's a Bronco Buster. Uh, tombstone. It's Tombstone. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so that's, that, yeah, that's what we'll call it. No, yeah. no, it was a tombstone. It was a tombstone. That's, that's what we told the maid when she came in <laughs> trying to clean the room. Uh, but yes, taste the a... rest of this booze. You saw nothing. Bottles all the way up here. Yeah, that's true. When we left in uh, Orlando, our hotel room was like filled with all the shit we didn't want to take through customs, which was all yeah, customs. Customs. Yeah, well, I don't know. Is that what it's called? I don't know. Customs. Security. I don't know. Yep. Um, TSA. I don't know. Returns. Uh, when do you think Brock's coming back? When do you think uh, John Cena's coming back? And when do you think Samoa Joe is coming back? Black I, questions. That's why I need. And just really, I don't have any of these answers, so I'm just looking at you guys now. <laughs> uh, I think Brock comes back for Survivor Series, which he worked last year, and is I feel like is he's he, going to face. He build for it? Nope. What's that? <laughs> Probably not. I think he'll face Finn Balor there because Balor did mention the Universal Title. Uh, and I think Cena comes back for the Rumble, and I think Samoa Joe comes back like in the next couple weeks. Great, because he's advertised for TLC, as far as I know. BG. Yep. So I think Samoa Joe comes back as soon as Monday. Mm-hmm. John Cena not until the Rumble, maybe surprise entrant, so they can build up some hype for him. So people. He's, get get, he's getting movie deals. He's got another big movie coming. He got yeah. signed for another big movie, so he's he's yeah. doing a lot. The he's gonna cry. Yeah, yeah. And I think Brock Lesnar also maybe has like a one-off appearance over the next few months, but again, not until uh, January is he back kind of full-time for the Rumble, at least. I don't think he wrestles at Survivor Series, and then the next pay-per-view after that is not a Champions, which is SmackDown only. I just, They're the Champions, and they only have half the titles. I really just love that John <laughs> Cena has become The Rock. And he like, says, I'm, like definitely, a, uh, yeah. I'm definitely not going to He's, he's like a D-list rock. And, yep. he, and he, he swore up and down during Thrace in a Lifetime that it was mm-hmm. going to be, I'll never abandon you, and here we go. Who's fucking... Wayne's got him. Got him, but no, you know who got him? Himself, because he said some dumb shit. 
This is it's C- you know- Cena said actually on Edging Christian's podcast that thing that Reigns did last week with showing him talking all kinds of shit with the Rock. Mm-hmm. He said that Roman Reigns was brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, he also went on. He, he also of- went on to bury the damn near the whole fucking roster. Yep, but not Reigns. Hmm. Well, not quite. I mean, he 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 was included in well, the he, roster he coming too. He couldn't bury the guy that he knew he was gonna have to put over for once. Yep. So. He had to make him look strong begrudgingly. Yep. He's like, yeah, this Roman Reigns. He's talking through gritted teeth. You have Roman Reigns. He's like really fucking good. Like, huh? Take it easy, guy. What the fuck's your problem? Uh, let's talk about the cruiserweight division because it main evented. Yeah. So it ends. No, there's no question yeah. about it. Enzo is making a difference, uh, obviously because he's being buried. So they're putting him in the main event spot. That's the. That is how. Listen, if I, I wish my mom knew that, that's how you punish someone. But I, I, she'd be like, you know what? You 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 got a C on this test. Here's some ice cream. And it's like I'm so yeah. disappointed. Oh, seems like you got all the ice cream you wanted. No, I snuck it. I had to sneak. It, it was bootleg ice cream. I was on bootleg gotcha. ice cream. Um, like heavyweights, hand and fairies. It was just it was slightly different. It was from China. It was different. Uh, but Enzo wins the title. Cruiserweights um, in the main event. Enzo runs down everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, he gets an order that's saying, you know, no one can touch me, or you're gonna, you know, you lose your chance. Everybody, do, well, so basically Enzo is talking all this shit, uh, and then Neville comes down and he's like, fuck you, and fucking just destroys the shit out of him. After Raw ends, which I don't Zombie know Zombie Neville, we, by the way. Zombie Neville is the best Neville. Love him. Um, but the, the, I don't know why we didn't see any of this. After Raw goes off the air, Braun comes down, destroys Enzo. Then you have every member of the Cruiserweight division hit their finisher on Enzo <laughs> until Mustafa <laughs> Ali attempts to go to the top. That is 450. But, and that is all... Drew Gulak can stand because he goes over there like a substitute teacher-looking motherfucker, puts a stop to it until finally they talk him into it and he le- allows it to happen. Calling back to our best of five series between the two men, literally the hat yeah. tip to BG and I, and it, that's <laughs> the only all it is. That. Yeah, and it, and it, just, it was. I gra- saw like seconds of it at least. <laughs> yeah, so you're not part of this. It's like Lucha Underground. You're barely part of this. Uh, on 205 Live, Arya Davari um, tries to be besties with Enzo, confirming Enzo is heel. And uh, the main event, Neville beats Davari. Enzo attacks Neville with his crutch. And yes, you say double turn, question mark. And that is what we saw. We saw a double turn. So I disagree. Uh, how could you? Uh, you could say it's shades of gray. Because it's but not that Neville, black and white. Exactly. It's not. Sure, but Neville is portraying the good guy now. He's saying that hey, he's being he's being what we wanted from Roman Reigns. He's like, yeah, I lost my title shot, but I don't give a fuck. It felt good to take him down, just like everybody wanted. And the crowd firmly is making Enzo a fucking heel. And Enzo so funny. naturally, Enzo is just a dickhead. You know what? You know what? I'm I'm okay with with them destroying Enzo and making him a heel because I genuinely. I'm off to his train fully. I don't like it. Okay. Yeah, because okay. there was a rumor, and that's Sounds what everyone like lost like on to. Yeah. Here, here's the thing. This whole thing, brilliant. The cruiserweight division has never been more meaningful. So people can whine and cry all they want that Enzo Amore beat Neville for the cruiserweight championship, but that just proves that it was a brilliant move to do that. Because Enzo Amore, he's not the type of guy that's getting that X-Pac go-away heat. People that are hating him, I think, kind of love to hate him. And he's getting a reaction. There's still the people that love him, and when he does his shtick, they're going to support him. 
But then there's this new uh, cross-section of fans, you know, marks like Donnie, who are like, oh, I hate him because the dirt sheets told me he's really bad and mean and annoying. He's really bad at wrestling. I see that with my eyes every week. And he was mean to Queen B, and I just don't (laughs) like that. So I hate him now. So, okay, so all those people, now they hate Enzo even more. And the fact that he's taking all these shortcuts and doing these heelish things and beating a guy like Neville, then that just gives him even more heel heat. And then, again, the people that already love him are still going to love him for doing the stuff that he was doing before. So basically what you have, you have a smaller scale John Cena or Roman Reigns on your hands, a guy who, whether it's positive or negative, he gets a huge reaction, and you put that in the cruiserweight division, and you have now galvanized the cruiserweight division to actually matter for the first time to the point that it's in the main event of Raw. The main event of Raw. Usually the cruiserweight division gets, like, a couple minutes, uh, you know, a short match, like an eight-man tag or something like that. Hardly anything on Raw, and now it's in the main event. And that goes to show how important Enzo Amore really is and how good of a decision it really was. So, and I don't, again, I don't think that it was necessarily a heel turn because I think that there are, again, there are people that love and hate Enzo Amore, and I don't want Neville to be changing the way he is, and if he keeps acting the way he is, he's still kind of a heel, but again, if he's doing stuff to Enzo Amore, the people that hate Enzo Amore are going to like Neville and vice versa. So again, I don't think that it's a heel turn definitively, a face turn definitively. I think it just is what it is, and you make what you want of it. And sometimes that's a good thing in wrestling, especially in something like the Cruiserweight division that didn't really matter before. So I think that having him win the title was a good decision. I think the bad decision was having Neville randomly lose to Akira Tozawa one time because I think it would have been even more impactful if Enzo had been like, yeah, I ended this 200-plus-day title reign, and all I had to do was kick you in the nuts. I mean, like, that would have been even made people more infuriated. But, you know, regardless of the situation... People who are so into the Cruiserweights, and it's funny, though, because I don't remember anybody, like, sticking up for the Cruiserweights before, but all of a sudden now, because Enzo Amore's in there, they're like, oh, I love the Cruiserweights, I love their flippy (laughs) shit, but that's not really what the narrative was before, but the the fact of the matter is, Enzo makes people care, and whether you love them or hate them, that's a good thing for the Cruiserweights, and finally, people are are paying attention on Raw, they're going to watch 205 live more often, all the stuff that Enzo said in his promo was 100% true. And I think that's great for the division. BG? I love this. I thought it was a great finish at the pay-per-view. I was shocked that they main evented Raw uh, because it just never happened. But here they are. It's exactly what Chris Jericho said would happen when he was the first one, at least that I ever saw or heard, say, hey, you want to make the Cruiserweight division relevant? Put a personality like Enzo in that division on 205 Live, and people will tune in because he's so over and he's so good on the mic. He's such a big personality, and that's what we're seeing. And Enzo is still excellent on the mic. No, he's not the best in-ring worker, but the Cruiserweight division... He's not even good. I would disagree with that, but the Cruiserweight division is filled with great workers who would then be able to help Enzo to an awesome match. And I thought the match at uh, No Mercy was a good match. I think it was a great match. But I think that there is room for improvement on that match, which is very important. And Enzo, with this whole gimmick of working shmada, not hada, is very intelligent for the role that he is in. And the promo, see, this is where I disagree with Mike. I think this is more of a heel turn based on the subject matter of his promo, where you're going to continuously flaunt how much you're making or who you're hanging out with, that you're going out in the town with so-and-so. These are heel things that most people 
in the crowd don't like to hear. No. Where you're rubbing it in and everyone's I face. I do. So, he, he's like, he's right. like a ghetto million-dollar man. Nah, it's more, to my opinion, like when The Rock left after Brock beat him at SummerSlam and then came back in 2003 with the Hollywood gimmick. That's what this more reminds me of. And that was a heel gimmick. Everyone hated The Rock, but you appreciated just how you knew everything that he was doing was gold. This is, remember, this stuff like the Hurricane, the Rock concerts, and he was just an amazing, he was just killing it every week with all the promos, just like he was doing back in the Attitude Era. And so here you're going to have Enzo, who, with the material now and being able to play as a heel, is going to be even better. And I'm sure the merchandise is still coming in, just like it was with The Rock and so and Million Dollar Man, like... That's going to be the character that everyone gravitates to. They're going to want to cheer him or hate him, and it's going to get a reaction, and that's what Vince loves more than anything else. And so with them saying, hey, you know what? You're going to go out there. You're going to run everyone down. We're going to put you in the main event, and you're going to be able to say that you're the reason that we're in the main event. You're the reason people go to watch 205 Live. It's just going to build that persona even more than there already is because he's already one of the most outlandish guys that they have on the entire roster, one of the best on the mic and in, the, in, the, in fucking in wrestling. So I can't wait to see what they do next week, and especially because, Donnie, you and I watch 205 Live, and most of the time, the booking decisions are on 205 Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Well, five live are done well. And so now you're going to have someone like Enzo who can flip between face and the heel if you need. It's only going to make things so much easier for them and more entertaining for us. Well, I'm going to choose here to ignore Enzo's dumbass and not speak about him because <laughs> I don't want to talk any more about that okay. garbage person. I'm Sound pretty talk, mad. I'm gonna, like I don't working. like Enzo anymore. I, I, I just, yeah, I just, because there was a rumor that came out. Yeah. Listen. I don't like it. Which, okay? which, like there's if if anything, maybe there was a modicum of truth to it. There was, and, and he and said they, it in his and promo. Then, and then this WWE is who he really took is. Took the ball and fucking ran with it, and it was brilliant, and it is brilliant. He this he said it himself. He is the character, and that's disgusting. Yeah, people can lie. Uh, Neville, I want to talk about Neville because Neville here, I you, it, it's gray. There is no face heel turn, but there is definitely two characters changing. Flipping the script on each other at the same time. Call it a double turn. Call it whatever you, whatever color you want to paint it, uh, Mike Chiari. It's putting glitter on a pig. It's still a pig, okay? It's a double turn. Neville being still this character, still this zombie Neville, yet he's cutting a face promo, essentially, saying how good it felt to beat the fuck out of this asshole that you guys hate, and I hate as well, and everybody's like, yeah! And then Neville hitting his red arrow, and it's, it's, it's becoming more clear that he is going to be portrayed as a good guy. And if he keeps this attitude, if he keeps this still, like, this king of the cruiserweights, but now he's just fighting Enzo, and 
and aiming his hate at that at him and and bad guys. That's going to be really fun to watch because we we the, what what made what made Neville so awesome was this heel turn and this heel character that he brought out. Now I'm really excited to see whether he can carry this over into this tweener role. That if you remember against Sami Zayn, he was kind of in that tweener role where he was kind of good guy, kind of bad guy, but that's where he was starting to really develop. This is this is going to be even better. So I'm very excited to see what Neville can do because well, you can say whatever you want. Um, and Enzo is is good at what he in, in, talking on the mic. That's for sure, and he can generate some heat for himself. And it's good. I can't wait to see Neville play off that because as good as Enzo has been, Neville has been he hasn't been rattled by him. He didn't get shook. He fucking am I cool now? But he fucking he never got he no. never <laughs> reacted negatively to that. He usually just had something to come back. He talks a little slower, but he fucking get, his points come across very clearly, and he fucking dominates everyone with truth. And I really have enjoyed what what he's done. So I'm very excited to see where Neville goes with this, more so than I'm excited about Enzo. So that's that's my thoughts on Division. So let's go on to Roman Reigns and the Miz Taraj. Uh, Roman Reigns is like, hey, baby girl, I'm on your dumb show. And then he beats Miz. Give me a cold beer, boy. And next <laughs> week, and then, and then the Miz Taraj, they all fist bump over top of his body. And it's like, okay, where the fuck's... Rollins and Ambrose. Like, what if there was ever a moment? Listen, I'm, for right. the record, if like, I'm getting chaired up by three dudes and you guys don't come help me, show's over. I'm not your friend anymore. You're a fucking piece of shit for leaving me alone. I don't right. care how tough I am. It's, it's a dickhead move. I'm getting beat up by three people. Next and they week, taunt you? Like, they do your whole yeah, thing? They, come t- on. Yeah. They were in the back. They were ready to fight <laughs> Braun Strowman. Yeah, they're like, no, no, no. We got time for Roman. They had nothing to do. Next Literally. week, yeah, for real, Miz defends the IC <laughs> title against Reigns. Who you got? How's it shake out? And when are we getting this motherfucking Shield reunion that's obviously happening? Yeah, uh, I think that next week, uh, Reigns is going to win by DQ because the Miz Taraj is going to get involved. And I think maybe next week's when we get it because uh, even before Raw, I don't know if you guys saw the tweet, uh, James McKenna from Pro Wrestling Sheet, the guy that kind of like he left hints about what the Jason Jordan storyline was going to be with Kurt Angle without actually saying it, and he's with Pro Wrestling Sheet, so legitimate. Uh, He basically said there's going to be a Shield reunion and a match at TLC, so that had me excited, and then based on what Mm. I saw on Raw, it's like, it's happening, for sure. There's no doubt about it. Uh, And it's awesome. I mean, like, I know people are going to complain, like, oh, man, you're really going to bring the Shield back against, like, fucking Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel? Which, okay, I get it. it. It's not the most amazing, exciting thing. People will probably be like, oh, put the clum back together. Hey, hey, put the clum back together. Okay, well, that's not a oh, thing Hold right the fucking phone. That's way fucking cool. <laughs> you can laugh and say and make jokes, but that's way fucking cooler than... Hold on. That's way cooler. Hang on. I gotta push my glasses back up. Okay, that is... You piece of shit. That is way cooler uh, than anything involving <laughs> Bo Dallas and Curtis Fucking Axel. You're getting together a team. Hold on. I think you, you've told me many a time that yeah, you, love you love them. them. I do, exactly. but they're not on the Shield level. I can I can love them and understand they're not on that level. The Shield was, better, hold on. You know who's better than anyone in the club? The Miz. So Stop right fucking now. The fucking Shield fought Evolution, the Wyatt family. They fought t- Team Hell No and Undertaker. Yeah. They, they fought the they, legends they, they of fought the business and beat them. So. And you fucking come over here telling me they need to fight the modern day 3MB? Please stop this nonsense. Not dude. a thing. They can fight. They can fight whoever the hell they want. I don't care. As long as the shield's there, I'm in. So yeah, 
I, I'm cool with this. And it makes a lot of sense because, you know, there's symmetry. They debuted at TLC as a team, and they had this uh, three-on-three match against Ryback and Team Hell No. Awesome match. Still one of my favorite matches of the past several several years, and I think they can have a great match with those guys. I mean, Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel, are they exciting? No, but they're solid workers. The Miz knows how to put on an amazing match when he's put in these good situations. The Shield, always going to put on amazing matches regardless of who they face. So yeah, I'm all in for this. And the build-up is going to be great because The Miz is on top of his game right now. He has been for a long time now. And his Miz TV segment with Roman Reigns, really enjoyed it. What he's doing, trying to get the strength and numbers over Roman Reigns and beat down this guy who is now the guy. It is his yard because he beat John Cena. It's all great. It's the perfect, like, The Miz is the perfect heel foil to Roman Reigns and to The Shield. So I'm all in on this. I'm excited for it. And it's going to be a great match at TLC. And you're going to mark out like a little bitch, just like I am, and just like BG is, when this reunion happens, regardless of who they're facing. So it's smart on WWE's part to do it. And they could do it to, they could do it tomorrow. They could do it 10 years from now. Doesn't matter when they do it. Whenever the Shield gets back together, whenever they do anything together, I'm excited for it. So, yeah, do it. BG? So all along, I've been thinking that they're just going to reunite four Survivor Series. But it is an interesting idea to say, hey, we're going to have more of a tune-up match heading into Survivor Series and have that happen at TLC against a jobber squad like the Miz, uh, Miz Taraj. Because, yeah, Miz Taraj, uh, three-on-one against Roman Reigns, okay, I can buy that. But the Shield, three-on-three against the Miz Taraj, no way. So that match would have to be a pure squash match or the Miz just up and like, cause he knows we're going to get fucking destroyed. He just up and leaves at the start of the match three on two Miz, the wrestler Miz Taraj gets destroyed. Chris Axel and Bo Dallas, maybe then they go away from the Miz and Miz is either a solo act or he brings on two other people. And we have an email about that later in the show. Um, I, I don't, as far as it happening on Monday though, I think they're going to, try to prolong this one a little bit because that's what tlc is october 22nd so so what do you have i Ro- think Roman i, I think maybe you DQ have and they beat him up again i think maybe you just yeah. do that again and then it's again the mizraj egging on the fact like because then the following the following week in two weeks you could have miz be like listen we're destroying you Roman Reigns. you have no one here to help you like, and they could bring up, Rollins and Ambrose want nothing to do with you. This is not, because he's going to antagonize Roman Reigns. And I think maybe a week or two before how, uh, TLC, that's when you, maybe you get it. If that's the direction where they're going with, they're going to have three-on-three three at TLC. You don't think uh, Kurt Angle's going to try to ban Mr. You don't. You don't think that this could be a, a red herring? You, you, you're positive that no. we're getting the shield. Yep. I, I still think, I think we're definitely getting that Survivor Series. I'm just saying if, if they think that it's better to have fans get a little acclimated to the Shield, because then you can have, after TLC, all eyes are on Survivor Series for both brands. So it could be like, Kurt Angle, hey, in my pocket now, I have the Shield, SmackDown, bring whoever the fuck you want, because I have the most dominant force that we've ma- seen maybe ever in wrestling, and the Shield. No one was able to stop them besides themselves. If they have a match at TLC, I want them back the the go home episode. I want them be I want them beating up Roman Reigns like as the show the bug comes on the fucking screen like it's NXT. 
and I'm like, oh my god, another this is how we're gonna end it. And then fucking the shield music hits, and we go into the end of Raw. We go to black with the shield beating the fucking shit out of the Miz Taraj, and that leads into the pay-per-view. I would like that. That would be cool as shit, because then everybody would be like, holy shit, the Shield's back. And you don't even have to announce the match. You can just say it's fucking obvious it's going to be a match. And then you can announce well, it I on WWE.com. I think you would want to announce the match. announce it later, like on... Uh, WWE.com or on SmackDown, w- they talk about it. Fucking, like I said, I would love that. I would rather have... Listen, if if, this, if the Shield's back, they're going to fucking wrestle. And everybody's going to be talking about it. The buzz it creates on Monday will fucking move right into Sunday. So I, I would rather have it be a surprise. So are you in agreement that it's too early next week or Monday for it to happen? I'm a fan. I would love to see Whenever it happens, I'm ready for it, to be honest with you. I mean, from a storyline perspective, I feel like if they leave Reigns to fucking get beat up again, like, what kind of friends? And then now they want to come out, like, after two weeks of beatdowns, like, two is enough? Two is, two is enough? Like why not? I guess three? you could argue. I guess you could argue that Ambrose was incapacitated somewhat. But did that happen before or after? I thought that happened ha- after. Before, before. Oh. So uh, then I guess you could say next week Rollins, Rollins is yeah, then Ro- yeah. There you go. Rollins is beat up because he's gonna lose to Braun as well. Mm-hmm. Um, just dumb, but yeah. Yeah. Why is that match like? Whatever. By the way, because we didn't they, really talk hold on, hold on, about- hold on. As much as as much as they protect. Uh, Rollins and Ambrose, as much as they'd like them, they are immediately hindered by wearing the tag team championships because every once in a while they just make the tag team champions lose singles matches to whoever they're pushing at the time. Not even that, but like that's a potential like pay per view main event, right? They're they position they position Braun showing both, very well how they booked them, right? That's what I'm saying. Like Ambrose against Braun, that can main event pay per view. Rollins against Strowman, can main event pay per view. But you just throwing them away in random matches on Raw for no reason. It just Why? seems like they're like, oh, man, you know, like, we really fucked up Braun Strowman in this match against Brock Lesnar. Let's just have him beat everyone else now and build him back up. And I almost feel like maybe they're building up to – I could see Samoa Joe coming back for him because there's, like, two, like, dominant forces or something like that. They and have I the really don't, with, with I, uh, each other from their, and their I, multi-man matches as well. I really don't want to see it because I don't want to see Samoa Joe wasted in that way, but I kind of see that happening. Oh, shut the Fuck up! You are such a mark, dude. You call me a mark. Yeah. You're the fucking mark because you're weird hatred I, for Braun Strowman. Who's business, mark, baby? He's money. Buying in for the fucking Braun Strowman. Okay. What if Miz and, and Roman Reigns doesn't really end with the Miz Taraj, Curtis Axel and Bo Dallas being the ones that are helping Miz? But the last time we saw Samoa Joe, he was teaming with the Miz. What if he's the one that comes back, and it's not Roman Reigns and the Shield against, or the Shield against Miz Taraj, but the Miz, Samoa Joe, and maybe some, maybe Braun Strowman. I, I honestly, I, before like we the the teases um, in the past two or three weeks with the Miz thing, you know, I didn't I didn't suspect we were getting a Shield reunion at all. So maybe this is maybe, maybe it was. You didn't a think for Survivor Series. I mean, I I, th- I thought they would be. It was a hundred percent gonna happen. Well, I, I thought they'd like, for fucking a year. Yeah, I, I thought like they would. Can... Get, well, they would get together through the Survivor Series match, like they'd be all right. on the same team. So inadvertently, they would just be on a team that was part of the Shield. So the Shield would be together as a byproduct of being yeah. a, on the Survivor Series thing. I didn't think they'd get together because they were saving one of their buddies. Like that's, I didn't think that was how it was going to get them back together. Uh, and so, what what if it is not? That's what if that's not what they're doing? What if it is Samoa Joe? What if the Miz beats Roman Reigns because Samoa Joe comes back and beats the fuck out of Roman Reigns? We're getting a Shield reunion. Okay, well I'm not. Regardless I'm not of who they face, and I I would prefer if Samoa Joe was involved in that match somehow. That would obviously be awesome. But either way, we're getting the Shield. Okay. So fucking strap in, bud. 
I, I love shield. So I just, I'm just hey. not as a hundred percent as you are, I guess, you know, we're just different. I'm better. Uh, women's yes. division time. Alexa bliss is now your defending champion. Mickey James comes down. She's like, I still look like I'm in my twenties. Oh uh, yeah. Sasha Banks and Bailey beat Nia Jackson. Emma Oscar makes her debut at TLC October 22nd. So some things are happening. This is a division. Uh, but Mike Yari, who does Oscar face? Uh, well, thoughts on the women's division first, and then who does Oscar face at TLC? Uh, Alexa Bliss versus Mickey James on Raw already better than their feud on SmackDown. Yeah. Through one promo, because that promo was really good from both of them. I agree with that. Uh, so I enjoyed that, and I'm glad to actually even see Mickey James on TV. Haven't seen her in, like, months, it seems like. So, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to their matches, because, again, they didn't have a proper feud on SmackDown, so I think it's going to be good. But I feel like this isn't going to be a pay-per-view match because you have a little while until TLC still. I see this happening on Raw in a couple weeks. Uh, And I feel like Asuka and Alexa Bliss is going to happen at TLC. I think they're going to put her straight in the title match and she's going to win the title immediately. Is that the right call? I guess we'll see. But I just feel like because the whole thing with Alexa Bliss is she's like, I beat everybody. I beat Sasha. I beat Bailey. I beat Nia. I beat Emma. Nobody left for me to beat. And then Mickey James steps up and she's like, William beat me. And then I see Alexa beating her in the next couple weeks. And then she's like, well, yep, I've beaten literally everybody on this roster. Nobody can beat me. And then that's when the announcement comes. Like Kurt Angle's like, okay, well, you're. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're facing Asuka at the pay-per-view, and Asuka wins that match. And then she starts at the very top of the Raw Women's Division, which, honestly, I don't think is necessarily a bad thing. Because you could say, like, oh, you got to build her up. But she's undefeated. Nobody could beat her for the NXT Women's Championship. Most, people don't, for... most people don't know that unless they were told that in the vignette. So that's Cool, cool, cool. Well, they'll be told again. They'll be told that this person is the most dominant woman to ever step foot inside a WWE ring. And she's going to get a title shot the first match she has. And she's going to win that yeah, and championship. There's a, there's a huge oh, difference oh. from being told someone's dominant and seeing it happen. Okay, well, they're going to fucking see it oh. when she wins the title in her first match. Get the network. Okay. And well, again, that's again a lot of people don't. I think, I think, that's fair. Again, I realize <laughs> that not everybody watches NXT, but I think a pretty sizable po- portion of the WWE audience knows about Asuka at this point. So I don't think that you're uh, going to be surprising anybody by bringing in Asuka and having her win the championship immediately. So honestly, I think it might be a good move to do that, because do we really need to see her build up through Emma? 
go through Alicia Fox. That's what I want. Why not? Brooke. Why not? I, I saw it. Why I not? Like, yeah, sure, but it's fucking different. A lot, like I said, a lot of people do not watch NXT. I don't. So care a lot about of the kids. People, but, well, that's a fucking huge portion of the fucking WWE audience, and that's who Vince McMahon and the WWE creative team are also concerned about. Which means she will. I honestly hope she comes up and just fucking runs a train through okay, everybody here, man. establishes her dominance on the main roster, then gets her title shot and moves forward from there. Santino came out of the crowd and nobody knew who the hell he was and he won the IC title in his first match. And he was Santino. This is freaking Asuka. Maybe the best women's wrestler in the world. Certainly the most dominant women's wrestler in the world. I don't think anybody's going to be complaining if she comes right in and wins the title. That's it, what, that's what that, I think is going to happen. That, it, it, I wouldn't hate it because I know who she is. I know what she's done. But from a WWE creative standpoint, I just don't think that's their best use of her. Like, Asuka is not an unknown commodity. She, for not. a lot of people, you act like fucking all these people watch NXT. NXT doesn't get these I don't, great I numbers. Fucking, there's probably but, millions of people every even week if you don't, who don't even know if who you she don't is. don't watch NXT, you've heard of Asuka. They have commercials and shit for NXT yeah. all the time. They have these vignettes. You their... know who Asuka is. Okay. BG? And if you're watching pay-per-views on WWE Network, I'm sure you've seen something about Asuka. BG? Yeah, I, I, that's my storyline for this. I definitely think she's going to be making her, well, obviously making her debut, but I think it's going to be against Alexa Bliss. She wins a championship. That way, you continue this storyline she has going where she has never been defeated, and as champion, she has never been defeated. It happened at, at NXT. If you want to go relive that dominance, go to the network, or you know what? Go check out our YouTube page, because we put almost everything on there anyway. And millions of people are going to their YouTube page, which is fucking free. And they put this shit on Twitter all the time, which is fucking free. So people know, I think people definitely know about Asuka. Again, I went to a house show. She was the most over person in fucking in Madison Square Garden in her first time there. They didn't need so, to get acclimated, though? Did not get acclimated. There's a lot of kids not. that need to be acclimated. And, kids need okay, to be acclimated. And, they, and they have a few weeks, uh, over a month they'll have to get acclimated to who Asuka is and what she's about. And you can go in and say, yeah, you're the fucking best. And they could build someone at the very start to start their fucking career in WWE. You are a champion. You are undefeated. Let's see how long this lasts. The only reason that you had to vacate a championship was because storyline-wise, you're going up. And that's what we have to do. And so that's how people know she's coming in is this was the champion who vacated a championship to come to Raw. And she's going for no other reason than to win the championship and stand undefeated. That's your storyline. It's very easy. Just like when Goldberg came into WWE, I'm sure many people weren't watching Goldberg and shit WCW, but they knew Goldberg was and he was a dominant force. They knew about the streak. They knew about the streak and then they had him fucking beat The Rock in his first match. Fucking bullshit. But here you're going to have Asuka (laughs) go over against Alexa Bliss. And (laughs) it's going to be awesome. Everyone's going to go fucking ape shit when she comes out. And there you go. I let let you fuck guys. Finn Balor. Finn Balor won the Universal title, one of his first matches. Didn't need to get acclimated. Well, I mean, they should have probably kept acclimating us with him, but fucking whatever. We're not going to talk about that. Okay. Cool, cool. Uh, So basically, I let you fucking pathetic pieces of shit spew it's gonna be alexa bliss mickey james at tlc oscar oscar's gonna ready for this talk about perfect career symmetry who did oscar face in her first dana nxt brooke. match dana she is gonna fight dana brooke first then she's dana brooke's run. not even a freaking heel is she on television doesn't matter it doesn't matter she's gonna get jobbed out in 11 seconds dude she's gonna not i don't want her to knock out alexa bliss i don't want her to fucking make alexa bliss look like a jobber i want her to make her first opponent look I like don't a think fucking alexa bliss looks jobber. like a jobber she's just on a fatal five way 
I said so I don't want her want to. Oscar I don't. I don't want Oscar to come in and fucking kick her ass, beat her. In so you don't want seconds. her to be what she is. Is what you're saying? I'm, no. What I'm saying is, in your situation, she can't be who she was. If she comes and faces yes, Dana Brooke, can. it's a 13 second match. You really got to knock somebody out. You can do that against Alexa it Bliss. Make any sense. No, if, if 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 Asuka comes up and faces Alexa Bliss, I would I would want it to be a match so Alexa Bliss doesn't look weak when she drops the title to to Watch Asuka. Alexa Bliss, give me a break. She's a Weasley heel. Sure, but I, I still they, they, you, you just talked about do. with Braun. Hold on, you just talked about Braun Strowman how you can impact someone's career by not by booking them weak in a situation He's like Braun this. Strowman. Braun Strowman is Alexa Bliss against Asuka. We talked about that. But that, again, and I would, I would rather have Asuka. It gives. No, I want her storyline to go up and be like, "Listen, we have to, we have to all come together to take out Oscar. We know no. what she's capable of. She's beaten all of us." Which is why you have Dana fucking go first, and then Oscar runs through every why? member of that fucking division before finally getting to the weasel Alexa Bliss heel. Then she takes it from her That's in a huge so moment because everyone's been acclimated to her. Everyone's oh seen her God. get fucking build up to this moment. We create a great main roster moment, maybe Survivor Series somewhere along there, oh. and then fucking boom, you head into WrestleMania season with with uh, fucking Asuka as champion and then that's when you pull the trigger on Ronda Rousey. So, you know what's a better, what better main roster moment? When she wins her fucking first championship in her first match. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, like a moment that's going to be remembered forever and right. talked about forever in the women's Not the division. fucking bill. Hey, yeah. you're, like, no one remembers. Remember when you beat Daniel Brooke in your first match? No. You know what? Pepper <laughs> Good thing I got acclimated! Fucking moron. <laughs> you guys are just... Mean at this point. <laughs> you just come up with well, shit ideas. No, said, yeah. I gave good because, ideas. Like, you fucking you can agree with us when we have good ideas. No, I'm okay. pantsing you right now. Are you not? Do you see this my doll? I, Do you see I that big old branch on my doll? I don't see it. No, I don't see Look it. Look closer. All. Look closer. You just got pie faced in my dong. <laughs> um, tag team division. Uh, Cesaro. He so his teeth go like three or four millimeters into his gums and are bent backwards. <laughs> you know what? I had my tooth knocked out in a fight one time. I'm sorry to the one guy who hates my fight stories, and I'm gonna say something about it. I hate him too, by the way. It really hurts. Like I yeah. cried, straight up truth. I cried <laughs> after the fight, after the adrenaline wore off, because I was like, oh shit, I'm probably gonna have to have surgery on my fucking mouth, which I did, and it was fucking gross, and it really fucking hurt. Now he had two teeth. Go up into the gum and backwards. And I'll tell you what, that probably hurt a lot. I'm not yep. a scientist, but I'm sure that hurt a lot. It's tough dude. There's man. no way to acclimate yourself to that pain. No. He is a tough dude. I don't care how much you practice that. It's not also <laughs> just don't hit yourself in the head. You did it to yourself. So thanks for hitting yourself. Stop hitting yourself. Why are you hitting yourself? <laughs> All I want is my two front teeth. That's that song is gonna be really fucking good for him. Uh, Ambrose gets destroyed by Braun Strowman. Rollins will get destroyed by Braun Strowman next week. Jeff Hardy's got a broken shoulder. So he's like, oh, no, I could be out until after WrestleMania. I don't know if she's speculating. Matt Hardy teams with Jason Jordan. Uh, they beat the Miz-Taraj. So, of course, nothing says building up to the shield like taking a fucking L, like being handed a fucking L by Matt Hardy and Jason Jordan. That's fun. Some makeshift tactic. Unbelievable. Um, so, is Matt as a single star? What's going on here? So, talk to me about the tag team division because it was looking really great for a while there. We had all these teams, but injuries have derailed a bunch of this. So It doesn't exist anymore, the tag Remember team. Remember Andy and Big Gal two weeks ago? Who? Mm, all of a sudden? Barely. barely. Who? Yeah, exactly. Go. But yeah, it's it's actually not a thing anymore because you're gonna have this this shield match at TLC and then you're gonna have the Survivor Series match. So the tag team titles aren't even gonna get defended on a pay per view for a long time probably. And again, there's nobody for them to face. 
Cesaro and Sheamus was the only team. Hardys are yeah, out. That would be cool. Sorry. The Revival can't fucking get the job done. They can't cut the mustard. What would that be, BG? Funny? No. You you said you you literally just said you had something to say, BG. Yeah, he said, I let he you said, go. But my, I'm I'm hung up I'm hung up on this. Yeah, yeah. Why would you cut mustard? I don't know. It's just a saying. I don't get it. No, but yeah, I, I don't get it. you don't perpetuate but, the saying if it do, it doesn't make sense, dude. Like kicking a dead horse. You fucking continue to say there. that. Damn, you monster. But what if you have if it's if it's a shield against the Miztourage, you could just say whoever gets the pinfall from the shield, you can win the IC championship. If the Miztourage, whoever gets the pinfall on so and so, you win the tag team championships. I like it actually. Yeah, it works for me. Makes so the match actually pull something. Yeah. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. I would institute a six-man tag team title immediately. Immediately, okay? It's worked so well in Ring of Honor and Lucha (laughs) and New Japan. It actually did work really well in Lucha for a while until they just stopped not not even having it exist. Whatever. Haven't seen Um, it in Belton's months. (laughs) (laughs) I saw it. It was Drago wearing it to the ring to have a match that was not. I swear to God, I saw it too, and it was Drago. Yep. (laughs) Uh, but as far as Matt Hardy's concerned, no, I don't think that this is going to be a team with Jason Jordan. It better not be a team with Jason Jordan. I think he will get a singles push because, I mean, you could use some guys in in the mid-card right now. And it's interesting because maybe Jeff Hardy getting hurt is actually going to be better for both of these guys in the long run. Because, I mean, you don't necessarily want a guy getting a significant injury when he's 40 years old. But they weren't doing anything with the Hardy boys at this point. They A couple weeks ago, they were literally like, oh, you're doing nothing. Come be in this match with me. That's what you were doing with these guys that were red hot when you got them back into the fold. So they weren't they weren't using them properly. So maybe Matt Hardy's a singles guy. Maybe he moves more toward that broken character and adds more elements to it as much as he can. And then when Jeff comes back, you can always go back to the Hardy boys. Or Jeff is a big-time single star because he still has that potential, and WWE loves him in that role, and they've had him in that role before, and it worked really well. And when he comes back, the pop is going to be enormous, and you could put him right in there with... You could put him in there with Brock Lesnar. You could put him in there with any friggin' top star and have a great feud. So I think this is actually going to be a good thing for these guys in the long run because they were ruining them the way they were together. PG? Uh, I will say that I'm very disappointed uh, that Jeff Hardy is hurt because I'm a big fan of the Hardy boys. I do wish they were just used better over the past few months. Did you, did you see how he got hurt? Uh, no. It was like a... Um... It was a, a motorcycle crash. He jumped off a ramp and fucking landed on his shoulder. Yeah. That's terrible. Or was it, it was actually a Tower of Doom spot, and he really didn't look like he hurt himself at all. It was really like a really wonky spot. He, he well, just he's fell. done some of the most insane things ever, and then that's the, the He literally the, was the oh. bottom on a, on a Tower of Doom spot, and he just like kind of like, oh, fell on his shoulder like really soft. Torn rotator cup. Guy jumps fucking off like a 30-foot ladder. He's like, nah, 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 I'm cool, cool. Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, well, I think would be... Very interesting is if you have Matt Hardy maybe turn heel to the broken character or a similar type of character, go up against maybe like Finn Balor or Bray Wyatt. Maybe he's the guy that kind of pulls the strings on this and he kind of persuades Matt Hardy to like do some like they kind of become a team. They're working together. Then maybe eventually Matt Hardy breaks away like the usual Bray Wyatt storyline. But something where you get this darker side of Matt where you can go on and do this character, and then Finn Balor's a perfect type of worker where you can work with Matt Hardy and have a great match, or Matt Hardy can go feud with Goldust if you say his face, because they have the, this 
you know, Goldust is fucking crazy. Matt's going to hopefully be crazy. But there's ways to do this where he, maybe he's not the broken character, but you still have fun with it and still could do something similar. Like, there has to be ways to get it done. Yeah, it, believe me, you can't, like, I don't know where the creative line is in terms of this character, like, what they can get sued for, what they can't get sued for. But if he's just being himself and it's like, I'm Matt Hardy, but I'm crazy Matt Hardy, but he's right. doing all the things that the broken gimmick was, is that infringement? I really don't know. I really don't. I don't know. Um, but I would love the idea of Wyatt versus, uh, versus Matt Hardy. And I would look at it almost like Brian Kendrick and Jack Gallagher, where it was like it's this bitter battle that these guys are just beating the fuck out of each other. And eventually it's just like Matt snaps. And he's like, no, he's you know, he's been right all along. I was wrong. And now I'm fucking crazy, too. And it just he embraces it. So uh, I don't know. Yeah, like Randy Orton. Like Randy Orton, like Daniel Bryan, like the trope that is Bray Wyatt before they eventually mm-hmm. turn on him, like I said. So, yeah, I, I I would love this to be the opportunity Matt goes. Not sure if it will. Um, this, like I said, tag team belts, I don't see them getting defended anytime soon. I mean, you got your, your tag team – your champions are fucking jobbing uh, on Raw. So, I don't – it's it's we're reverting back. Despite the fact that it's Ambrose and Rollins, we're still reverting back to just using the tag team champions as a way to get over singles, guys, by beating both of them. So, I'm not a fan of that. But yeah, the tag team division was looking really great on Raw, and just and it's ebbs and flows. I've learned that with the women's division, with the tag team division, it just it comes and goes. Sometimes it's really good, and there's weeks where it's like this is fantastic, and two weeks later you're like, what happened? What just fucking happened? That it's this bad. So I feel I'm like time. I feel like we're there. <laughs> it feels like there's like a lot of time. You know what? It feels like there's too much time, <laughs> which is weird. Um, Finn Balor versus Bray Wyatt. I was like, you know what? I'm a fan of both these guys. I really love these guys. I I like their matches when they wrestle. Um, but you know what? You can stop now. It, and, and if, <laughs> if, if, if Bray Wyatt had won, I could be like, okay, now we're going on. But Baylor won. It's over. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Like, that is, it's now 2-1. Just, we, let's cut our losses. We're let's good. move on. Let's go away from this. Finn Balor is like, yeah, I'm going to go fight for the Universal Championship. I'm like, yes, cool, good. Now, let Wyatt go Let Wyatt go hang out with Matt Hardy. Let Wyatt go do his thing. Let Balor go back to the main event scene where he deserves to be. Uh, then Goldust shows up, and I like the idea of Goldust and Balor like, doing yeah. something. But this means yeah, that was that awesome. Wyatt, All right, a freaking few. Let's do it. Let's Wyatt and Balor are still a thing. So we are <laughs> – this is still a thing. So – uh, is is my question here? Is Gold Dust going to join the Wyatt family? No. Uh, awesome interaction between Finn Balor and Gold Dust backstage. Glad Gold Dust is back to being a heel who quotes movies because that's yeah. what yeah. he should be. I don't know and why it happened. Fucking the way it Dustin did. Rhodes for two weeks. Whatever happened there? 
Uh, this the should dark be a time. feud. He got, unbro- should... he got unbroken and rebroken each of the last two weeks. That's what happened. They taped them back together. <laughs> He's like uh, an egg. He's like an egg on a, on a, on a wall. He was Humpty Dumpty. This should legit be a feud. Not uh, one backstage segment and one little match, and then Bray Wyatt gets involved again. Like, this should have happened at a pay-per-view because it had legs to do that. It would be that good. But no, Bray Wyatt again for no apparent reason. And honestly... Finn Balor probably just beats him again. I yep. legitimately mean that. Because if Finn Balor is, if he's dropping hints about going for the Universal title, probably going to be Brock's next opponent for the Universal title, and you wouldn't want to have him lose to Bray Wyatt. Nope. So I think he's just going to beat him again. And then, again, I- I'm no Bray Wyatt fan, but you're doing quite a disservice to that guy by having him lose. It's unreal. Decisively a feud, like three out of four matches, and the only one he wins is like an impromptu match on Raw. Not a great plan. No, it, it, hey, it's never been a good plan, but they think they think it's like totally good. Vince thinks he's got Undertaker Jr. When I, I'll never forget whoever that was. Um, remember, we, it was like Mets, Mets fan '69, one of those kind of people. But Mets there was a, 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 yeah. a female uh, insider was releasing data. I forgot what the name of the, the account was, but they said that yeah, Vince thinks Vince thinks he's got Undertaker, but the motherfuckers pop his shango because they booked him like poop. And it's it's the truth, fucking poor Bray Wyatt. But in all honesty, Baylor deserves better. Everyone deserves better. <clears throat> this doesn't work. <laughs> I'm just. I'm, Are you dying? I'm torn up, man. This is, up. this is Finn Baylor and Bray Wyatt. They, on paper, you're looking at Bray Wyatt, this cult figure, and and Finn Baylor is this demon character. It's like, oh my god, this is. If you're writing a comic book, this would be cool as shit. This would be awesome. But unfortunately, it's booked to be like, hey, you poured blood on me, so I'm going to I'm gonna put my paint on. You don't need to paint. All right, bye. <laughs> it's like, okay, what's going on here? And why is it continuing? I'm, I am very frustrated. Someone who likes both these guys, I like their work together. It, I just feel like if they had a clear direction, it would have helped this at any point. But unfortunately, it just feels like it feels like they're booking this and creating this story week to week. Like, they're writing the chapter, the next chapter, right before you read it. So, I'm, whatever. I'm not going to talk more, much more about that. Let's move on, because I'm sad. I'm sad on the inside. Uh, let's talk about SmackDown. Kevin Owens, Shane McMahon. Kevin Owens comes down. He talks some shit. Sami Zayn's like, hey, remember when we told you you'd never get this match again? Seek again! And they fight each other. And it was, like, the best thing. KO so. powerbomb Zayn. On the ring apron, my, I problem is not them fighting. They're going to fight for the rest of their careers, and I'll always love it. I've always said that to you guys, and I, seeing a match over and over again doesn't take away from it for me. It's, if anything, it builds to a, a, a storied rivalry. Look at uh, Rock and fucking Stone Cold. But you, Kevin Owens and Shane Mc, or Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Hold on. What? Hold on. Let's stop right there. The <laughs> Rock and Stone Cold over the span of like they they've four made events in three WrestleManias. Okay, right. Right. But it's. Over a span of like four years, probably didn't fight as much as we've already seen Kevin Owens no, and Sami Zayn. I wholeheartedly agree, but I and AJ Styles it. and fucking Kevin Owens, like, just crazy. 
it's, they used to not just like give away matches. Every yes, but but day. W- when you think I th- those two are synonymous with each other because of those three main events to me. I when I think they're sure, the top two guys of that be. era and they fucking fought and that's but these two guys are just always around each other. I love Kevin Owens. He just keeps powerbombing the poor motherfucker on the apron. Look at Sami Zayn's back. He's gonna be all wrenched up. He's gonna need that fucking Syrian hospital that he paid for to come on down to fucking Tupelo or wherever the fuck they're at. Fucking fix him all up. Um, and then basically Kevin Owens was trying to fucking cut your head off of fucking poor Sami Zayn. Cut your dick! And he fucking, uh, Shane McMahon comes to save him. He gets hit in the face with the chair with uh, a limp <laughs> yeah. Sami Zayn. It was amazing. And I Kevin Owens splits. This is, Kevin Owens is, you can say whatever you want about Miz being a great talker because he really is. But Kevin Owens is the best heel in wrestling to me right now. Hey, there's nothing wrong with being second best. There's definitely not. Kevin Owens is better than The Miz. I don't care what anybody mm-hmm. says. I disagree. And th- it's just the things he does, the little nuances that just make Kevin Owens such a fucking dastardly Miz last Miz on Monday made the fans cheer for Roman Reigns by being a dickhead. Kevin Owens would do the same thing. Kevin Owens is... I, he, well, he he, didn't. No, he didn't, actually. <laughs> Kevin Owens is incredible, incredibly. Um, yeah, but Not denying it, that. Mm, different. Uh, but, but seriously, this is... This was... I... It was better than them not interacting last week. They are not touching again, so we're kind of kicking the can down the line with this. So, again, I think it's a slow build to what should be that parking lot attack that we'll probably end up no. getting the week not before getting. the show. We, we'll get I, some sort of... You probably get, like, a contract signing. No, I, no, I don't think that's going to happen. Mike, Mike, we'll start with you, Mike. Here, What do you think happens? Uh, You want to know what I think? No, I think I really that don't. the Sami Zayn guy is pretty good. And I feel like, I don't know, maybe he shined brightest of anybody in this situation, and he cut a fucking awesome promo, despite the fact that Donald Wood came on the show a few mm-hmm. years ago and was like, he sucks, you can't cut yeah. a promo. I hate him, I hate him, I hate El Generico. Um, but <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> he cuts El Generico promos. only cut promos in Spanish. I didn't know, okay? Uh, yeah. I could not yeah. speak it. He cuts amazing promos when given the opportunity. He cut a great promo on Kevin Owens to open the show, and then... For some reason, even though, like, he was on the verge of, like, death, kayfabe-wise, in a match against Kevin Owens at NXT, like, one apron powerbomb, like, he can't go on, apparently. Yeah, Poor Sami Zayn. Poor Sami Zayn. But I definitely LOL'd when, when Owens just <laughs> pushes him out of nowhere into Shane McMahon and runs away. That was a great heel move. And, yeah, I like this. It was definitely better than the week before. Uh, again, still not anything like what we got with, with Owens and Vince, but... I realize you got to build it up here, but yeah, I, I largely enjoyed what we got, and I assume Shane is going to have much more of a presence on the show over the next couple weeks, or next week, or whenever the hell the pay-per-view is, but uh, yeah, it, it was entertaining, and it showed, you know, Kevin Owens, we talked about last week, he's been showing this weaselly heel side in this feud with Shane McMahon, and he played up to that in this situation, so, but at the same time, he was a badass, because he took out Sami Zayn, so he's he's layered as a character, and I think that's a good thing heading into Hell in a Cell. Yeah. BG? Better than last week, of course. Because Kevin Owens is great. Sami Zayn is great. The ending was funny with Shane run down and Kevin Owens running away. It's awesome visual. What irritates me is when they tell me that the commissioner of the brand is still not the arena quarter to when the show ends. And flight then want delays. Flight delays and, are a thing. Dude. Okay, okay. But then want to tell his me. His copter crashed. Right. Then oh, want to oh, say. Oh, his kids would have been better off. Nice. Then want to tell me. <laughs> he's here strangling call. me right now. Holy shit. <laughs> we have a phone call 
Hey, Shane's on his way. Like 15 minutes of the show ends. Nobody's making it to arena. 15 minutes from the airport. Fuck out of here. I don't like that shit. Stop doing that. Now next Especially week. Especially if you're with Donnie and he takes it to the wrong fucking shuttle area. Exactly. Now next week. It was right to me. <laughs> she said A1 sauce. And I was like, hmm. I definitely think we're getting a fucking dumbass contract signing because that's what they usually do. It's going to fucking be annoying. It'll probably be. But it's Shane. You say yourself, Shane's Shane's gonna have some stroke. Okay. He, he ain't gonna let that go down like that. Uh, I don't know, man. I fuck. I just hate contract signings at this point. Like they're really dumb. Okay, I want to see them beat the fucking t- shit out no. of each other right before. At the this end. point, why? Because because I want I want Shane Five to be days so tired. And that, so next week's the go home show, right? Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, if, even if it's a contract sign, they're gonna get physical. I know. I they're gonna, like get, that. they're gonna get Olivia Newton John physical, dude. They are. I thought of this, as soon as I said they're gonna get physical, I was like, physical. Unless physical, remember, they're gonna get physical, physical. Okay, I'm sorry. I love remember that song. It's a good Joe, song. Right? Wasn't Samoa Joe and Knock when they did a contract signing and Samoa Joe wouldn't go over there, or was it Bobby Roode? Well, no. Samoa Joe got held back and then Nakamura stole his nose. Yeah. Remember that? There was, there was a contract signing, though, like, when gotcha someone, news. like, refused to go down, to, and he had, like, William Regal bring the contract over that to him. That sounds like Bobby Roode. That sounds like Bobby Roode. He was the Shina Ibu. Yeah, that is that is true. <laughs> That's Japanese for... I'm pretty sure it was Samoa Joe. Mi- Mr. Ibu. Um... <laughs> Okay, anything, anything else, Shane and Kevin Owens? I want to see somebody go through a car that Can has we... a random camera in the back of it again. I'm, <laughs> I'm sticking with that. I want to see and just, like, the worst camera. Like, oh, it's weird. It was one of those secret cars with fucking all the cameras in it. You, I can't wait no, for the no. match. Oh, I'm so pumped for this match. And one of my most excited for the of the year, to be honest. Too. And the thing about Hell in a Cell is we went into No Mercy expecting there to be two matches that would deliver and make it a good pay-per-view. We're going to go into Hell in a Cell knowing there's two matches that will deliver. Everything else might suck. Well, actually, uh, no. I think uh, there's three, there's three matches. Natty, Natty three and matches Charlotte is going to be fucking awesome, yeah. too. Yeah, and, and Dolph, Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode. Yeah, exactly. So, so, good, it's actually good card. We'll see how they We know uh, for sure the top two matches are going to deliver the Hell yeah. in a Cell matches. It has the, oh, the blue brand always has potential. Every time. And you can say whatever you want about AJ and who he's fighting, but AJ is still in the match. So it's going to be good. That's not going to be, that's not gonna be good. It's gonna be good. Uh, I think it'll be good. Let's go on to bad. the. <laughs> not, don't, it's a bad, t- bad. Um, tag team division. The users beat the hype bros. The hype bros are breaking up. Are they going to hit? What is happening? I think it's just kicking Fair. the can down the line. Uh, New Day carries microphones and popcorn. And <laughs> looking back now, because someone told me that before I actually got to watch it. So when I was listening, I, you could hear the mic in the popcorn the whole fucking time because it was on. <laughs> and I was, as, an, as the fucking engineer for this show, I'm just like. Turn it off until you get there. What the fuck, right. man? Um, but yeah, so you're get, we're getting this in the cage. It's what we've been asking about the whole time. So fucking a. This this match has been amazing. It's been it's stolen the show almost every time. Every time it's on the pre-show. Um, and then it, it's just now we get it inside the cage. So my my own my hope is. Just live up to the hype, because the other matches have been really fucking good. They got 20 minutes of that pre-show match, which mm-hmm. you you don't get 20 fucking minutes usually. So that was an amazing match between them, and that is the best match they've had thus far, in my opinion. And it's a really good match. It's one of my favorite matches, tag team matches of the year. Definitely. I just want, 
I just want it to live up to that hype, and it, that is a, that is a lot to live up to. So I, I think they I, have the the talent. I have no, no, I have no, yeah. I definitely think I just, they will. There are there are Fingers very crossed. few individuals or teams where you could keep putting them out there against each other again and again and again, and people are going to be captivated and interested, and they're going to deliver. For whatever reason, this is a combo that works like that. Yeah, users and have it been just great. Works in their every role. time, no matter what, no matter the stipulation, no matter if it's on SmackDown, if it's on the pay per view main card, if it's on a pay per view pre show, they always make it work and put on an awesome match. And there's been very few tag team Hell in a Cell matches, uh, this is going to be the best one, and this is a chance to be one of the best Hell in a Cell matches, period, in recent memory, because of how good these guys are together in the ring. Like, I'm so excited for this match. I if, agree. If it wasn't, if it wasn't so, for Shane and KO, like, I'd be like, this would be one of my most highly anticipated matches of the whole year, and it still might be. I agree. I think it's, I think it has a potential to easily rival and top Kevin Owens and Shane McMahon. Now, we know that's going to be overbooked. I know it sounds crazy to say, but the work that they've already done and showed us, like now you put the element of, of not just a hardcore stipulation, which we saw them excel at on SmackDown a few weeks ago, but now the Hell in the Cell. Like, I can't wait. I just can't wait. The only thing I have a problem with was the fact that it was New Day saying, hey, we want you in Hell in the Cell, when the whole gimmick around the Usos was this whole penitentiary. It's like, why didn't, why weren't they the ones instigating they think of it. this? They were busy making the rap song their theme song. <laughs> Which oh, I love I, lo- I love their fucking theme song. That's a good Every song, time man. it comes out, I'm just fucking yeah. I'm like fucking jamming, man. Can't stop me. I'm feeling good when their fucking theme song comes on. But yes, I'm very excited for this match. I hope I hope it gets the time. I just honestly hope it gets what? the time. Of course. They've gotten like twenty minutes. You say minutes you time. fucking laugh and you say that dude, but now that it's on the main card, it's in the hell in a cell. What do you mean they've been on the main 12, card before? When they get twelve minutes and you're like, what the fuck? Okay, well, like, it's not going to happen. I hope not. That's my. Uh, but you, are, you, you understand how happen. I can be concerned? Well, no. No, I don't that. because I'm, every single time they wrestled, they got like twenty minutes. Sure, sure, but two of those. Times, mean, okay, sure, sure, sure. Two of those times were on the fucking pre-show. Now they're on the main. Sure, sure, sure. On a pay-per-view already. Yes, but if you but if you look if you look at No Mercy. Only one match went – two matches went 15 minutes or over. Everything else went 10, 11 minutes. So I could they, easily not, see – Not every pay-per-view goes by the – Sure, that, you're, like you're right, but it's setup. a you – you, you acting like it's not a concern is foolish. It's, not it's a definitely concern. a concern. If they're I'm putting concerned. it inside the cell, they're going to give it time. No. Like, well, I, the I, I, uh, they fucking better. They... If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms. Conditions, Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. What's better than free money? How you choose to spend it. Open a CQ checking account and get $250 to spend freely. And that's not all this credit union offers. Do your banking, build credit, and invest in your future. Visit secumd.org today. Fucking better. That's my fucking point here. Uh, speaking of my point here, uh, Undertaker not retired. Dolph Ziggler coming out as the Undertaker. Um, hey, you know what? Just looked at it, Battleground, when they had an incredible match in the opener of that. It was for almost 14 minutes. So I'm definitely pretty confident they'll get as much time as that and have an incredible match or longer. I, so I it hope it doesn't it's have longer. to be a 20-minute match to only be a good match. No, but inside the cage, I feel like you deserve 20 minutes, dude. 
And that's my thing. I just don't think they will, honestly. I think they're going to get like this, they can have a good match in 15. 20 minutes. They like, can have a good match in 15. They deserve 20. They fucking have earned it after this feud. For they sure. They got 20 at SummerSlam. And it was fucking amazing. Yes, it was amazing the month before, too. It was better at SummerSlam, for sure. Uh, Dolph Ziggler comes out as The Undertaker. Um, the only person fooled the entire world is Tom Phillips, who's <laughs> like, my God. My <laughs> God. That's and then Corey Graves is like, hey, Corey Graves is such a jerk off. Dude. <laughs> Corey Graves is like, shut up. <laughs> He's like, hey, look at his shoes, you dumb piece of shit. Shut up. Um, and you said, did Dolph fool you? The answer is yes, of course he fooled me. Um, then Bobby Roode comes out, Bobby Roode comes out and he's like, don't even think about mentioning my fucking entrance. I'm going to nip this shit right in the bud right now. And then uh, he's like, well, let's have a match. So Dobbs Ziggler by Roode. That should be pretty good. Very excited about that. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. I still wish Bobby Roode wasn't a freaking face, but I thought this was great. Dolph Ziggler trolling the fans. Because you know there's people that definitely bought into it. Oh, in live, in attendance, you bet your ass they fucking This is the best one yet. Amazing. Yeah, that was amazing. So Uh, Even I, at the start, I was like, what? Oh, okay. And then he cut a great promo. It was like like 8.47. I knew it wasn't Undertaker. Hey, man, you just... (laughs) Dude, we've seen Cena against Nakamura on fucking free TV. There's no excuse. 8.47 or whatever time it was when he fucking came strolling out there. I knew that it wasn't fucking real Undertaker. Because you know what? They'd save him for the main event. Would they? You know, you, no, I don't know anymore. I'm scared. <laughs> right. WWE has me terrified. Because he was at the event one time, so. All that, all, you had to get that in, entrance package fucking all up the snuff. Um, so, yeah, it's, uh, you excited for this these match? Two, it's going to be good? Yeah. These are two yeah. awesome wrestlers, two of my favorites, two friends of the show. Is Dolph Ziggler retiring after this? No. No? It's a shame he's going to lose again. It, it is, is a shame. Dolph Ziggler is going to lose after all this build to nothing. I hope that he comes to the ring using Bobby Roode's entrance. Trolls him. Oh shit! It all starts and he's he's got his back to it. Then as he slowly turns that little spinny thing that he stands on, it's um, it's Ziggler. Yes, can't be good. It's happening. Have the piano ladies, the piano ladies, and everything. Fucking bring out the whole fucking uh, chorus of singers, and then then it's just Ziggler. He's definitely not retiring. He's in fucking like cricket wireless commercials and doing all these appearances. He's not. He's not leaving. Getting his shit in because he's gonna be gone. I'm Uh, on fire. Yeah, you are. And you're fired. <laughs> uh, WWE Championships. Yeah, I can't believe it slid all the way yeah, to number four. Why is it this high up on it the should, list? I almost didn't put it this high. I only did it for Donnie. I would not put it on at all. Shit. The, but, okay. so, so basically, Jinder Mahal comes out. He's like, I'm sorry. I was racist last week. Psych, I'm going to do it again. And he's fucking just showing pictures. And then did you ever like, tweet out? Uh, you think you're tweeting out a picture, but it's a GIF. And you're like, fuck, why is that moving? That's what I felt like this was. It was like, oh, shit, whoops. I was supposed to be a JPEG, and that's a fucking GIF. Whoop, whoops. And then uh, Nakamura was like, I'm going to get you. I don't know why they make me talk with my mouthpiece in when I'm why? just fucking cutting a promo. It, listen, the man is already <laughs> I trying. I had no idea what the fuck he was saying. Listen, really he's couldn't. already got a thick Japanese accent, and he's, 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 he's really good with the English language. It's just sometimes it's hard to understand him fully all the time. So, you know what I say? Fucking stuff a bunch of cotton in his mouth and see if we can fucking get some better. Does that make it better? It's like back when we thought electroshock therapy helped people. It's like, no, 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 this is good, this is good. Put his fucking mouthpiece in. Yeah, that's why he don't talk so good. Jesus. But yes, this is... um. Kev- that's a Kevin Dunn idea. 
Dude, let me say something to you. The Singh brothers are earning their money. Do you see these stop, guys stop laughing every suck. week? I love the Singh brothers. They are the best part of all this. Them over, they're fucking the Shawn the Michaels. They're Shawn Michaels or Hulk Hogan of laughter. They're just <laughs> laughing. They're fucking overselling. He's like, he fucking, the one brother's like doing bumps from how much he's laughing and shit. I'm loving it. Uh, and then, yeah. It should be them against Shinsuke. This uh, is going to be over. This is going to be over, right? Tell me this not. is going to be over. Well, no, because she's, Nakamura's she's not Nak's winning. Nakamura's going to win the title. Nak wins the so. title, and then it's, it's... So you don't think Nak I, wins here? No. Oh, my God. I think Nak wins, and they do it again. BG? Uh, I think uh, Jinder retains the championship, and then Nak is going to be on whatever the main Survivor Series team is for SmackDown against Raw with the Shield. Hmm. Cool, 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 cool. I think that uh, Shinsuke beats Jinder fucking finally. Get this J brown out of my face because I... I mean, this, this who? Sense. Sorry, who? Huh? The Singh brothers. I, I, you know, so I've weird. Been, you loved him. I've oh. been blind. I still don't. I don't hate Jinder nearly as much as you. I just don't you think he should have been WWE. Jay I don't think he should have been WWE champion this long. Really? Because you ever? You should have never this been long. WWE. This long. Been, I, no, I think we. I think we jumped. For it. Yeah, we jumped the shark. Is what I'm saying to you. Don't. There's no we. Is there a mouse in your pocket? I'm not involved in yes, this. Yes, there literally is. How did you know that? Because you're a disgusting, vile human who would have fucking vermin. About your body. Okay. Um, <laughs> that, disgusting. Uh, I'm like Mr. Slave from South Park. Um, but yeah, so yeah, that's uh, this is going to continue, and I'm sad about it. But Shinsuke winning the title needs to happen. Make it happen, folks. I need it. Uh, let's go to the women's division. Uh, Carmella gets beat. Fucking James Ellsworth, a dog on a leash, tied to the post. It honestly is kind of the best he's ever been. I, I agree with that, actually. Charlotte beats Carmella. Natty comes out to talk some shit. Uh, nobody else appears, but Charlotte's and Natty are going to be a really good match. So that's got me excited. Mike Yori? Remember Becky Lynch? No. But no? Okay. The last kicker? 100% bad last. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, Charlotte and Natty is going to be a really good match. They've never had a bad match. They're kind of like New Day and the Usos. Um, but yeah, they're not doing anything else with the women's division. And Carmella has been built so bad. It Like, she's typical Money in the Bank booking, but she's been built so bad since she won that. It's embarrassing. It's, it's not Whatever. good. It's not good. It's, but you know what? They always build their money. And it says Nanny came money. out to run down Charlotte here. I don't remember that. I mean, she she said words. She definitely came out. She, she, said, a, she said a bunch of, like, words <laughs> She did say a, a bunch she of words. She came out like, to words. do that. Oh, that's that true. It just objective. didn't happen. Yeah, you're right. I got you. I don't know. BG? Uh, can't wait for this match. They had some of my favorite matches of last year. Um, it is a shame what's what's going on with the women's division just across WWE because they just refuse to give them time and secondary storylines, and Becky Lynch deserves better. So is Carmella. Okay. Uh, let's go on to the Universal. Or no, I'm sorry. The Uni- oh, you disagree, you sexist piece of shit? I, I don't know what you said. I wasn't listening. Mm-hmm. I, re- I really legitimately was not listening. All I women deserve better. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? The fucking person who comes on here and bitches about fucking not seeing Beck every week? The person who didn't see Charlotte for those weeks? I, I saw... Did, I, I don't know. You I, act I, like you created that. I, I, well, that. I, created the women's, I created the women's revolution, if you didn't know. Um, but did you... Did the stuff with Lana and Tamina make TV or no? No. Okay, no, they, they had a YouTube. segment that also didn't make TV, so couldn't even yeah. find the 13 seconds of that promo was. 
Yikes. Uh, the United States Championship scene. Barrett Corbin beat Ty Dillinger by countout. AJ Styles versus Corbin for the U.S. title at Hell in a Cell. Are you going to get Dillinger in there or are you going straight up one-on-one, Mike Carey? I think it's probably going to be one-on-one because, I mean, like, Baron Corbin's beating him twice now, Dillinger. He's, he's the total J-brone of the feud. I would rather it be a triple threat just because, not that I think Dillinger is that good, which we've established, and he's shown that he's really not, but he's better than Corbin in the ring, so at least that would be something. But I hate this. So I feel so bad for AJ Styles. Like, why are you doing this to this guy? Like, he was the wrestler of the year by all accounts last year. He ain't even in the conversation right now. Nowhere near it for 2017. It's really sad. Yeah. And it's not his fault. He's still, he's still doing great things. He's, uh, he's of, really not, honestly. He's one of, he's no, not. In the ring, he still does. Mm, not really, because he's facing garbage. He's not facing guard. Like I said, you just don't. This is what you do. He's, he's not facing, facing like Baron, Corb- Baron Corbin is a fine big man, and against a guy like he AJ sucks. Styles, they will put on a really good fucking match. He dude. sucks so bad. That's why WWE realized. Like, wow, this that's guy so sucks. funny. You look at Enzo, who fucking sucks worse than fucking Baron Corbin, and he's fucking you could, and, he, and you t- but you tell me all the time how Neville's gonna carry him in the ring, and that's how you do it. The same fucking thing applies here. AJ Styles is gonna carry oh, really? Baron it Corbin. As a matter of fact, I bet all you these guys have faced each other twenty times. I bet you. Baron yeah. Corbin versus AJ Styles and the triple threat as well. I bet you that match is far superior to whatever we get with Neville and Enzo moving forward. And totally the disagree. previous match. Nah, well, that's totally what wrong. There's actually going to be stories told BG? in that match. So. I think it'll be a good match. I do think it's going to be a triple threat. I think Ty Dillinger, the way he lost, is going to give him an opportunity to go to Debray and be like, listen, I deserve a chance. AJ Styles can come into the office and be like, listen, it's okay because I know I can beat him because he blows. So How is he they'll the make perfect a triple time, by the way? Because he's, 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 really he's, he's, no, he's a handsome man. Do you not think he's a sexy man? I don't know. He sucks at his job. I, I think he's a really good worker. I think he's a really good worker. He's not a really good worker. I think you're, I, if you could call Bobby Roode. He's there. Do you think, is Bobby Roode a really good worker? Yeah, he's yeah, and so is, and Ty, Ty Dillinger's right in that same conversation. Uh, I wow, name, I can name so many great matches that Bobby Roode has had in just the freaking year. Yeah, but put, put Ty Dillinger in those same fucking positions. I bet you they're fantastic matches as well. Nope. No, that's you don't have you have nothing. He's, he's really made AJ dumb. Styles not a fantastic match. It didn't. It wasn't. It was a good match. It was a good <laughs> match, but it was given for like six minutes on it's television. Barely even a match. Exactly, he's given six minutes on television. Okay, so you're I'm pretty sure there's a commercial so break in there too. It's not good, and I feel pretty comfortable with that. You're, you're just wrong. You're completely I mean, fucking. Good, you're, you're, you're you're both fucking completely ignorant. This is dumber than your Braun Strowman shit, I think. Uh, Randy Orton versus Rusev. We got a Pride of Bulgaria celebration. Uh, Randy Orton just RKO RKO and people out of left field like he's he's a awesome. human Uzi, and this fucking happens. wedding's yeah. getting all shot up by a gang. Um... Yeah, awesome. this was this was That's really dark. no. You never saw November Rain, the video for November Rain. Like people get shot, whatever. Uh, but yeah, so basically RKO fucking laying everybody to waste. This was some cool stuff. And then you uh, know what I learned here? I like hold on, like our, uh, Randy Orton in the backstage talking to uh, <laughs> Renee Young. Renee Young, and he, he's like, "Yo, happy uh, happy Rusev Day, or happy happy Pride <laughs> of Bulgaria Day, or whatever he said." He's so bad for Randy Orton. Day. Why? He's been stuck with such garbage lately. Why? Rusev is good, too. What? Why do the you hate him? The whole year. Bray Wyatt, Jinder Mahal, yeah, this is Rusev. Dumb. The, the feud against Wyatt was fantastic until it went poop with fucking 3D ring animations. Rusev oh. is fine. I really do love Rusev, and he's got a really good character, and it could work when you tell a good story. Jinder, 
The Singh brothers were cool as shit in that feud. I really like them in that feud. So I mean, does could Orton have better? I appreciate your backtracking on your normal. Yeah, I mean, he's he's he's, he's really fun. rubbed me the wrong way with all this racist stuff. He's really. Oh, just, that's what that's what. He's been calling. He's been calling. Hold on. Point. He's been calling. Yeah, because he's been calling me in the WWE universe a racist all the time. That he's racist. Think, I'm like, I, I think you defended it last week, if I'm not mistaken. So that's weird. I mean, I defend his right um, to say it, but yeah. uh, again, free, people oh, for, okay. people people forget what freedom of speech is. It's the freedom to say what you want. It's not freedom from ramification. From what Consequence, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Except you're the one that's all due respect, all you're a piece of shit. Dude, wrong like, religion, dude. That's all I know, right, Mike? Uh, you fucking yeah. piece of shit. I, I didn't coin that, so you can. Yes, you did. You literally <laughs> did. I did not. You fucking piece of shit. We didn't get shit. coins from it, so we better back off. Yeah. That you, know is what true. I, you know what I found out in this segment? You're soft? Uh, S A W F T soft? No, Aiden will awesome. outshine Rusev and oh, is better. Course. Yeah. Always has been. English. Is awesome. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, let's go on a quick hits. Let's give some Patreon shout outs first. Uh, let's go to Dante Rodriguez. Shout our buddy. it, shout it, shout it out loud. You got By to way, have art it. Hey, you, you want to know something cool? Shout it, shout it out loud. It's not you, I'll tell you that much. Oh, you are not cool. I am, uh,. I, jo- I joined. I'm happy a- with what just. No, I, well, I'm definitely not. But I, I joined another band. I got asked to I join a band, so I'm going to be playing music again. So we may be doing live shows. You may see me playing live shows again. So maybe we'll do some Kiss. What do you play? The bongos. I play the skin flute. <laughs> no, I play. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you I do. Play, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I play the bass guitar, and I got all my stuff from my parents' house. It was in their basement, and uh, yeah. So we're going to. You and Joe well, going to go on tour. Joe is literally Joe plays Joe. You laugh, but Joe plays drums, and Joe is the drummer. And our I buddy, didn't laugh at all. And our, and our buddy Skyler plays guitar, and they got they have a place in Reading, and we're gonna once a month start getting back together, start getting the rhythm of it. We're back, to, we're getting the band back together, guys. Like Boy Meets World. Like if, like uh, a lot. Be like, the exits. Yeah, I don't if, think so. That. If you're doing shout out loud, you know who to go to. Lead singer. Literally right anyone here. but you. Agreed. Are you kidding me? That was a stirring rendition. Everybody's going to say it on Twitter. That's One guy is going to say it, and it's going to be disgusting. Oh, yeah, Dolph Ziggler. Okay, yeah, Patreon. Patreon. Stop. How I measure my self worth. Patreon shout outs. Our buddies. Let's talk about some people who make this show possible. We love these guys. We love all of you, everyone who listens to this show. But we give a special shout out to some people who donate, who really make the ins and outs of the everyday operations of Ring Rust Radio work. Guys like Dante Rodriguez, a longtime friend of the show, great guy. Uh, all the ladies out there, he is now single. Go make him mingle. I don't know if that's real, but do it. Go make him mingle. Give him oh. mouth hugs. Jonathan Broadhacker, guys, another great friend of the show. He was on the show before. You've heard him on yeah. the show. He's been in a bunch of drafts. He's yeah. a very awesome dude. Kyle Paulson, uh, his girl made a bunch of awesome shirts, and he's an awesome dude as well. So it's always great having Kyle Paulson on the show and doing stuff. Scott Raw is Warren. He spilled, My boy. He spilled booze all over Mike Chiari's seat. <laughs> and he came. He was with us Way at 2. Way cooler o- than Donald He was with us at 2.30 in the morning when we decided to abandon yep. ship on an indie show. It's so. actually fun to hang out with. Uh, Andrew Skeener, who we found out we had the wrong yeah. email, and we emailed a – what was it? They were a florist. We found an Andrew Skeens, who was a florist, who was the wrong Andrew Skeen. So that was very – that made should have got him in the league. He'll watch WWF. He did – he said that. He's like, I don't even know what's happening. I, I, haven't do been doing, I don't know. I don't know. That, that's just like the fucking email that I had for Skeener. I don't know. Because I, I looked at it, and like one had like a dot in it, and yeah. one didn't have a dot in it. Yep. I don't know. There's apparently a lot of skeiners out it there. It might happen again next time. Dalton Sherbert, as someone who's on a diet I'm loving, might meet some Sherbert. Imagine getting that email. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he 
was he was definitely shook. He no, he wasn't. He seemed like he was very. He's like, I don't know what's happening here, but I love the WWF back in the day. <laughs> another friend, Dalton Serber. We love you, Dalton. Alex McNinch, another guy who's come on and helped make this show awesome. Thank you, uh, McNinch, uh, the Grinch who stole McNinch. Uh, Dave Morris, another awesome guy. Ben Schneider. Another guy who's made us watch some shitty pay-per-views and some awesome stuff. I think that was the Tower oh. of Doom match. Was that him? Pretty sure. I'll talk about that later. Yeah. Ryan. Yes, we will. <laughs> Ryan. Ryan. <laughs> just he's my fave of everyone just, I know. I know it's Ryan Bailey, but the fact that BG <laughs> refuses to just add his name because he's so lazy it's is disgusting. Straight from Patreon. Straight from Patreon. That's how he has it. You suck, dude. You really do. Oh. Uh, and Vic and Kate Domblage and all of these people, uh, a bunch Thank of you. people have made this show possible over the years. But, yeah, always a round of applause to these guys because, for real, they, you love having these shows nice and long. So when you're on your, your drives, you can, you know, you can ha- listen to something that just, you know, you just, that we just drone on. And you can listen to us as you just pass the miles away. And these are the people that make it happen. So big thank you to them. But before we go on, two things to talk about. First, Total Bellas. Then we got my wifey coming in for a, a what is it? Dancing with the Stars update. So let's do Total Bellas first. John Cena and Nikki Bella visit Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella's house, who say it's only one-third of Cena's guest house. Yikes, <laughs> I, dude. I hear you guys. You okay with this? Holy I shit. Yo, you. are you okay with living in squalor? Are you okay with just, like, being forced to live in this shitty fucking house that's not even a third of the size of my guest house? Or my dong. No, it's definitely bigger. I assume, I assume Cena's got a pretty small dong. Oh, yeah. The way he acts. Yeah, he's yeah. definitely... He drives Hummers and shit. He's making up for it something. He got shriveled up. I wonder how. That's balls, not the dick part. The dick part. All of it. All of it. He's he just got a long <laughs> dick. I mean, that's... <laughs> you know, we all had that problem with our long dick. It's a... It's a whatever, go ahead. You're gonna learn he... today. I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> D. Bryce says he was struggling with the decision to go into WrestleMania or making sure he's there for Brie when she goes into labor. So Cena had to educate him. Throughout the episode, D-Bride... What, what does that mean? Yeah. He said yeah, what? As if he, he would said, know anything about children. He, yeah. he hates them all. He said, yeah, make sure you're there for Brie. I, I swear to God, I bet you John Cena holds children the way dogs hold puppies. Like, by the skin of the back of their neck. Like, Scruff he just doesn't neck. know how to hold it. He's like, is this right? I just, I'm just shaking it. Is it good to shake it? It's like, no, please stop shaking my child. That's why he doesn't hold him. <laughs> Go ahead. Throughout the episode, Debry just cries and moans about Brie putting things on their baby registry that Brie feels she might need, whereas Debry basically just wants, like, four things. So later, Debry explains to Brie that they didn't grow up with a lot of stuff and doesn't want people to spend their money on them. So Brie tells him he shouldn't go to the baby shower. Debry shows up anyway and gives Brie a gift, the $400 baby monitor that started this whole fight in the first place. Wow. He's, well, he, he, that's one thing you learn with a baby. You have to compromise, like, all the fucking time. It's part of marriage. I didn't want to go to the baby shower anyway. No, you you have to... The man has to go to the baby shower... Carry uh, the shit. And carry the shit out, yes. Yeah, that's it. And then you have to say hi to everybody. Everybody wants to see you. And they're like, oh my god, you're having a baby. And it's like, yeah, who are you again? Okay, cool, cool, cool. Go ahead. What'd you get me? You got me a fucking towel? I don't give a fuck about you. Oh, you got me a fucking baby monitor? Cool, cool, cool. You're now a friend. And everyone just looks at you and like, I can't believe Mary Kate settled for you. Yep. I'm just sitting there just fucking smoking a cigarette like inside. It's like, I don't even smoke cigarettes, but I picked it up for just this day to piss people off. <laughs> like George. Like George, yes. Yeah. Also in the episode, Brie wants to throw a party <laughs> for Nikki. A woman empowerment party. A.K.A. a pity party. Pity party. 
Later at dinner, J.J. Bella shows up and asks Nikki and Mama Bella when the party is. Nikki had no idea. So J.J. goes, yeah, the woman empowerment party because you're never going to have a baby. Whoa! He said that for real? That's Got a direct her. quote. Direct quote. Okay. And Nikki is like, okay, hold on a second. what the fuck you, are you talking about? You, you guys have mocked me. And my hatred of Bobby Bella no, for months, as you did. I've heard you say it like a fucking, like a thief it. in the night. You've been shit talking behind my back. I know it, okay? I listen to my part of the show, and that's it. But I'll tell you what. If if my brother, rest in peace, ever said this dumb shit to me, I would have killed him again. <laughs> that's not true. My brother's dead. Your brother's not hawk. Your brother's hawk. Wow. Is my brother hawk? <laughs> No, that's not true. My brother's a dead one, right? <laughs> he's not dead! <laughs> Honey, he's not dead! I can't believe I'm just learning this now. I've been mourning the wrong LOD member for years. Oh, God. Oh, God. My niece, my, my, my nephew was a good linebacker for a while there. Is he still in the NFL? I don't even know. So. I'm confused. Go ahead. Damn, bro. I know, but he's he's fucking. He's having a day right now. But you should see his head's like physically spinning right now. Oh man. Go ahead. Uh, so when Nikki confronts Bree, she says, and I quote, "You really think I want a party about me?" And Bree is like, uh, "Yeah, yeah, of yes, of course." Right. And fucking anyone who's known you for more than seven seconds would know that that's accurate. <laughs> that's it. That's it for the show? <laughs> the show gonna, is terrible. You're not going to talk about the preview for next week that I saw? You, I mean, I figured we just do it next week. Dude, Bobby Bella literally says to my... Johnny, come in here. So I want, I'm going to yeah. say what happened, but then, Johnny, I want your insight. Bobby Bella's talking to Mama Bella, and they say something, and uh, Mama Bella turns to Johnny. He's like, are you, she's like, are you thinking about sex again? He's like, they, don't, they call me Big Johnny for a reason. Yeah, they did. Yeah. High five, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking ain't right. So what? Out of a shell. What were your thoughts? Yeah, finally. Fucking took forever and ever and ever. Um. So what, what were your thoughts in that moment? Well, first off, that fucking creep needs to stop talking about his mom, like he does. I swear to God, he fucking. He, it's like he just got off the teat just fucking moments ago. It's fucking disgusting. Do you know this is a true story? Do you know I was out front on my porch with uh, Mama Bella, and I was like, we're about to pull the Canadian porch swing. You know what I'm talking about? You know what that is? You guys know what that is? Of course, no. Yeah, because you ain't on that level. That's right. You ain't on that Johnny Ace level, baby. Uh, I'm, so I'm standing behind her, and I insert my big toe in her ass, right? And then I just start pushing her back and forth because, you know, she's a Canadian portrait. That's how I do it. I'm just jamming that shit back and forth, yeah. And then I can talk. Kentucky tractor puller her ass, okay? That's when I got my shit stuck in her ass, and then she tightened up her butt cheeks and tried to run away. And I'm just, I'm just fucking trying to stand there, and she's pulling me all around. And don't you know, Bobby Bella comes squirting out the fucking door, trying to get in on it. He's trying to be the pull, he's trying to be the tractor, and making me the puller. And I, you know, you ain't pulling a Canadian horse shit on me, motherfucker. They're not Canadian, Johnny. They're not? No, not, none of these people, they're like from California. They're not Canadian. They fucking sound Canadian. What does that even mean, dude? Well, go, just go. Just get out of here. Fucking get out of here. That's fucking GG, disgusting. I think that was the tractor story. That was the tractor <laughs> story, yes. I don't know what that means. Is that a thing? You wouldn't. You wouldn't. It's a sci-fi. Okay, that's dumb as shit. Well, thank you, Johnny, for, you know, f fuck Bobby and fuck you two pieces of shit. I'm out the door. Bye. There he goes. Bye, Johnny. Fucking Johnny. Bye.
Miss you. Yeah, miss fuck, you. I miss him already, dude. Fucking, he does a lot of perverted things, man. I feel like eventually he's going to run out of he's stuff awesome. that that I'm, that I'm going to be able to say on there. Um, but well, really, you haven't crossed the line yet. No, I know, Mung. That's the line. <laughs> we already found it. He won't. He won't cross it. And I've, I've told him. I was like, that's too far. If you do that, and it's just I can't have it on the show. All right, guys, it's time for a resident reporter for Dancing with Stars because we won't watch Dancing with the Stars. I mean, you guys are perverts. I can't believe you won't watch the the show. Uh, but oh, I just personally. Hate dancing. I refuse to dance. I do dance at weddings, though, Mary Kate, correct? A little bit. I'm really good. Tell them I'm really good. Tell them. You're really not that good. (laughs) Oh, damn it. God damn it. I'm a really good dancer. Uh, Ooh, yikes. Uh, Okay, so um, Nikki Bella on Dancing with the Stars this week, second week. What did she do, and what are your thoughts? Um, I forget what the dance was called, but it was pretty good. I thought it was a little too slow. But the judges really liked it. She got uh, 21 out of 30. So that's pretty good for the second week. 21 out of 30 is good? Yeah, for the second week. For it's sure. like barely passing. Yeah, it's it? like uh, you would have failed if that's <laughs> Yeah, but everyone else got like 20. It's like a Donald Wood level grade. Oh, no, 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 no. I don't mean 20. I mean like 15. <laughs> oh, okay. So so she was... A 21 out of 15? No. <laughs> a 21 out of 30. <laughs> Unbelievable. That's, that 21? was a really good dance. So is she only danced once or did she dance twice? Um, just once this week. And it was on a, a scale on a scale of one to thirty, cleavage level for the week. Oh my lord! Um, probably a <laughs> twenty-two. Twenty-two. That's fair. She, 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 she needs to amp it up if she wants to win this thing. <laughs> Honestly, I really think her cleavage is going to be popping every single week. So I don't think that has to be a question anymore. <laughs> mm. Yeah, she does. She does have cleavage, and she always shows it. Always. Did she, does she do her butt dance every time? No, not this time. But she did. Go like this. She did. She flexed her biceps. Yeah, she. Oh, no, okay. it's it's a fucking yeah, audio knows. podcast. Now when you fucking see what she did. <laughs> I'm new to this, guys. Yeah. But, okay. And so, so that's they, fine. You're already doing better than Donnie. Yeah, yep. you're you're much better. Uh, so <laughs> that's so that's it. She just she just danced, and then they yeah. they said she said. Did any of them not like her? Does did the old uh, man no, not like honestly, her? Honestly, no. They did like her, and I was pretty disappointed because I I thought they were going to be on my side, and they they really weren't. So so you hated <laughs> it, and they loved it. Hated it. Hated it. Hated it. Do that. Say hated it. Hated it. Okay, perfect. Hey, she does it better than all of us. Now, my question is, is this voted, or do the judges decide solely, or do the people voting decide? Well, it's both. Judges, and then you have to call in to vote. So I think that WWE Universe has Are a really call big in? reach. Have oh, you no, called I in? Oh, no, I never call in. Oh, wow. So you don't even Do you legit have to call, or can you text? Uh, this show you have to call in, but like... What? What is this? What is this, the 1980s? I think this is the 80s. Let me get my... I saw Charlotte was there. (laughs) Yeah, you didn't see Charlotte in the crowd? She was there. I saw Stephanie Tanner. Hey! (laughs) So you got your priorities right. You're like, like, fuck Charlotte, but (laughs) Stephanie Tanner's in the crowd. Hell yeah! (laughs) But I will say, it is pretty cool that Nikki Bella is on it. Even though I'm not her fan, I do want her to go far. I don't know why, but I do. That's good. That's good. I do for Ring Rest Radio. I want, yeah, yeah. I guess so. There's more you. <laughs> I want her out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, thank you, Mary Kate. High fives. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, thanks, Mary Kate. And, and you know what? And that is that is our conversation for anything else. Did we miss anything with Rolling SmackDown? Good luck moving forward, forward man. Good luck. You know, God, thanks. I said that to my wife as she was going. She flipped <laughs> Fantastic. Me and fucking pants to me. Uh, did we miss anything for Rolling SmackDown? Excuse me? Did we miss anything for Raw and SmackDown? Kurt Jeez. Hawkins, he got his ass beat and his he, back is destroyed. He did get his back destroyed. That was awesome. That I love when guy. Braun beats the shit out of people. 
Will he ever win? No. Good. Nope. Uh, anything Anything else? <laughs> no. That's it. No, boom. All right, let's move on. All right, guys! That was the WWE section. Sunday was no mercy. Uh, and unfortunately, some things happened that not a lot of people liked. We decided to scour the internet for some of the hottest comments. Uh, no, it's unfortunate because these are human beings. <laughs> You know, I mean, these are the people who are going to, you know, put in votes next next. They're kind of like, well, they're gotcha. like jesters in the olden days. Yeah, but there's like, imagine if the whole kingdom was jesters. None of they're them are blacksmiths. None of them are blacksmiths. None of them are fucking farmers. They're all well, just we're like jesters. No? In what way? I, we're kind of like the jesters, too. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, okay, <laughs> thank you for immediately backtracking. We've got no discernible skills. Uh, nope. in, the, in the olden days. Be like, you, you got a computer I can work on? <laughs> oh, whoops, whoops, because I'm fucking dead, uh, huh? Uh, but we go on the internet, we find a bunch of our friends help us out. Let me give some shouts before we get into this. BG, thank you for always sending along. Kenny Johnson, Gage Johnson, uh, helped out huge throughout this whole thing. We found some really, really good ones. Uh, we got a great theme song, so let's hit that theme song first. Smarks. Say the darndest thing. No telling what, no telling when. Smark say, smark say, smark say. Smark say, smark say, smark say. Smarks! Oh my god, that theme song is fantastic. This will be great as well. Mike Curie, start us off with number one. Sure. Fuck all you haters. Roman doesn't worry about haters. Y'all sitting there on your flabby ass, doing nothing but hating, but while you're hating, he's making money. <laughs> and to all of you saying he can't wrestle, and then he does the same move over, well, those moves are making him... Money emojis. Money emojis. Dude, he said hating like 11 <laughs> times there. That very. This as is... someone who went to Catholic church as a kid, there's part of mass where it's like everybody says, peace be with you. At peace, and my peace be with you. There's also peace over here, peace over here. It's like, I, was, I think he's saying, he's saying peace like a thousand times. That's what this dude's saying. Hey, dude, somebody in his alley. This is know. a great comment, and I agree with it. <laughs> yeah, okay. Number two, please. About to say something. They only say during smarks. Oh, you read ahead. Okay, I gotcha. I gotcha. So fucking much for Braun looking strong, you fucking dumbasses. Great balls of fire, repeat fucking idiots. Whoa! Feels good getting you to say it again, though. I mean, remember that time you said you'd never say it, then you said it? I do it for the product. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, number three. I don't want to just walk with Elias. I want to run with him through an open field of dandelions. Okay, <laughs> dandelions are a weed, right? Aren't they a weed? Yeah. Like, why yeah. would you run through a field? That'd be gross. You'd be like, oh, what are these weeds? And they're all small as shit, too, right? Yeah. It just doesn't, the, the semantics of this just don't line up. Oh, you know people I mean? like dandelions. Really? They're yeah, they're like fucking yellow. Yeah, but they, they're weeds. They're technically weeds. They grow in my yard and I have to pick them off because they're fucking out my yeah. grass. It's like Ninja Turtles. How is it like Ninja Turtles? What are you fucking guys talking about, dude? This makes sense. Secret views. Okay, number, n- number four, please. 
I'm very disappointed in you, John Cena. <laughs> I thought you were D1 to beat Roman Reigns, but you proved me wrong. This is the biggest loss of your career. <laughs> we ended strong. We ended strong, dude. Holy shit. This guy, this was actually BG. This was BG saying this. Uh, okay, <clears throat> number five, please. If Lady Braun doesn't win this match and Bailey does, fuck WWE. That was all. <laughs> wow, Lady Braun. Are we talking about N- Nia there? Gotta be. <laughs> That's his name for Sasha Banks. Uh, I don't get it. <laughs> Nothing makes sense in this world right now, but yeah, Lady Braun. Lady Braun does sound like a deodorant. Like, I gotta stick that Lady Braun for my wife. It's like smelling lady. good. <laughs> Whatever. At number six, please. I literally want to fight someone right now. Like, I know it was Bailey's job, but I'm pissed at her. Like, damn, dude. (laughs) What kind of a fucking loser would want to fight somebody over something related to wrestling? Oh. Listen, I didn't want to fight anyone. (laughs) They were attacking me. I was ready to defend myself in that situation. There were two of them. I felt like Roman Reigns out there, and you guys are the shield, just not coming out to help me. Yeah. <laughs> and you're, you're getting ready to fight the Mr. Yeah, I would have fucking beat him down, too. <laughs> um, number seven, please. Hashtag WWE No Mercy. I already know all the match results because I simulated all the matches on my N64. Hashtag No Mercy. This is actually from me. This is my. Yeah, this is me and Joe. This is from Joe and I. We, we collabed on one. <laughs> you had the Faces of Fear against the freaking Harlem Heat. <laughs> that sounds amazing. I'd love to see that. Yeah. That sounds yeah. amazing. I don't, where's the problem there? <clears throat> Number eight. I don't care if Jordan doesn't have mic skills. He can stick his mic down my throat all he wants. Wow! Yeah. Whoa, this took a fucking turn for the erotic right there. Damn, dude. You read that with a lot of conviction, like you read it beforehand and then fucking thought about it while you fucking pounded it out. Or maybe he wrote it in the first place. Oh, that is a fucking... That's a third option. There's only yep. three options. Four, um, four, all the above. Yeah, yeah, yes! Yes! <laughs> uh, nine. Fuck the Ritters! This Donald man... R.I.P. Yeah, John here. My, one of my best friends' last name is Ritter, but we we call him Widow. Cool, cool, cool. Keep going. <laughs> we stay right here until you apologize. <laughs> Fuck the you Ritters. You should apologize for making fun of him with the lisp. I do. Fuck the Ritters. This man is the champion. Keep pishing this monster, you idiots. <laughs> pishing. <laughs> Ritters and pishing. This is pishing. This too, too good. Too good. Number 10, please. Alexa is just ridiculously this is, gorgeous. This happened, this landed on you for the reason. Start <laughs> sure over again. Did. Start over again because this is going to be looped. This is a shoot from my Kiari. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, when did the one I wrote come up? Here it is. <laughs> Alexa is just ridiculously gorgeous. If I was famous and a lot better looking and she wasn't in a relationship... And I lived in America. Because he's Canadian. I definitely try to get her number. <laughs> he just tried to get her number. Not even say that he'd have a shot. Just, like, try. Like, he's not even going to try until he gets better looking, becomes he's realistic. Yeah. yeah. You know what? You really got to improve yourself. So. <laughs> like, a lot. 
Uh, <laughs> number 11. Uh, I got to be honest, Donnie. <laughs> you, got, think, you got these no reasons. I'm, yeah, just, no, I'm just saying, I think this one is better off for our buddy Vince Russo. No, hell no. This starts with you. Vince can do okay. it later if he wants to. Maybe but, okay. he'll read it later. You have to read this in your seductive uh, voice like you did the previous one. Finn Balor in those new trunks is a full course meal. <laughs> mm. Mm. <laughs> that's what's cooking. <laughs> that, that's what's for dinner. I'm just going to get it your way. I'm just using all the dumb taglines from fast food places. Uh, number 12. Hashtag WWE No Mercy. Tonight, Braun Strewman will win and become Ultimate Strewman. We remember how that championship reign, wrong reign, ended. Not even a reign. That's not even one. Wait, what champion? Is he talking about Ultimate Warrior? We remember. <laughs> I don't know if I got to clear this up for you, but we remember how that championship <laughs> reign ended. End it. End it. He thinks ended is end it. <laughs> that's the best part of it all listen i don't know i didn't get that till you said that <laughs> i just thought it was <laughs> but now that you, you're totally right end it and then end it cool got it okay number 13 back to my chiari deserving this do you think any girls will actually dm him he is funny but wearing human waste on clothing is a piss poor choice no pun intended <laughs> dad jokes well, the we got dad jokes what is this about because um, uh, Enzo said that all the girls could slide into his DMs, and they've been sliding into his... They're one of the promos he said. So because he's got a poop emoji? Because he's got poop emoji on his butt. Horrible. Uh, it's a piss poor choice. Get it? No pun intended. Ha <laughs> ha, my dad. <clears throat> 14. You fans bitching need to realize what the fuck a F5 is, pussies. You kids <laughs> and grown folks would snap in half. Brock Lesnar. <laughs> <laughs> This is a fucking 51-year-old man. Kids and grown folks. Kids and grown folks alike getting snapped in hay. <laughs> okay. Number 15. Yeah, you deserve this one. Why do you think they call Roman Reigns the big dog? Hung like a horse. He my boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This dude was so fucking proud to fucking write this all down, dude. He's like, hung like a horse. That's my boy. See that guy with the big long dick? That's my boy. <laughs> That's not. I've never said that. I've never looked at my friend's dick and been like, that's my boy. <laughs> you, we didn't do that in Orlando? Yeah, I did. I did. Well, when you, were, you, were not, you were unconscious, and I was like, people came in and were taking photos. I was like, that's my boy, and that'll be $5. <laughs> um, number 16, finish us strong. American Alpha could have been the new Steiner Brothers. Now Jason Jordan is as over as Maven. Sad. <laughs> this is from Donald Trump. <laughs> this is his opinion on the situation. Sad. Fake news. Fake. No, this is real news. Honestly, real this, news. Is, this is as straightforward as it gets. Really um, terrific. Um, this, Jason Jordan's going to be terrific. He's over as hell. He's going to be fantastic. We're going to build a wall around him to keep everyone out because he's so good inside. Um, <laughs> Great for Mecca. Sad. <laughs> what, did, what did I say online? Fired. I was, or suspend or fire. I said to oh, Mike Chiari when we were suspend. doing our stupid fucking email chain. I was like, <laughs> Mike Chiari's cheating. Suspend or fire. <laughs> fucking got him. <laughs> Unbelievable, dude. This is the world we live in. Um, okay, so Mike Chiari, thoughts on any that you like that you'd like to re read again or read for the first time? Bro! Finn freaking 
Bella in those new freaking trunks is a full course freaking meal, bro. Okay. Okay. Homo homo erotic Vince Russo is my new favorite character. I'm freaking (laughs) whacking it, bro. Send me some freaking pics in my DMs. Okay. as, As Vince Russo, give me number 15, please. Why do you freaking think they call Roman freaking Reigns the big freaking dog, bro? Hung like a freaking horse, bro. He my freaking boy, bro. <laughs> number eight. Okay, yeah, number eight. That was, I, have, I literally wrote that down. And now Vince Russo, give me one more go, because homoerotic Vince Russo, best character we've ever done here. Um, really pushing the boundaries, you know what I mean? We are just, we're all inclusive. I want Vince Russo, um, because he would never say these things. He he would never be comfortable enough. He hates people. He's a hater. Hater. I'll say hater. Hating ass hater. I'm in one of three freaking categories, bro. Okay, after you read eight, you'll be in all three. Go ahead, read eight. (laughs) I don't freaking care if freaking Jordan doesn't have freaking mic skills, bro. He can stick his freaking mic down my freaking throat all he freaking <laughs> wants, bro. Okay, I felt like there was entirely too many, um... Bro! No, there wasn't enough bros. There wasn't enough bros. There's too many freakins. That's not my problem. I, I just felt like it went too heavy on the freakins there. Shut bro. your freaking <laughs> mouth, bro! I do apologize, I do apologize. PG? I don't want to just walk with Elias. I want to run with him through an open field of dandelions. Okay, I don't. I, I'm listening. I'm literally imaging it in my head. I'm imagining the the imaging the, it. I'm imaging it. <laughs> it's been a long day. Don't do this to me. Okay, I have. Uh, I want to also read um, number eight. I didn't get the chance to. <laughs> I don't care if Jordan doesn't have mic skills. He can stick his mic down my throat all he wants. I'm just, I adopted the throat. That's the good. Throat. The throat. The throat. The throat, bro. Um, I'm going to slide down here to number 14. You fans bitching need to realize, what the fuck? A F5 is, pussies. You kids and grown folks would snap in half. Brock Lesnar. Love me the redneck. Well, you just I I I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the editorial stance and I'm gonna say this man is is from the south. You know what I, mean? I have a lot of friends in the south. I'm not saying anything bad. I just feel like this guy, in the context of the situation and the way he says grown folks, that's a southern thing. You know what I mean? Mm. I'm gonna, I'm boat, some di- boat some hoes. Boat some hoes. We got some hoes. Number fifteen. Why do you think they call Roman Reigns the big dog? Hung like a horse. He my boy. That's my, my boy. boy right there. You see that my Roman Reigns guy hung like a horse? That's why he's boy. A... I, I'm done. Uh, and I I wanted to do one. Fuck <laughs> all you haters, Roman doesn't worry about haters. Y'all sitting there on your flabby ass doing nothing but hating. But while you're hating, he's making money too. And to all of you saving, saying he can't wrestle. And that he doesn't the same move over. Well, those moves are making him money, money, money. Yeah, yeah. Two yeah. Things. First of all, I read that horribly. This person is yep. talking to you. Yeah. Yep. yeah I know and he is talking to me. All, and I'm just a hater. It, his haters is my freaking. <laughs> it really is. That it, it's, you, you get that one word you latch on to and you don't know it until someone points it out to you. You know what I mean? I just like doing it in public so it embarrasses you. Uh, BG, I'm not BG by can I get me? I'm on this show. I'm just... BG, number six, please. 
I literally want to fight someone right now. Like, I know it was Bailey's job, but I'm pissed at it. Like, damn, dude. <laughs> okay, that's, I needed that. I needed that one more time. All right, uh, that was Smart Say Dardis Things. That was fantastic. But, you know, guys, time for us to move on. All right, guys, that was Smart Say Dardis Things. But it's time now for Dirt Sheet Busters. Hit that music. Scoop, scoop, per sauce. There's a feeling that it's interesting to note. Dirty Busters, if there's something strange in the latest report, who are you going to call? Dirty Busters, if it's an egregious lie and anonymously sourced, who are you going to call? Dirty Busters. I ain't afraid of no lies. I ain't printing a retraction. Dirty Busters! Oh boy, we got some things to talk about. Boy, this is going to be a, a one to remember, folks. So sit down, strap in. We got a sponsor this week, and boy, are they going to get some traction now because of this. Mike Chiari, please. Well, Loot Crate is a monthly subscription box service sending 6 to 8 often exclusive geek, gamer, and pop culture related items to your door every single month for less than $20 per month. Every month is a new theme with Loot Crate, and right now you can sign up for October's Mythical Crate, featuring items from Stranger Things, Marvel, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Ghostbusters, and more. Looking at you, Samson. But, gotta sign up before October 20th in order to get it. And you can sign up for the Attitude WWE Slam Crate, features items from Enzo Amore, Alexa Bliss, and more, and you get an exclusive rock action figure. But you gotta sign up before October 15th to get that. So, if you want to get the WWE Slam Crate or any of Loot Crate's other awesome offerings, go to LootCrate.com slash RingRust, enter the code RingRust, RingRust, save $3 on any new subscription, get the best deal on the internet, even better, go to LootCrate.com slash RingRust, today. Who won? Definitely BG, because yours sucked, I don't know what the hell you were doing. fuck up, you're fucking, you're a fucking human cow. It was like you stroked out or something. Go ahead. Jack Jack. You know what? Yep. I wasn't going to keep score, but you do this. You do this to yourself, and now I'm keeping score. <laughs> we're we're going to beat Bill Zahadi this week. Well, so. no, he, he's, obviously, he, he's obviously the biggest loser. I'm talking about who wins. Okay. Well, I really don't care. Mike Chiari starts with minus 99. Minus 69. Uh, yeah, minus 69. You you wouldn't know what to do with a 69 if someone gave it to you anyway, dude. Oh, no? Okay. No, you, uh, wouldn't. you oh, literally no? wouldn't. You'd be fucking like, which hole is it? She's like, that's my fucking belly button. You'd be like, ha, just kidding. Seriously, which hole? Yeah, we'll see you in New Orleans. Yeah, we will. Yeah, yeah we will. Yeah. Go ahead, please. It's from Wrestling Observer Newsletter. Melts that knows nothing. Your throat. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> that Mike Chiari, that is. <laughs> Go ahead. Melts knows nothing about the four horsewomen. Can't believe which, that. Which one? Which it. which set? Probably both sets. Fair. Any of them. Any all of them. them. All eight of them. All the women. He's like, wait, there's eight? I know nothing. WWE officials are still interested in doing a horsewoman versus horsewoman feud, as multiple ideas have been discussed, according to the Wrestling Observer Newsletter. I'm stunned by that <laughs> I cannot news. believe Doctrine. it. One issue being discussed is making sense of Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch being on SmackDown, while Sasha Banks and Bayley are on Raw. 
Oh, okay. Here's the sense. Here's the sense. These mega stars showed up while everybody was hanging out at a, like a live event. And they attacked them, so they have to transcend and go to Survivor Series or something like that. Or, or it is what it is. It's the horsewoman versus the horsewoman. Fucking deal with it. All right. Yeah, for real. Uh, it's wrestling. You can do what you want. <laughs> but oh, that could be solved. John Cena on SmackDown. Then he was on Raw. That's true. They're free agents now. But that could be solved by having the match on a joint pay-per-view, such as Survivor ah, Series in November. That's... Every pay-per-view is a joint pay-per-view for Donnie. <laughs> I was just, I was Snoop Dogg's, <laughs> Snoop Dogg's hosting this year's joint pay-per-view. It's, it's just the dude from Cypress Hill rolling joints with one hand and then Snoop Dogg. You want to be a rock be, yeah, superstar? Mike Chiari. Uh, it's a good song. Yeah, it is. I don't know what happens to you most times, dude. I don't know who you are. Do you like it? Love it. I fucking yeah. love it, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> There's also been talk of doing a flair versus Ronda Rousey singles match at some point. Yeah, everybody. Mm-hmm. So you, it was on UFC it. Twitter shared it. Fucking everyone shared <laughs> it. Got it. Creepy TMZ guy asking Charlotte about it and the airport, all that. Yeah. It was previously believed that Ronda's first singles match would be against Stephanie McMahon, you know, per WrestleMania a couple of years ago or whatever. Yeah, okay. and Stephanie McMahon's ego. There are unconfirmed reports that Sheena Baszler has signed a contract with WWE. She was backstage for the first set of WWE NXT TV tapings after the May Young Classic Finals, but she was not used. After being booked strong in the tournament, the 37-year-old was expected to sign with WWE when she stopped booking new indie dates. So, like I said, knows nothing. Yeah, so basically everything we've known for weeks at this point, dude. Yep. Mm. (laughs) All right, cool. How's it going? Cool, cool, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, No one gets points. No, not no, even me. No, no, no one, no, because nothing happened. They just, they just, that was a recap of things. Exactly, that that's the whole reason of this fucking segment. Exactly. So we won. <laughs> BG just got minus one point. <laughs> <laughs> this is from Wrestling Observer Newsletter. When I want to deny something, I always do it secretly. <laughs> that's what I do. I just do it in my house. That's like protesting. Where, the, where you know where you protest in your house. That's the best place. I want everybody to know that what they think is not true, so I'm just going to keep it to myself. Um, <laughs> okay. WWE officials internally are reportedly denying that Vince McMahon bladed during this segment with Kevin Owens on SmackDown Live last week, which saw McMahon bleeding after Owens headbutted him. It was speculated that the segment was planned for McMahon to bleed and that he bladed before the segment and covered up with new skin, which would lead to the wound reopening with a lot of blood. Dave Meltzer is reporting in the latest issue of the Wrestling Observer Newsletter the WWE is internally claiming that McMahon didn't blade and there was no blood plan for the segment. It was noted that it was similar to their statements regarding hardways in Brock Lesnar matches. It was reported that the people involved in setting up the angle said that there was no talk before the angle about McMahon bleeding and how to shoot it. Meltzer added that nobody in WWE was talking about McMahon getting busted open before the segment and it just happened. Meltzer noted that he watched the segment on a big screen. This is where it gets sad. <laughs> Meltzer noted that he watched the segment on a big screen, and in the close-ups, you could see a line going down Vince's forehead, and the cut opened on that line after Owens delivered the headbutt. There was the also, there no, was also that, that's, yeah, that's called a humble brag. He's like, <laughs> Dave Meltzer noted that he was watching the show on his 4,000K TV. Goddamn, <laughs> the thing was pretty. It's like, it's like are you editorializing? It's a fucking old-ass TV with a fucking line down the middle. Do you, do you remember those old big, the big, the, the big screens, but they were real old, and they fucking had like, yeah. a giant back the and shit like that? Yeah. Yep. And it was yeah. like, if you were on an angle, it looked so horrible. Yep. <laughs> 
My friend had uh, one of those. Well, we Mel's, all probably did. Has, Mel's probably has fucking 20 of them right now. His house is just a disaster. <laughs> um, FEMA's, FEMA's worried about fucking uh, Puerto Rico and shit like that. We need to get them down to San They're Jose. tied up by Mel's. That's why they're not getting to Puerto yes, Rico right now. There was also more blood than would be expected from a headbutt. That is they not, didn't know uh, not even close like to true. Blood. What are you talking about? Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh Meltzer God. added that people skeptical of the story. Story! Note that if McMahon wouldn't tell anyone if he did blade. It's minus 47. Meltz just lost 47 <laughs> points of this one. For just, he of all people should know headbutts make you bleed. Fucking, everybody bleeds when they headbutt, dude. When you headbutt someone for real. blood. For, for real. Like, when you hit somebody with a headbutt, like, the skin is really thin. There's bone directly behind it. Vince McMahon is in his 70s, and he's got, like, fucking toilet paper fucking thin skin at this point, I'm sure. And he's just fucking, yeah. he's just fucking gonna rip like a, like a, like tissue paper. I don't understand what would, what would WB accomplish by internally denying something? Yeah, you either deny it publicly or just yes. fucking ignore it. Yes! That makes no sense. Because he wants you to know... He wants you to know. He knows he, what they're doing in that. He's got an official statement statement that they don't want getting out. Yeah. That's what he's he, saying. He's saying they are why saying would internally. Why a statement that you would not release? Because you just love Dave Meltzer that much. Uh, yep. Whatever. Uh, this is from a Florida <sighs> Online. Guess how long WWE knew the finish of Brock vs. Braun for? Uh, two weeks. Okay. PG? Months. Ooh. Despite how much momentum Braun Strowman has picked up over the past few months, WWE officials did not change the finish to last night's match with WWE Universal Champion Brock Lesnar at no mercy. When WWE first planned the match several months ago... Whoa! BG, that counts. He looked, he looked. It's because I pay attention to Dirty Busters, man. Mike Yari has been talking about this rumor of Braun going to happen at SummerSlam. We heard about it in, like, April. It's like, fuck out of here. The plan was for Lesnar to retain, according to 4WOnline.com. <laughs> Brock vs. Braun vs. Brock was just another stop on the road to WrestleMania 34, where the plan has always been for Roman Reigns to go over Lesnar, as WWE continues to try and make Reigns the top star in the company. Reigns' win over John Cena last night was another part of the same story! Oh, really? Okay, so... Oh, really? Really? You think? <laughs> you think? <laughs> yep. Uh, but now I have this next one from the Elf. Okay. Um, oh, and the Elf guess... never gets them wrong. Nope, never. Never gets them right. I'm sorry, I meant to say right. <laughs> Guess when Vince decided on the finish of Brock vs. Braun. Oh, hold on. I could be right, too. I, I'm going to stick with two weeks and say if it's right, I get points. Okay. BG? <laughs> For the owl? Last minute. Okay. On a recent That's a good edition. one. You're really good at this. <laughs> <laughs> on a recent edition of Wrestling Observer Live, Brian Alvarez commented on the current plans for the Braun Strowman vs. Brock Lesnar finish at no mercy. Basically, basically, there are two times listed for the main event. That doesn't mean they're going to mean they're going to, what, do a finish and have another match. Basically, Vince hasn't decided that to do what to do yet and has decided, but he, had, but he doesn't want anyone to know. This is fucking horrible writing. What the hell? Alvarez added, and so I think that he's going to make his decision late in the day on Sunday. Hmm. That's last minute, I think. So I guess maybe don't put any money on that match if you think you know what the finish is, because I think that's going to be one of those top-secret finishes-style matches. Okay. Alf, so he gets what are these quotes? Alv just got minus 525,000 points, because that's how much money he needs to go to fucking college, because he fucking needs to get educated. This motherfucker is damn near 
brain broken, dude. That's fucking. And also, and also, Melt said this has been the plan for months. L said the plan was made at the last minute. And these are people <laughs> that like work in lockstep. Well, you know what? You know what? That's how you cover your bases. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. They got the he, over and the under. He, I'm gonna. <laughs> Alv is Alv is Meltzer's red herring mouthpiece. I bet so you. He's like, hey, say the opposite of me. Or or yeah, say yeah, exactly. Yeah, I feel like he's just like you do. You come. I'm gonna. This is what I'm gonna report. You report this, and one of us will be right. Mm-hmm. But it's always <laughs> neither. Alv's like, cool, cool, that's <laughs> awesome, and, and fucking DVM's like, here, take this one. <laughs> <laughs> tell, tell him Josh is gonna be in the fucking Royal Rumble. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you fucking nerd. Just pantses him. Nerd. The, the only thing worse than getting <laughs> pants is being pants by another nerd. A, a, like a, a, a nerd with power. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Uh, this is from Kate Side Seats. Stephanie McMahon might be on TV again one day. Okay, I've seen her on Whoa. TV a few times. She's she looks <laughs> pregnant. Was good. Good. What's the story? God damn it! Oh. If the TV ratings for Monday Night Raw continue to flounder, Stephanie McMahon may return to television, according to a report from Cage Side Seats. Per, per the old adage that McMahon's equal ratings. The heart of the matter. Okay, mm-hmm. that's minus two. Minus two Monday picks. Night Raw's ratings are usually at their lowest during NFL's regular season, which usually lasts from September to December. It oh, it lasts. usually lasts. That's my favorite when, it, when the season usually lasts. When they're like, <laughs> yeah, we're going to go, yeah, let's go ten weeks this year. It's been lasting the same since, like, the fucking 80s when they became 16 games. Uh, this is primarily due to the flagship Monday Night Football program, which usually goes head-to-head with Raw. Usually. Also, usually goes head It's not always. Usually. <laughs> it's not always, okay? Yeah, you know, the flagship Monday Night Football program. Program. What is happening right um, now? Yeah, I don't think this person's ever, <laughs> like, never, seen, never seen football in his life. <laughs> it's like, what, what is this newfangled thing with the football? This is fun. Look at his mask and his helmet. Ha, 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 ha. Go ahead. <laughs> it's also no secret that WWE's TV ratings have been on a gradual decline since 2001. In fact, <laughs> okay. Raw has garnered... In fact... Raw has garnered fewer than 3 million viewers on numerous occasions during the last two years. How much has technology changed since 2001 in terms of how you view programming? Quite a lot. <laughs> it's, it's really weird. It's it's almost like they didn't take that into consideration. Oh. Vince McMahon has previously attempted to combat Raw sagging ratings by featuring Triple oh, H. Oh, I hate it when, ra- I hate it when fucking sag, uh, ratings sag like that after years, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's why he's throwing Steph in there. So there is every possibility that the billion dollar princess could return to television soon. That's, oh, it? that's it. Yeah, that's it. So, is it? Are they saying it's a report, or is this somebody's opinion? They said, according to a report from Cage Side Seats. So Cage Side Seat. I would take points away from them and the Keeds. Kida? No, no, Kida's about to get. Ass blasted later. They're fucking. <laughs> they're, we're they're, we're gonna leave them off the fucking board right now. No no points awarded. We're taken away. This is from the elf. Vince was mad and furious. He's already got his college funded. Let's see how fucking worse it can get. <laughs> What's the story? 
Boy. Oh, Jesus Christ. The you Bullet lost Club. another. That's five. That was loud. The too. Bullet Club <laughs> decided to pay a little visit to the Staples Center to invade Raw this week. The fans they did. That was awesome, by the way, if you saw all of that. They basically went to the arena before Raw, and they were yelling for, like, Gallows and Anderson to come out and shit like that. And it was really good. Security told them to go. They had all the people follow them there. It was a really cool thing. I liked it. Wasn't it in Ontario, California, not at the Staples Center in L.A.? Um, where, wherever they were at. I don't know exactly where they were at. Okay, well, they said the Staples Center, so that was wrong. Yeah, it was not It was not the Staples Center. Yeah, Ontario. That was on California. Sunday. Yeah. yeah. So wrong right there. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Don't be so hard on them, okay? <laughs> Can't help it. The fans in attendance seem to love it, but Brian Alvarez noted on Wrestling Observer Live that Vince McMahon might not have enjoyed it as much. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would say so. The heart of the matter. Oh, Jesus Christ. I know the that, Bullet Club showed up. Two? The Bullet Club showed up outside Raw this week, and it was an epic display of their popularity. Oh, my God. Oh, really? If you'd like to know. <laughs> <laughs> Did Joe write this? Uh, okay, like minus that's minus seventeen <laughs> for Joe. If you'd like to know what we thought about it, you can click here. But Brian Alvarez mentioned on Wrestling Observer Live that Vince McMahon was said to be not too happy about the situation. Vince did not find it funny at all. Alvarez said, "Co-host Mike Sempervive." Sempervive. Sempervive. Uh, replied, uh. "There were tickets available. They could have went all the way with it." And they chose not to. Okay. What? They could have gone. So they could have gone in like ECW guys at one time, except for they were yep. working with them, and they would have fucking not been on TV sites. So what's the point? Mm-hmm. It almost seems like Alv doesn't get any fucking points here. And as a matter of fact, Alv gets. I know. I'm going to give Alv four five hundred twenty-four thousand points for that one. Doesn't make sense. No. Now he's got one minus one because I'm not paying for his college anymore. This is from Sports Kita. Takeda. On his way out, Bill Zahadi gets everything about the TLC card wrong. So we're gonna we're <laughs> gonna talk about Bill Zahadi more in a second, but just yes. just get this report one because I'm a, I okay. just opened the Bill Zahadi um, mm-hmm. column and it's actually the rest of the, the index card, and we're gonna <laughs> see what he gets to. What's the story? Okay, you just lost another point. The Miz. The Miz. <laughs> may become the latest victim of Vince McMahon's last-minute creative changes as the WWE is looking at changing the plan for the upcoming Raw-exclusive TLC pay-per-view, despite penciling in the plan several weeks ago and even booking booking towards it on TV. So they erased it. Okay, that's the, why you do it the, in pencil. The current plan is for The Miz to main event the show in a TLC match for his Intercontinental Championship in the absence of Brock Lesnar. This would be the first time in 25 years that the Intercontinental Championship headlines a pay-per-view. However... Really? That's sickening. If that's a real fact, because I I refuse to double check anything he fucking says. If that's true, that's I mean that would shit. be SummerSlam '92, is what they're saying, right? That's 25 years ago. Wow, that's 20. Oh my god, interesting. I, this that could be incredibly wrong though, so let's not quote that. 1990 fucking uh, too. Damn, dude. I'm gonna be 30 however, this year. I feel like really old right now. You are. However, an alternative main event is now on the table. <laughs> okay, take it easy, dude. <laughs> I got two two solid okay, years shut the of living left. You're, the, However, the damage you've already done to your body is disgusting. You look like a melted candle. It's wow. true. However, an alternative main event is now on the table that could lead to the reshuffling of the entire pay-per-view. <laughs> okay. Part of the matter. Stop. 
The Miz is complaining. The Miz is complaining. Is expected Why do you repeat it? What are you, what are you Braun Strowman? What do you think I'm jumping off this stage? <laughs> it's all part of the gimmick. Uh, Built towards Angle finally throwing his hands up and booking The Miz into a multi-man TLC main event. This is why The Miz has been mentioning on TV that he should be in the main event. Another oh. major match on the card is set to feature Rollins and Ambrose defending against the Hardys. Aw. Hmm. However, the latest pitch, which was made last Monday, could see The Miz dropping down the card to defend his Intercontinental Championship against Jeff Hardy. Oh. With the main event being changed in the DLC match. Well, this was from three days ago, according to the Keats. <laughs> and That's after Jeff Hardy. I wrote an article. Out. I wrote an article on Saturday from a report by Ryan Satin that Jeff Hardy was hurt and could very well need surgery. So, uh, Bill Zahadi had fair warning. Didn't hmm. take it. Hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Defenders of the Gunnel Championship against Jeff Hardy, with the main event being changed to a number one contender's TLC match, where the winner would face Brock Lesnar when he returns to the Royal Rumble. So they're just throwing that in there. He's come back to the Rumble, just so you know. Yeah, dude, we're getting all this shit right. It's likely that the WWE will go with The Miz based on the fact they have invested several weeks uh, on television into the storyline. However, the alternative is currently being discussed and is definitely on the table. Sounds like none of this is right. No. It sounds like the dude reporting it doesn't have a real source and is just making shit as he goes. Yeah. Speaking of... Ready for the coup de gras? Okay, this is let's let's all strap in because the, the, Mikey Ari, I need you to before you get. I, I feel like you're gonna do a good job of this, so I'm gonna let you go. I'm just let you. Okay. On, I'm gonna let you off this leash. I'm That's I'm letting that. Ellsworth off the leash. You are Ellsworth. Go ahead. I have a very nice chin, so I don't know what you're talking about. You have several of them. Um, I got extra. <laughs> Bill Zahadi and the terrible, horrible, no good, very bad week. <laughs> I'll, let, I'll let it slide. I like it. I like Give him it. a point for that one. No. <laughs> I can't even buy a point. <laughs> you can. I will fucking sell you a couple, I won't. dude. I won't. I fucking money uh, talk. So, fucking... Bill Zahadi, for anybody that hasn't been listening, uh, I feel like we made it en vogue to hate this loser, and I'm very <laughs> proud of that. And he's been working for the Kita. He's been with the Dirty Sheets podcast. He made the rounds, got fired from, like, a billion different podcasts and sites for being a general just freaking loser and waste of space on this earth. Loser! Wow. His Twitter account got suspended. Yeah, Yep. And so he's horrible. We've been making fun of this guy, and he really just flew off the handle this weekend to an incredible degree. So we'll start here. This is what it's like. When a star explodes. But he yeah. was never a star. I know, problem. but the, listen, there's dwarf stars he fu- and stuff like that. It's he was a star. There's also, there's extinct stars that blow up too. Like, he's a star that, with no luster behind it. He's a red dwarf. Yeah, no luster. <laughs> is that, are you, is that racist against Native Americans? I'm not even sure. Go ahead. That's a type of star or something. Okay. <laughs> Tweet from Jimmy Havoc, independent wrestler. Yeah, hey everybody guys. knows Jimmy Havoc. He's one of the best hardcore yeah. wrestlers and this year's King of the uh, King of Deathmatch. Hey, guys. If you shout, get your tits out at a show to a girl in the ring and get called out for it, don't argue your case. You have none. 
I would agree with this. Yeah, statement. that's yeah. that's that is a huge point of contention. And I'm gonna say this right here, as as the person who loves independent wrestling, there's a point of contention among in, amongst independent wrestling fans, to where a lot of women feel like objectified and just sexually harassed by pieces of shit at these indie shows because they think there's no ramifications. And I think that a lot of wrestlers and a lot of companies, Wrestle Circus, a friend of ours, they've, they've really stepped up their effort to minimize this. And there's actually groups of people who go to shows, and if you feel there's a problem, you go over to them and say, listen, this guy's bothering me. They'll go over and they'll kick him out of the show. They'll be like, you're out of here, dude. You're being a piece of shit. So I think that this is a, a hot, hotly contested point of contention uh, right now in the wrestling scene. And I think that this this happening, it was going to happen eventually, and Bill Zahadi just got all kinds of sucked up into it. Any reasonable and respectful and self-respecting person would agree with Jimmy Havoc's assessment. But then there's Billy Bahati. I'm not going to call him Bill's the hottie no, anymore. He lost because that. you know what? He's not a hottie at all. He's very mean and I do not like him. And in all so, honesty, he showed his true colors, which is, and I don't, I don't give a fuck about anybody else, frankly, but he became a monster. Over the, like he showed his true colors and he's a piece of shit. Here's his first response. Why shouldn't men chant it? They have the right to. A large percentage aren't interested in seeing women wrestle and want them in their eye candy role. Wow. Okay, I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not saying that he's wrong. There are a lot of men fans who still think that. As someone who's gone to shows and seen fucking the archaic shit people have said, um, they they still. There's a lot of people who still believe that. That doesn't mean that point of view is archaic and shouldn't be like we shouldn't try to avoid ever that ever happening again like i said we always lean back to it. it's the freedom of speech thing it's, it's the freedom to say it not the freedom for ramification you can say it the people still believe it but everybody around you is gonna be like shut the fuck up dickhead or get out of here elster black nxc superstar jumps into the conversation because it's misogynistic and if that is your attitude towards woman in 2017 you need to recheck your values and maybe go away so we're rolling now. Okay, n- now you have now you have Alistair Black breaking character. Who could kick the shit out of you? So he's breaking he's way. breaking character to come after this guy. Okay, mm-hmm. the guy's into black magic. He's a chaos magician like me. And one of the first presidents of being a magician though is you respect other people, and this dude's not. Billy Bahati comes back. Stay in your lane. Whoa, he shit! He just got stayed in lane, dude. Nobody wants to see the humanitarian gimmick. How about learning some kayfabe and respecting your own craft? So he's has no idea what he's talking about at wow, this point. Wow, so, wow. I remember, <laughs> mm, <laughs> Alistair Black responds, I don't think the concept of respect is something you grasp. Also, interesting to see that you don't really know what to say to me. Because he's scared. Oh, shit. He's fucking, he just fucking verbally... Roundhouse, like, spin-kicked him in the head. Black-passed him, dude, yes. Uh, Now, Billy, I'll see you in a strip club in New Orleans next April. I'll buy you a dance to celebrate your NXT title win. Thumbs-up emoji. I hope we see that. Honestly, yeah. What? You you hope to see... Hold on. You hope to see Alistair Black in a strip club with his NXT NXT championship. I actually do hope to see that because then he would kick him in the fucking face. That would be awesome. (laughs) Oh, I I thought you meant meant Alistair Black kicking his... I just was imagining Alistair Black kicking his stripper off the stage with his black mask (laughs) kick. How much could you kick her in there off the stage? 
There goes Mandy. <laughs> that'll that'll be a brand new story, like Enzo's. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Alistair Black responds, "You won't buy me a damn thing, nor even come close to me, nor say hi, nor try and talk to me. You're a disgrace to my business." Boom. Got him. So I could just like a machine gun, just fucking blowing him apart, dude. <laughs> Do you think Billy Bahati would give up at this point? Do you remember? Do you remember? What was the movie with um, Harrison Harrison Ford? Harrelson Ford. Har- Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford. And Star Wars. No, 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 no. <laughs> and Bruce Willis. Indiana Jones. And Bruce Willis. And they're trying to shoot each other. Bruce Willis is the bad guy. Oh fuck. Oh. Basically, Bruce Willis shoots this dude with, like, a 50 caliber gun and just starts blowing his arms off and shit with this gun and blows the dude's legs off and shit. That's what that's what Alistair Black is doing verbally to this dude. Just fucking gutting his arms off and shit. Expendables? No, no, I'll find it. He's still trying, though, because Billy Bahati responds, Page sex tape greater than any page wrestling match she's ever had. This is to if- Alistair Black he said that? Yeah, if you don't agree... Hand in your man card. What? <laughs> what is happening, dude? Can I say so, something? I'm going to disagree with him. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a piece of shit thing to say. So this all happens. And he went on to compare female wrestlers to strippers. And then he got further owned by Ricochet, Will Ospreay, Joey Ryan, a number of wrestlers. Yeah, oh, so, so many. I was, li- I was liking a lot of tweets. I was liking a lot of tweets that day. <laughs> and then, but and by the way, his, I, his I discovered this. I'm the one who showed you that this morning. As it was unf- unfolding in yeah. front of me, I showed you. I was like, oh, look, this dude's getting rolled over here. And yep. I watched it the whole day, dude. And I watched the slowest descent into madness of a human being on Twitter. It, it was great. It was great. And his, his Twitter account has been suspended, but I was able to find some other things here. So he gets heated with somebody on Twitter. He says, keep it coming. Gay slur, beginning with an F. You keep calling me nonce. I don't know what that means. Yet, if you met me, I would fucking hospitalize you. Whoa! Damn, And I've seen this dude. He ain't hospitalizing anyone. And then he says... My my problem is they showed showed pictures of this guy. He is a father of a daughter. Mm Mm-hmm. And he's got these archaic. And then, and then my my thing is, did you are you going to talk about how he 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 backtracked hard, at the end? Well, he deleted all his tweets. Well, he um, he all, before he deleted his tweets, he said that dude, I'm playing a character. Why is everybody getting mad at me? Oh, really? He said I'm playing yeah. a heel. That's it's wrestling. You're getting worked. He's like, look at all these mm-hmm. marks getting worked. Oh, we're yeah. getting worked. Yeah. In another tweet, he says, "Thanks for your insight, you irrelevant gay slur, beginning with the letter F." It's also a bundle of sticks in London. Twice he used this, and then he deleted them because he thought, I don't know, wasn't going to get caught or something. But after this, Sports Kita, his former employer, uh, weighs in. Sports Kita's views do not reflect that of Billy Bahati in any way, sort, or form. Misogyny and hate have no place in 2017. Thank you. You know what? And that's why I didn't give Sports Kita any shit. Because they actually reached out to us. Oh. They're fans of us. I found out throughout this whole process that they're actually fans of us. <laughs> and I don't know. <sighs> Yikes. Yes. Um, but, but with that said, they fucking, they handled this well. They, I thought well, they handled it well. Can I be honest, well. though? I'll, feel, I'll, I'll read the rest of their statement, and then I'll say why you're wrong here. 
Um, sports kid has parted ways with Billy Bahati. His vile opinions have no place in our organization or 2017 in general. Agreed. Uh, this guy had a history of this long before this, of saying things like this on Twitter, uh, from everything that I've read and stuff like that. So, really, sports Kita's own fault for not doing due diligence and signing this guy or hiring this guy. It's everybody's fault. With anybody that said, who hires with this that guy, sa- anybody who gives mm. this guy a platform. Okay, with that, with, that, with that said, everybody deserves a second chance. So if he made a mistake... And, a and people... third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, okay, well, he's that, been and that's... by like a whole bunch of sites okay. podcasts. Okay, maybe they didn't do enough for you, but I'll tell you what. Yeah. They, they w- When presented with this situation, they immediately distanced themselves from them and then made the decision to fire him, and they did. They followed through. So, in the, And that is, like you say, we say it all the time, and in today's landscape, I think it's very fucking apropos... It's freedom of speech, not freedom of ramifications from what you say. So he fucking said he can say what he wants, and his company has the right to say, yep, that's not in line with our moral compass, so you're gone, dude. So and I, I, I like seeing that. I, th- I, mean, I give Sports Key a big hat tip there. I don't. Uh, I'm going to cap things off. Our buddy on Twitter, Adam C2C, he sent me a partial transcription uh, from the Steel Cage podcast. Uh, Bill Bahati used to be on this podcast, and basically they spent the first, like, 25 minutes of the show just destroying this guy, uh, calling him human garbage. Uh, but here's my favorite part of it, because the whole, the whole issue we had originally with this guy had nothing, like, I wasn't looking at his tweets or anything like that, I didn't give a shit about this guy. It was all about the reports, and how he was always wrong, and he would say how he has sources. The most legitimate wrestling journalist in the world, let me tell you all the things I got right, 187 out of 190, bro, come at me. But here's what they had to say, these people that know him. His source works at some print shop. That's where he gets his info. There's just a dude that he's friends with that works in a print shop and sees this shit printed off from WWE showing the main events and the number one contenders, and Billy just repeats it like it's a real source. I mean, technically, that would be, if you identify that as your source, that is a, technically a source. This is kind of like what Meltz probably does, too. No, and, and I always say that to you. These, it's, it's, I bet you it's these third-party, like, apparel companies and who get these, like, influxes. It's third-party companies working with WWE. It's, it's, there are probably a few people in WWE giving people scoops. Uh, Not because, Billy Bahati. No, but uh, he's probably reaching out to these third party. He's reaching out to the catering company that's working the arena that night. And he's like, hey, you guys are serving tacos? Is Stardust there? Hmm? It's like, no, dude, what are you talking about? <laughs> this, this guy acts like he's got all these sources, like he's king shit. And at the end of the day, he knows absolutely nothing. And that's why he's not 187 for 190. If anything, he was like three for 190. He he is garbage, and that is what you're trying to eliminate from the wrestling journalism industry. Is we're trying to get better. We're trying to bring credibility to this. Guys like this, they take the credibility credibility away. Just look at it for those who like sports. Look at it like football. Imagine if a guy like Adam Schefter is working really hard to give you all this, the proper scoops. Then you got a guy who just shows up, and he's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, um, Santonio Holmes is coming back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's gonna fucking uh, he's gonna stop for the Ravens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I heard from a guy, and it's like you're you're literally making this shit up. Why Santonio Holmes? That'd be awesome. <laughs> it would not be awesome. He sucked hard during the end of his he career. He didn't suck hard <laughs> at the end of his career. Oh, yeah, yeah, at the end of career. Yeah, mm. it's like most people, dude. It's hard to play in the NFL. It's a fucking young man's game. Um, but yes, the Bill's oh, like, Bill Bahati had a real hard time. 
this About weekend. A week. He got a week. he got he got pulverized and deservedly so. If he's, if he's playing a character, he he sure as shit built it, the wrong character. But most that's times, not that's not an acceptable. That's not an acceptable. No, absolutely not. You, again, you have to be the ramifications of what you say. That's falls on your shoulders. So. It's he's not part of wrestling, you know what I mean? He's just a wrestling journalist. We're, we're not when I'm writing, I'm not taking on a character. I'm fucking writing as a person, as a human being, and I'm putting my name on it. That's me. That's what I'm saying. It just I don't. I, I think some people. I think some people instantly get some credibility because people are willing to. People love that rumor, and people will find it and chase down people. So people take advantage of that, and I think it takes away from the whole. It's like it's What's honestly. It? It's, we could easily just be like, hey, we could just start putting rumors out there, and somebody would believe it. Yes. And then, like, because be like, talk oh, to yeah, people. these guys got all the scoops. But it wouldn't do that. No. Because you got to be kind of a fucking horrible person to do that. Against everything we ever learned as journalists, through school, through learning the, the ethics that you have as a or, journalist. Or from what you learned from when you were a small child, even. Yeah, don't lie. Yeah. Stop <laughs> lying. Stop making shit up to, just to fucking get people to, yep. uh, to give you attention. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. Mean, you know what? One less asshole on the beat. That's what I say out of hey, this. You know what I mean? We're, we're trying to we're trying to take him down one at a time. Yeah. And you, I love I, I love that you think you did a damn thing in this situation. You didn't do shit. I I did a lot. You didn't do shit. You fucking didn't do shit, dude. All right, BG, how we do though? Mike Kiar, you you did take him to the woodshed. Thank you for that. But go ahead. How do we do? I'm not that good at wrestling. Alright, guys, it was Dirt Sheet Buzzers, but it's time now for Wednesday Wrestling Minute. Yeah. Fuck you, my curry. Wednesday Wrestling Minute. Wrestling Minute. Wrestling Minute. Wednesday Wrestling Minute. Wrestling Minute. Wrestling Minute. Wrestling Minute. Hi guys, Wednesday. Re- like that, right? What the fuck's wrong with your nose, you loser? <laughs> I just did it really low so you could hear it. Yeah. Yeah. Sick again. I'm all. I'm when I'm around you, I'm always sick because you're disgusting. You're a disgusting Not person. Near me. Never Anyone who'd be willing to make love to you would be a fool. <laughs> a damn fool. Wednesday Wrestling Minutes is so brought you? <laughs> Yikes. Uh, Wednesday yeah. Wrestling Minutes is brought to you thanks to Joe Archidiacono and the Solid B-Plus Podcast. If you need more NXT, New Japan, Lucha Underground, Ring of Honor, Indie Chatter, check out the Solid B-Plus Podcast available on Podbean, iTunes, and Stitcher. Uh, number one, please. On NXT, Johnny Gargano opens the show making Tino Sabatelli tap to the Gargano escape. Uh, they did it in this one again. They did it where uh, Johnny Garbanzo was climbing up his leg and like looking up at him as, as Tino yep. Sabatelli was looking down at him. And they continue with these long, long-term long storytelling like tropes. And it's just, I can't wait till Champa comes dude, back. This is, this is real. But kudos to NXT because this is like really subtle storytelling that's going to happen over a long period of time and it's i love this they're doing a great job with this i want there to be vignettes eventually where like gargano's like sitting there or something and he's like he's like tweaking out and then like they have like these quick cut like uh yeah like 
All the times you know, everyone did that to him. And it's like, yeah, be awesome. I want Dr. Shelby to pay him a visit. I don't. I miss Dr. Shelby. I miss Dr. Shelby, but I don't More want on for him jo- later. Joey Garbanzo. How? Yep, I agree. Emails, bro. Okay, okay. It seems like you got everything wrong in emails, because BG and I have all the right things. <laughs> yeah, I, t- uh, I did tell you. I was like, dude, how about these... Pro- it's so fun yeah, picking yeah. promos. You're like, it's vignettes. We'll I was like, not for it. me, it's not. You're an idiot. Uh, yeah. uh, William Regal grants Roderick Strong an NXT title match on the show in two weeks. Cool. That'd be a good match. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. That promo, though. Roderick Strong should not be talking ever. Let's go. Next one, please. <laughs> Unless it's, like, showing us who he is as a person. Yeah. Sonya Deville says she never faced Asuka because Asuka knew Sonya would win. And she stakes her claim to the women's title. I don't like Sonya Deville. I like, hair up and square up, I like I like the idea of <laughs> Sonya Deville. I liked her yeah. name when it was... Be- I liked her name better when it was uh, not this lady. What was her name? I don't know. I just don't like this lady. I really, I really don't. I don't think she's that good. Well, they, she's never had a chance to do anything, really, so... But, I mean, like, she... I don't know. She's supposed to be MMA lady, but it doesn't... None of her she's shit... Learning. None of her shit looks, like, impactful. She's learning. You know who I like? Bianca Belair. Oh, no. She, yeah. Like, the, the whole, one second. One second. Yeah. Sonya Deville... Shayna Baszler is what Sonya Deville should be. But okay, well, she wasn't. Like, she wasn't, like, a highly successful mixed martial artist. But I'm artist. talking like, about just in-ring, just in-ring style. She should be just, like... Beating the fuck out of people since she's a UFC person. She wasn't in UFC. Yeah. Whatever, dude. MMA. Shut the fuck up. You know. Oh my god, I hate you. Go ahead. Bianca hey, Belair that. defeats Lacey Evans after whipping her with her hair and hitting a reverse oh, power bomb. That's pretty sweet. Hurt. Yeah. So I like Bianca Belair a lot, and yeah. I like Lacey Evans a lot. Yeah. So. Just well, give them both something NXT, to do. women's division, going to be awesome. Yeah, it is. With Bianca Belair, I have, like, with her, I have almost, like, that Charlotte feel from early on, where it didn't seem like people were really high on Charlotte early on, but I just, I thought she was good. And I think Bianca Belair is, like, just because they're freak athletes, you know? Yeah, like, she, she like, is crazy awesome. Yeah. I think Bianca Belair is better now than Charlotte was at this stage. Probably. Because she's she already had a friggin' one of the best matches in the Mae Young Classic, and how long yeah. she even been wrestling? Not that long, like maybe a year. Or something. They said like a year. Like this yeah. is crazy. She's all. I think she's really talented. She's gonna be a women's champion. Yeah, for sure. Hargan's and uh, movie. The, the, dude, listen, crazy. the EST, yeah. you son of a bitch. Hell yeah. Good. Okay, calm down. <laughs> Alistair Black tells the fans <laughs> in the 15-year journey that led him to NXT, he experienced a lot and put those experiences on his skin. Black is interrupted by Velveteen Dream, who tells Black he was in darkness for 15 years before being blinded by the light. That is the Velveteen Dream. Black spin kicks the mic from Dream's hand and sits down. Dream drops to the mat in front of Black and backs out. Okay. That's a little more than that. Okay. That was a little more than that. Yeah. So let's break, break it down pit, was, bit by bit. Let's break it down bit by bit. Alistair Black talking first. I would prefer that that didn't happen, and Velveteen Dream came out to cut him off, and that way you don't, you still don't have Aleister Black speaking. Then you can still do exactly what took place afterwards. I didn't need that promo from Aleister Black. I didn't hate I, it. Though. I honestly I never it was... needed it. It didn't, but it, it wasn't. Did good. it really it enhance? Yeah, it hu- didn't no, enhance it, it, your... I think it humanized him. Which you shouldn't Why be doing. Do that? Because he's a he's a fucking good guy. He's a face. So what? And he, he didn't say Undertaker anything like that. Face. Yeah. Yeah. And, he, and Undertaker talked from time to time. <clears throat> Not very much early on. 
Well, listen, he's what's a different he's not Undertaker at all. He's a fucking dude. And like I said, I like that he said basically, Hey, I've been working my ass off to get here. I fucking right. so, and then he explains his tattoos, which then come through it in takes, the next it part takes of it. Aura away when you have somebody talking like a normal dude. I, dis- right. I disagree. I disagree. Everyone I, works really I, hard. I, I, you don't want anybody to fucking talk. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? People got to talk. I don't they want have... people that have these types of characters to talk or don't talk stupid shit when you do. And right. if, I, if, none if, of it was if stupid. If you're going to have him go out there and say something, say something that matters. He say did. He explained to his fuck why he has – he explained – yeah, why? he explained why, why he had tattoos because each one represented <laughs> something he's done in his 15-year fucking journey here. And that's why he – Why rolled him on the mic? Why now? He's been here since fucking April. Why now? Because they needed him to start this so Velveteen no, Dream can didn't. come out and tell the story. No, I thought this – I love this segment. As a matter of fact, I messaged you, I think, Mike, here, and I was like, dude, you're not going to believe who came out and shit like that. But it was awesome, and I loved it. And you're like, oh, you're dumb. But this was good. This was really good. I like it. Velveteen Dream came out. He had a fucking great explanation talking about those are scars, baby, and I'm here to fucking shine. And him, him shooting the fucking mic out of his hand with his foot like he's a fucking old gunslinger from the, uh, the West where they would just shoot the guns out of the other guy. His hand. Oh, it needs to be done. It's so fucking good. And then Velveteen You're Dream wrong. not showing fear and just fucking slithering down towards his crotch and then slithering out of the ring. Well, that was that was the best part because the freaking crowd gasp was amazing yeah. in that moment. Like Velveteen Dream. That's the reaction oh, that they want from Bray Wyatt. Yeah, Velveteen Velveteen Dream outshined. Elster Black in the second. So what you're saying is he should fake blowjobs and then they'll get they'll get the reaction he desired. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm intrigued by this feud. Yeah, this this I love this. I actually thought this was for something. I think it's just a hold. It's just a holdover until he gets to the title. Scene, exactly. But... If you told me Alistair Black was going to fight the Velveteen Dream, I would be like, ew, that's gross. But after watching BG this, and I, was I like, discovered the Velveteen <clears throat> Dream, we liked him before anyone. So yep, that's real. Uh, you liked Patrick Clark. I liked Velveteen Dream before anyone. Okay. D- different uh, people, motherfucker. Different people. Okay. Dakota Kai says she's not one to be taken lightly and will kick heads in to win the women's championship. She's like Bailey, but I different. like Dakota Kai. Yeah, I know I you her. do. I know you do. She's good. She is good. She is definitely looks like the girl next. Her to match her with Kyrie, uh, Kyrie Sane, right? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Lars Sullivan easily defeats No Way Jose. Yeah, I like Lars Sullivan a lot. Let's do this thing. Monster push. Let's do it. He's a oh, DLC uh, character uh, for uh, yes, he is. Yeah, yeah I saw that. I can't Yo, believe he would even. I, be it makes game. no sense to me. It's a gr- yeah. it's a great um, DLC package this year, uh, and it's thirty dollars though. I think it's a bit ridiculous. That's for like did. everything. Okay, whatever for all the shit. Thirty dollars. I'm already paying fucking sixty dollars to the game. I thought you still yeah. had like a 360. I'm I'm just saying I, I'm just saying hypothetically so if I were if, if I'm speaking as the collective we <laughs> the w, the Ringos Radio Universe if we pay 60 for the game and another 30 for DLC I'm paying 90 dollars for a fucking game. Huh? That's too much. That's fucking too much, dude. That's fucking way hey too up, much money. You want Lars Sullivan? I literally have a 360, <laughs> so I don't care about any of this stuff. I'm not getting anything. I gave up my Xbox Live account too. Cool. Sad for you. Just moving uh, farther and farther away from normal people. Dad, Dadville's up ahead. There you go. Trent what kind of dad bod? <laughs> Believe he's, me, I got it. He's way dad worse than he wishes he had a dad bod. I know, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. I'm working up to the dad bod. Yep. Long way away. Trent Seven and Tyler Bate face Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish in the main event. 
Adam Cole takes out Bate on the apron so that O'Reilly and Fish can finish seven for the win. This was a really good match. I had a lot of fun watching this match. These guys worked really well together. I wish Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish like had a match against somebody easier before this. But in terms of having a, comp- a competitive match, this was really good. Everybody sold. Everybody had to fucking put on the thing. Tyler Bates are really good. The kid being 20 years old, that kid's got such a bright future. And I, I, how old's Kyle O'Reilly? Isn't he like 25? Mm, I don't know if he's mm. that young. I think he's pretty young. I would say he's later 20s. I know Bobby Fish is like 38. He's 30. Yes. Kyle O'Reilly. Wow. 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 Adam Cole takes out bait on the apron so that O'Reilly and Fish Fish can finish seven for the win. After the match, Drew McIntyre sends Cole, O'Reilly, and Fish running from the ring only for the trio to be attacked by Sanity. Best part is their faces when they start turning around. Yeah, they're like, whoa, yeah. whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> this is really good. I had a lot of fun watching this. Yeah. I, they're, they're, Colin O'Reilly and Fish, they're they're good. They're good. They're all right. This is, guy. and people, I was worried because NXT was like, eh, kind of whatever after all these guys, after everybody's coming up and it, it's, it's, there's changes happening. It's fun. It's fun again. There's a lot of really new things happen, a lot of new faces there, and I like that the we've got a lot of things going on between the women's division, um, between Sanity, Colin Riley, Drew McIntyre. You know, there's a lot of things, and then the the UK guys they're bringing in have been really fun too. So, I'm, I'm NXT's been good. I'm really having fun watching NXT. I think it's gonna be fun when they crash the Roderick Strong Drew McIntyre match because then you get now Roderick Strong in there and they're all familiar with each other from Ring of Honor and so yep. those would be awesome matches. Yeah, it's gonna be a lot of this. Like I said, moving forward, all the pieces are really good. I like I said, you had Pete Dunne in there too at some point. You hit him against like a guy like Adam Cole. It'd be a fucking awesome match. These are matches that have never happened. That I would love to see. At least it never happened. I, I, I've never seen him. Right, number two, please. Phoenix helps Melissa Santos train in the ring as Lucha Underground opens. She wants to see Phoenix without his mask, but he says if he loses his mask, he'll lose everything. But Melissa says that he won't lose her. So, quick, quick shoot story real quick. Uh, I was watching this intro, had to pause because I was working, and my wife came up. And I was, I had just, I had finished a workout. Oh, no, I'd finished you my workout. had a I, fucking I, chubby. So, no, no, this, this is, like, that's exactly what it was. Yeah. So, I, I sit, so basically, I go, for, I run or lift during lunchtime, and I came home, and I was sitting in a towel, because uh, I had to check back into work, and then I go take my shower. Um, but basically, I'm sitting in my towel with this thing, and she's like, what's that pause like that? And she's like, are you up here watching porn? And I was like, no, I'm not watching porn. And I hit play, I was like, look, it's Lucha. And it was them making out. And she's like, this is Lucha? Like, what is Lucha then? It's like, no, it's not what it looks like. But, but yeah, it kind of is. That's shark porn. It's, it's, yeah, it's kind of exactly what it is. Go ahead. Famous B is the ring yes. announcer tonight and introduces Tejano as his future client for Tejano's <laughs> match against Dante Fox. Killshot watches the match from above, and as Famous B announces Tejano the winner accidentally... <laughs> Fox rolls up Tejano for the win, and Tejano is about to beat up Famous B when Dario Cueto stops him. Cueto says Tejano will face Famous B in a match next week, and if B can somehow win, he will turn over Tejano's contract to Famous they B. They did it. And they keep in mind, win. Famous win. B still only has one arm they, because they, they, listen, Dark broke it. They, He's going to load up that cast. And they, Brenda. They, they, ma- both- they made me like Tejano. No. I love Famous B. They made me I care love. about Tejano because I want to see this match. 
I want to see fans be beating him one on one. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I want to see how, how are you going to conceivably do this? I'm excited to see what they do. It, Luch is awesome. Something. Yeah, of What's course. What's left out here is the match. Like, Dante Fox was doing some incredible moves. Dante Fox yeah. was fantastic. He's awesome. Dude, was yeah. amazing. I can't wait for him against freaking Killshot. That oh, my God. Insane. That's going to be in – that's a hell of a hell of war match, right? Yeah. Yep. We went to – we went it's to like, – It's three stages of hell, basically. It is. Yeah. It is. Uh, we went to uh, CZW, and I had no idea who AR Fox was at the time. And I was just like, oh, who the fuck is that? And Joe's like, yeah, it's Aaron Fox. He's like, really good. I was like, yeah, yeah. He's fucking really good. Yeah, really fucking good. It's amazing. Crazy athletic. Yep. Um, next, Phoenix and Melissa Santos team up to face Mario the Moth and Mariposa. Phoenix fights Marty and Mariposa himself until he needs to tag in Melissa, who helps Phoenix hit double team moves on Marty. Mariposa kicks Phoenix low and ties him to the ring post, and they hit their finisher on Melissa in front of him. Marty pulls scissors out of his lunchbox and goes after Melissa, but Phoenix breaks free and chases them off. Okay, this is this is one way to build to a fucking blood feud that, that yeah. is you're about to get happen. Yeah, this is really yeah. good. This is a really Great. good thing. Uh, Melissa, Dan- Melissa Santos' first kick was pretty damn good, or like over yeah. the rope. That was good. I thought, this, I thought she was a lot better than I she was she's, she's been trading with Cage, man. I just think it's really reckless. Yeah, that she she, has. I, I think it's really reckless. That she uh, wrestled pregnant. Oh, yeah. Tess melts about it. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Ultima Lucha Trace mm, begins. Four weeks, baby. Four weeks. Two nights. Four weeks long. Matches already baby. signed are El Dragonus Tekka Jr. versus Matunza in a steel cage match. Who you got? How's it going to shake out, guys? Matunza. Let's, let's do some predictions. Kills him. Yeah, Matanza's gonna fucking dis- I mean, what's what's Ray doing? That's that's a somewhat disappointing match to me, though. I, I don't think like, they announced this. I would like be... El Dragon Azteca, but like against Matanza. That's why I'm torn. Like, is is Ray Mysterio gonna get involved here? Yeah, I think like, if he's not in the match, he has not, to be. Like half these matches didn't really have any build or anything. Like I didn't even know it was gonna be a thing. Some of these. Yeah. Right. Well, the safe bet is Matanza, so let's go with him. Uh, next up, Ivelisse returning yes. against Katrina. The match that was booked like episode two of this ago. season. Yeah, I thought it was episode one. Maybe. I think you're right. Like, that's just so crazy how long ago it was. Yeah. I think Cartina wins. I am going to give Ivelisse the win here. I'll go with, yeah, I'll go with Ivelisse. Uh, Phoenix versus Marty the Moth in a mask versus hair match. Marty's been growing that hair. It's because he's losing it. Yeah. Go check his Instagram, see if he was bald anytime recently. Damn, definitely Didn't don't do up. that. Yeah, don't yeah, do don't that. Do fuck it. You, you fucking asshole, what are you trying to do? <laughs> yeah, don't give out they, I'm just bro. saying. They can if they want to. You're a fucking piece Imagine of he had to, like, wear, like, a fucking... Wig for like, nine. That's part of his contract. <laughs> uh, next up, Sexy Star versus Taya Taya. Last luchadora standing. Get yes. fucking hyped, boys. Uh, I'm not because Sexy Star is a piece of shit now and it really hurts my soul, but I'm no, going to say Sexy Star wins. And it's going to be a really good match, but I'm just... It hurts my soul that Sexy Star is a piece of shit now, so... To be fair, she didn't, like... She didn't Benoit anybody, so I'm still pumped for the I match. mean, to be honest with you, she broke, like, rule number one of wrestling and I feel like that's, like, one of those, you know... Well, rule number one is don't murder someone. No, rule number one is don't hurt anybody. And she literally did that. Murder is on top of that. Okay, then, I'm talking about wrestling. I'm not talking about, like, the United States life? laws. Life laws. 
That's not oh, the only United, United States. States only in the United States, you shouldn't kill anyone. No, everywhere else, it's completely legal. Can so. we go there then? Mikey, Mikey, you and me? Mikey is in Canada <laughs> right now. He's like, oh no, hey. tell him to not slap me. Go ahead. Uh, I'm gonna go with Tayataya here. Good. <laughs> Are you both going with Sexy Star? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, kill shot versus Dante Fox. Hell of War match. AK, like Mike Curry said, three stages of hell. Kill shot. I'm going with uh, Dante Fox. I have a question. Mm-hmm. Who's the face here? Kill shot. Well, I mean, it's like Enzo and Neville, you know. It's really so it seems like, right? Like it seems like they're they've really like blurred the line because like they well, because originally originally it was definitely kill shot, but right. then it's like they were like, well, maybe kill shot really did knowingly leave him behind because he yeah. was an asshole. Well, that's because so. they both have a they. That's a good part of any storyline when both sides have a legitimate gripe. Right, well, there's no, three sides right. of every story, and that's what this one is. Yeah. Three sides of hell. I'm going to kill shot. I'm, I, and you know what? This is our buddy uh, Angel Meza was in attendance, and he said, put it on the tracker, boys. It's going to be oh, a good yes. one. I oh, I, you said that's tonight? Yeah, that is that is happening as we record <laughs> this. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then your main event we're taking it back to episode one, boys. Mike, you doesn't even know what that's about. No, he has Johnny no idea. Mundo Never heard of it. Versus Kenta about that Puma, career versus title. I cannot wait for this match. They've had some of my favorite matches of the past decade. I'm going with Johnny Mundo. I'm going with Johnny Mundo as well. Me too. Yikes. In the main event of this episode, the Rabbit Tribe. Bye bye, Poom. Really it's really sad. In the main event, the Rabbit Tribe, Cortez Castro, Drago, Son of Havoc, and Pentagon Dark fight for the gift of the Gods Championship. Pentagon takes out Salvador with a package pile driver, but doesn't pin him. Pentagon hits Paul London with a package pile driver as Son of Havoc lands a shooting star press on Salvador. The ref counts the pin for both of them. And Cueto says, since neither have a match at Ultima Lucha Trace, Pentagon Dark will face Son of Havoc for the Gift of the Gods Championship in a fucking ladder match. Uh, okay, let's okay, go. Stop, stop for a minute. That's going to be amazing. There's no doubt about it. Kind of dis- yeah. kind of disappointed that we just are like, oh, Pentagon Dark, you don't have a match. Like here, no, get, I'm, be I'm in this in. one. I'm all in. No, but I, I this wish was that a great way to get there. Sure, but I wish he, I wish that he had had a storyline that like. Built to culminate that after the whole. I think this works into that storyline with Kratos yeah. and, and the Gauntlet and everything that's ooh, going on. Ooh, like, wait, can you ca- you can cash it in a week ahead of time? Well, that's right. what I'm gonna say. I don't oh, think Moondover's Poom is even gonna be the match at this point anymore. Oh shit, you're probably right. So what oh, we oh, do oh, is oh. two weeks because from Son now, of Havoc even said like, "Yo, I'm cashing in to be in your main event, just so you know when I win this." Damn. Okay, so basically that would mean that next week we get uh, Son of Havoc and Pentagon. Pentagon wins the Gift of the Gods, tells Dario, hey, I'm cashing in. I won in the main event. And plus, that's that's great, but don't we still have – oh, we're going to get to that. My God. Because we still got Mil Marte's cage and – Yeah. Oh, my God. Listen, if if there is no more lucha after this – we are going go out. out. We are going out with the fucking Dumb several bangs, say. dude. It's going to happen. Go ahead. Let's do it. In the episode, Dario Cueto meets with Agent Winter in the limo 
and tells him that he has the gauntlet. Quayle doesn't know why Cage hasn't been possessed yet and thinks he may actually be a machine. Quayle proposes the gauntlet goes to the winner of a match between Cage, Jeremiah Crane, and Mil Muertes so the possession can take effect. Winter wants to know what happens if Cage wins, and Quayle tells Winter and his master they can personally come to the temple and destroy Cage. Cage wins and Cage gets destroyed win. by I whatever this thing win. is. Yes, that's all I want. I Who want Cage to win and get destroyed. We've been waiting like two seasons to see what this dude is. No, yep. you know what I want? I want Cage to win. Bengala. Get... I want Cage to win. Yes, Bengala. Don't do this. Don't do this. Don't ruin this. Yes, the he's tripping balls. The the rabbit <laughs> try. He thinks he's like in a limo, but he's actually in a shopping cart, and he's just <laughs> tripping balls. This is all a big hallucination for him. No, I, w- I want Cage to win, get the thing, and as whoever the dude is tries to destroy him, he gets possessed and destroys whoever the other dude is and becomes a master. Cage is like your main character heading into season four. Against Pentagon Dark. Yeah, against Pentagon... Oh, my God. Oh, my boner. My boner. There's nothing bad that can happen, almost. I know. It's re- Lucha's really good. <laughs> Lucha's really good at wrestling. That's fun. Um, okay, number three, please. You know what's disappointing, though? The Mac doesn't have a match. Maybe they're going to do another Gift of the Gods once they decide this match. Uh, probably not, but that that is very uh, disappointing. Yeah. Uh, it's still, there's a lot of good stuff, so let's look at the positives. Well, moving on, at Ring of Honor's Death Before Dishonor, Hangman Page and the Young Bucks defeated Bully Ray and the Briscoes to retain the six-man tag team titles. After the match, even though it was during the match, Jay Briscoe turned on Bully Ray, telling Mark they were already a great team, don't need Bully Ray. Well, yeah, it, was, um, it, it ended the match. He basically, Jay Briscoe hit Bully Ray with the corner of the table in, like, the temple mm-hmm. and knocked him out. Well, yeah, well, Bully's afraid he's never going to wrestle again. He didn't even hit him that hard. He's you barely I didn't even see it. You're getting work, dude. It was barely, it was barely, barely anything. It, it was actually, like, a really bad spot. Yeah. He, they misjudged the timing of the table and the placement of the table, and so Bully Ray had to, like, really lean in to, like, where this was going to be. So it was all work. I didn't even see the thing happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, he, he, listen, I don't, I don't know what for it, and he was fucking like he was pamped up like after doing it, like so pissed off. It was just such a good moment. I mean, it was it a just, good. The, the, the table, table spot, spot itself was good. And to be fair, if Bully Ray, if this is really, if Bully Ray really got injured from that and fucking shit, then uh oh, because yeah. he barely hit him, and if that's a concussion, that's uh oh. Mm-hmm. He did hit him right on the side of the head, so I'm not saying yeah. it wouldn't hurt, but just if you watch it, it you're didn't like, look good. Ah, that wasn't look, that didn't look good. Yeah. Uh, next up. In my second favorite match of the night, Donnie. Yeah, I agree. Kenny King defeated Kushida to win a TV title. Nice. Now, before the match, as you know, they show promos from backstage. Everyone cutting their promos. Kenny King had a great promo. Then during this match, the storytelling, it was like a fucking Cruiserweight Classic match where, like, you you go in, because I haven't been keeping up with this, but I go in after one promo, and then the storyline that they told, because Kushida's mom is in attendance, Kenny King has his daughter in attendance with a rose, because he was on The Bachelorette, and Kushida's going over there and, like... He bowed. He Kenny bowed King. to Kenny King's daughter, and then did a chair move in front of her. And then he, because gra- Kenny King hugged his daughter at one point, so Kushida walks over and he grabs his mom. He's like, "Yeah, I got one too. I got someone here too. Don't even fucking try this shit." Is Kenny King a face? He was the face yeah. in this one, and Kushida kind of was healing it up a little bit, which is really fucking cool because Kushida's never yeah. a heel. I highly recommend just watching this match. It's just a really good wrestling match with a story that they built King. into it, and just very and the moment. Kenny King winning was a huge moment. Yes, His daughter King. running in the ring and shit it was huge. It was awesome. They did a good job of, of playing up uh, an arm injury during the match. So it was just really good throughout the entire match. 
And then, uh, so next up, my match of the night, Silas Young defeated Jay Lethal in a last man standing match. This was, again, Silas Young and Jay Lethal. The matches have been good. I just, I'm not a, the biggest fan of Silas Young. This was their best, and it wasn't close. This was a great match. They beat the fucking shit yeah. out of each other. Yep. Dude, they took out a belt at one point, Mike, and they were whipping each other so fucking hard. Silas Young had massive welts instantly all over his yeah. body. And they looked Wait, harder than nasty. Tejano hits people with his bull rope? Oh, he, they actually Harder made contact with skin. Oh, And wow. they have holes in him, so it causes blisters. <laughs> his back was blistering up. It was pretty Dude, this was, and, and then Tyler Young, like five minutes later, gets the bell himself, and he's whipping Jay Lethal like in the face and the stomach, and it was like, holy shit. I'm up to and go on the Uno. Who's, uh, who's the guy that Tyler Young Beer is with, City Donnie? Bruiser. Him. Yeah. They show, so the video package before this match was awesome. Cause I haven't paid attention to this, so I'm like, what the fuck is this without? All these fucking hardcore spots that they've been doing over the fucking weeks or months, however long. Great promo beforehand. The promos that Silas Young cut and Jay Lethal cut verbally were great. And so Bruiser comes in and he has a fucking knee brace and a cast on because they said that he broke his leg. And he's diving off the top rope through tables. Shit was crazy. Yeah, this match this, was great. Yeah, this is really good too. Uh, next up, the Motor City Machine Guns defeated the Young Bucks to win the tag team titles despite interference from Christopher Daniels and Frankie Kazarian. I love this. I thought this was my this was my second favorite match of the night. I didn't realize oh. Christopher Daniels turned back heel again. Well, it's Frank, uh, Frankie Kazarian and Christopher Daniels are basically like they're pissed off that they've been passed over now for tag team titles, and he didn't get his he get, didn't have. There's no follow up to his world title run and shit like that. So they're now because they're being I saw, disgruntled. Like, I saw, like, a little part of ROH the other day, and he was, like, saying, like, he was pissed that the crowd was cheering for Cody and not him or something. Yeah, and that, that's the whole, the whole story has been, basically, they feel betrayed, so what they're trying to do is they're trying to just fuck the show up. They should go to WWE. I mean, yeah. they're not going to, because I, I, I don't know. Addiction. They, I, they, they're fantastic but very, right now they're being they're just I like them in the role of just like you know what until we get what we want we're just gonna fuck up every good match you got going on and shit like that and in all honesty if Motor City Machine Guns Young Bucks awesome fucking match I love these guys working together but at one point they were forced to team up to take out Daniels and fucking Kazarian it was awesome it was a really cool moment in the match and they went back to beating the fuck out of each other and then the Motor City Machine Guns won it was a, I, I love it it was a great match in the main event Cody, oh boy, oh boy. Cody has turned the Ring of Honor World Title into a ring, and he makes people kiss it. He does. It's hilarious, actually. I did. Uh, I, I heard him. He he had an interview with Jericho talking about this. It did sound funny. This is very creative and entertaining. The entrance with Brandy, she is incredible. Uh, I enjoyed that. You guys know I'm not really a fan of Cody's in-ring work. And characters, but this was uh, very entertaining. The entrance, uh, he retained against Minoru Suzuki. It, uh, no good. It's exactly why I don't really like Cody's matches. It was not. <laughs> this so wasn't. Min Minoru Suzuki is a very specific style. He is a former MMA guy. He kind of he cre helped create Pancrase, so he is a legitimate badass. He is a submission specialist, but he's also hardcore. He reminds me of, like I said, like Kurt Angle and Terry Funk's Asian uncle combined. Like it's just really weird what he does and who he is, but he just it didn't mesh with Cody at all. And I thought Minoru Suzuki had good moments in here and shit, but Cody just this match didn't do it for me either. So I mean, I, I, I it seems weird that Minoru Suzuki first time in the United States working 
in 25 years. And this is what we do. I did like that Cody put out his hand like for him to kiss the <laughs> ring. And Minoru Suzuki tried to bite his finger off. It was yes. really good. <laughs> that, that was like the beginning of the match. It was the best part. Yeah. So From there, I'm like, all right, I'm in. Like, Let's do this. And it just... You want to see, like, did you, did you like Minoru Suzuki at least and some of the things he was doing? I thought he was more entertaining than Cody. Ch- I'll, I'll send you a few matches. You would fucking love some of his matches from the G1 this year. He was excellent. Excellent. Okay, okay go ahead. Next, uh, number four, please. Speaking of New Japan. On the final show of the New Japan Pro Wrestling Destruction Tour, Trent Beretta defeated Yuji Takahashi. Sorry. Yujiro. Yujiro Takahashi. <laughs> got ahead of myself. In his first singles match as a heavyweight. Cool. Tell the police to just chill out. They're good. Don't Killer stand so, don't stand so close to me. <laughs> good. Killer Weed Squad defeated War Machine and Gorillas of Destiny in a Tornado Tag Team match to become the new heavyweight tag team champions. It's good. I, Killer Elite Squad is really good. I, I like I said, we always make fun of Hoyt, but it's it's he, this is this is all really good. War Machine is awesome. War Machine. Every time I watch them, man, just, their fucking matches are so crazy. They're they're giant dudes and Hanson especially. Hanson is so fucking athletic for a big fucker, dude. He looks like an offensive lineman. And he just, he just fucking does, like, somersaults, and he does, like... He... Nope. Go ahead. It's a great song. In the main event, Kenny Omega defeated Juice Robinson. Damn it. CJ Parker. In his first defense of the United States Championship, despite having knee surgery to repair a torn meniscus two weeks ago, that's impressive. Dude, and he... Didn't miss a, a like when he had the surgery. They had Probably him. Not safe. He uh, he was clear. Uh, NFL players have like torn meniscus and like yeah they're back in like two weeks before. Yeah, well yeah. It depends. I think there's like very different grades. And yes, stuff of it. exactly. It's just a slight. It's probably just a, a stitch or whatever, or just some little fucking repair that. I don't know. I'm not a. I know it seems weird. I'm not a doctor. I know. What? But um. The match, it, the match itself was Juice Robinson trying to like, so Kenny Omega kind of playing heel, kind of playing face. He's that tweener. Juice Robinson is straight up face. People love him in Japan. Um, but he, Yikes. but he, he's no dude. From an in-ring perspective, he has improved so much. From a character perspective, he is really good. He's doing. Re- I, I'm so fucking shocked at how good he's been doing in Japan. He's he's really turned into something different. Um, I'm very happy. I'm, I'm I'm a fan of him. I like Juice Robinson. But basically, in the match, he's like trying to avoid attacking the knee. But then finally, he just fucking he's like not he's not getting any he's not making any headway. Kenny Omega's kind of beating the shit out of him. Why would he avoid it? So That's he just because he's a face and he's trying to be the classic That's good guy. Where he's like he's like no, but just he and he eventually he chop blocks the knee and just starts working the fucking knee. He's like fuck you, whatever. I'm gonna do it because I want to win this match. And it's good. It was a, it was a good story they told, and it was a good match. And both guys really brought it. There was one spot where he did like a like a almost like a Canadian destroyer off the apron to the floor. It was fucking uh, awesome, dude. Yeah, it was really awesome. Kenny Omega did it to Juice, and but but Kenny Omega took all the bump. He protected the shit out of him, but it, it just looked awesome. It really did. So this was a really good match. It'd probably be on the network for free soon. So when when it is, I'll let you know. All right, number five, please. Oh, my tablet or whatever. Impact Wrestling Moments. GFW is gone. Bobby the Brain, Heenan Memoriam. Yeah, so they paid their respects. Kudos. Mm-hmm. Johnny Impact puts his number one contendership on the line versus KM because Eli Drake is in Mexico. KM loses. Yep. Why would you do that? Uh, don't worry. Keep, keep just, just hold on before you ask that question. Oh, so no. I'll answer it later, okay? Got it. Taya Taya Valkyrie beat Ava's story. 
and Rosemary came out and rolled her. Unbelievable. See, Ty, boy, Ty, Ty is like, I'm number one contender for the women's championship now. Deal with it. And Rosemary's like, do you think I'm not going to fuck you up for what you did to me when I, you came out here? Get the fuck out of here, dude. So they started tangling. Is this live? No, next week's is. So, is, so Rosemary's okay? Yes, Rosemary's fine. Okay. Yep. Sienna and Taryn Terrell attack Rosemary until Allie and Gail Kim make the save. I thought Gail Kim was retiring. She is at the end of the year. Oh. So this is how we're using her. But that's the match. That's a six-woman match for next week of victory. victory a lot Road of good people week. in there. Yep. Uh, Chuck Pagano nope. and El Hijo del Fantasma beat Eddie Edwards at EC3. That's a rare win for Chuck Pagano. Uh, after Tejano <laughs> makes his debut. So so basically, Pagano is um, the pagan. There's a lot of poop in this match. Why? King Cuerno? Eddie Mostly Edwards? Tejano, not King Cuerno, though. Oh. King Cuerno, Eddie Edwards, and, EC3. Tejano and EC3. Pagano's a really good... And Chuck Pagano. Uh, Pagano's really good, too, but Tejano shows up. And he makes his debut by getting involved with this match and beating the shit out of Eddie Edwards and EC3. So, I mean, that's one way... That's a hell of a way to make a debut. We'll talk about that more in a minute. But that Te- Tejano... Unbelievable debut. Great stuff. Good stuff. Go ahead. Congo Kong beats Mahabali Shura. That's Do they face each other every wow. show? It seems like it. Feels like it. Johnny Impact puts his number one contendership on the line versus Tejano. Who takes the L already. So he put his number one contendership on the line twice. <laughs> yep. And then the debuting guy lost. And he took the L already. Well, Tejano maybe not even going to be on the show ever again. I don't know what's happening. He sucks. This is dumb. Eli Drake retains global championship against Bronze in AAA. Yeah. Who's Bronze? Who is that? I've never seen him before in my entire life. Bronze uh, de Leon. Uh, that's fun. Uh, but no, he is he's really good. He fucking he carried the shit out of this match. Eli Drake was just getting his ass beat for most of it. Uh, Bronze is like a high flyer. I kind of reminds me of like an Aristar kind of guy. And then Eli Drake just wins. So. That's it. That's it for GFW Impact. It's not GFW anymore. They took that away. It's not in the thing anymore. Um, BG, how much do you want to watch it right now? Tell me the truth. A lot of good guys. You like a lot of these people. You like Johnny Impact. You know what I mean? You like Ty. You like Rosemary. Yeah. You know what I mean? You like um, you like fucking Gail Kim. You like Kate Cuerno. You like Eddie Edwards. You like Congo Kong. No, I don't. Nobody likes Congo Kong. But every week when Kiari reads what happened the previous week, I go over the Impact Wrestling on YouTube to see if there's any good clips. And every usually find Never about is. 15 seconds to watch one. Cool. Like like Taya Taya, I saw her win. Cool. She's awesome. She has a good tire. Friend of the show. Friend of the show. Friend of the show. Uh, is that it for uh, Wednesday WrestleMans? Yes. Uh, let's go on. Our guest tonight is WWE superstar and Fozzie frontman Chris Jericho. How you doing? I am rocking, man. You, you sound rocking. You sound. You're always sounding rocking. Uh, listen, you recently <laughs> you recently released your latest book. No is a four letter word. How I failed spelling but succeeded in life. Why did you feel now was the right time to write this book? And what are you hoping to accomplish with its release? Well, it's pretty philosophical, man. Like, there's some kind of uh, otherworldly design behind it. Basically, what happened was I'd written three autobiographies in the course of uh, seven years. I love to write. I got lots to write about, but I thought writing a fourth autobiography uh, at this stage in my life would be a little bit pretentious. Does the world really need another Jericho autobiography? I'm not exactly 
you know, Jack Kerouac or whatever it is. But um, I thought that I would uh, answer a question that gets asked to me quite often of how did you do all the things that you do? How did you make it in wrestling? How did you make it in music? How do you continue to do all these things? So I sat down and came up with uh, 20 principles of, of things that I had learned over the years from, you know, celebrities and family members and people that I know and, and not, you know, uh, fictional characters and uh, put them all down, 20 principles. Like I said, the David Bowie principle, always reinvent yourself. The Vince McMahon principle, work hard, then work harder. The, uh, the Steve Austin principle, always be a little bit of an asshole. Like all these little rules that have helped me to get uh, get these goals accomplished that I want to accomplish. So it's become almost like a motivational book, a self-help book. Um, and it never really intended it to be that way, but that's kind of how it morphed. And now that it's out, it's really cool to see people's reactions and see how people are, are, are ga- gaining a lot of uh, advice from things that I've learned and applying it to their own lives. That's so a pretty cool feeling. Mike Kiari, next question. Uh, you've already enjoyed so much success as an author, um, but for those thinking about picking up your new your new book, how would you say that it most differs from your previous ones? And also... How do you think it compares to your previous books in terms of how challenging it was for you to write? Well, I mean, as I said, it's a little bit different because it's more of like a self-help motivational thing, but it's still filled with ridiculous stories, uh, things about, you know, my life that's happened, stupid stuff and fun stuff and all that sort of thing. So it's very much in the vein of the other books, but it's just a little bit more of a theme, a little bit more of a, of a focus behind it. And, I mean, a book is a book. It's hard to write. It's, it's never easy to write a book, and I write all my books by myself. From, from cover to cover, so there's a lot of edits and rewrites and, and a lot of time spent. I think uh, one, I think from my, my second book, I divided the amount of hours that I worked on the book by the amount of money I got for it, and it was like I think two dollars and fourteen cents an hour, uh, and it was you know hundreds of hours of work for a big chunk of change. But you got to put the time in. It's like anything else that's worth it, whether it's writing a book or. or making an album or doing a podcast or putting together a wrestling match or whatever it may be, the more time you spend on it, the better it's going to be. You can't do anything half-assed or it's going to come out that way. And I, I refuse to have anything that I do not be a thousand percent completely uh, all of my effort put into it. Brandon Gavin, next question. Well, as you mentioned, your book has received a ton of praise from readers about how easy it is to read and how inspiring it is. Inspiring it is. You mostly perform in front of live crowds and receive instant feedback. So what was the process like for you waiting for reviews after completing this book? Yeah, I mean, this is like, you know, it, it, it really is like making a record and writing a book. They're very similar. You spend a lot of time creating something from nothing, creating this art, and putting together these stories and these songs, and then you edit, you rewrite, and you, you know, you have to go through it over and over and over again. So by the time it comes out, sometimes you don't even know if it's good anymore. You know, you've because you've, you've been living with it for so long, draft after draft after draft. Um, so when it finally comes out, like I said, you get the instant gratification from the reactions. Like I don't have to wait for the review to come out in the New York Post next week. I can just go on Twitter and see how people are responding to all the different things that I've been writing and you know, all the different things that they're learning from it. So, I mean, it's a lot like making a movie. You know, like I said, you do a lot of different takes and then you get it done and six months later it comes out and you're like, holy smokes, this is actually really good. I've forgotten about that. So that, that's kind of how it works. And, and it's something that you, you know, it, 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 there is uh, something to be said about doing a Fozzy concert or having a wrestling match or, you know, if you're a stand-up comic or, you know, a ballroom dancer, you get that instant gratification, that instant energy and feedback from the crowd. You don't get that when you write a book. So now that it actually has come out and I've been able to do all these interviews for it, do all this press for it, and, 
you know, and it's another best seller on my hands. It's, it's, a, it's a good feeling to know that all the hard work I put into it paid off. Well, I know you're a huge KISS fan. I'm a huge KISS fan. I was very excited to see the foreword of this book uh, written by Paul Stanley. What went into your decision to ask Stanley to do that, and how did he react when you asked him? Well, I mean, the whole book kind of started from this quote that Paul said in 1987 in a, in a movie that I saw where, where he said, uh, uh, the only people that tell you you can't do something are the ones that have failed. I'm not going to tell you that you can't do it because I did it. You can do it. And when he said, you can do it, I really felt like he was looking right at me, like Paul Stanley was staring at me saying, you can do it. And um, so that's kind of how I, I lived my life and focused my career on wanting to be a wrestler and wanting to be in a rock and roll band. I thought, well, Paul Stanley said I could do it, and I don't care what anybody else thinks. So uh, last few years, uh, through a, a cool set of circumstances, I've become pretty good friends with Paul, and uh, now he's just a dude. He's, he's a friend of mine. So I thought, well... Who better to do the forward for the book than a guy who basically kicked it all off with a quote that he said 30 years ago that I'll never forget. He probably didn't remember it. So I just called him up and asked him, and he said, how long should it be? And I said, as long as you want it to be. And he came back with a really cool uh, really cool forward. So it, it's really great to see that. you know. And then also with Gene Simmons, I happened to see him last week. We were on the same trail of book tour. You know, you go on the same uh interview places and, and talk shows and that sort of thing. And we kind of crossed paths a couple times and he knew all about the Gene Simmons principle. Cause you know, nowadays you, you say something or do something and everyone's going to tweet you about it. So he thought that was pretty cool too. And the Gene Simmons principle of course is always dressed like a star. So little things like that, you can learn and, 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 and take with you for the rest of your life. Mike Carey. One of uh, my favorite things that I've seen in wrestling in a really long time was your festival of friendship with Kevin Owens. And I recently saw you talk about um, how hard you fought for your vision of that segment to make it t to TV. So I was wondering if you could maybe describe the process that you had to go through in, pi in pitching that and pushing it ahead, as well as maybe some of the ideas that you had for it that might have ended up on the cutting room floor. Yeah, man, that, that would take about an hour to go through all that. But the bottom line <laughs> is I knew what I wanted to do with that. I pitched that a few months ago, and I knew I wanted to be in Las Vegas. I knew I wanted it to, to, I wanted it to be... Uh, going from David Lee Roth, just a gigolo video, to, to the Red Wedding Game of Thrones episodes, where it starts off so fun and carefree and just over the top, and then it ends up with like this horrible betrayal, basically a murder, which is what it was, you know, Kevin Owens murdering the friendship of Jericho and Owens. Um, so, I mean, a lot of those ideas had come up months before, or weeks before, and then as is prone to be in the WWE, everything changed, but I refused to let it change because I knew I wanted to be like the Red Wedding, which comes out of nowhere rather than being something completely obvious. And, you know, there was some, some verbal jockeying back and forth that day, but, um, you know, I stood my ground and, 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 and held my ground and, and basically got it the way I wanted it. And, you know, from, from the, the, the Festival of Friend Dancers to festival or was it friendship the magician all that stuff was mine you know uh, getting thrown to the tv as kind of a homage when i threw Shawn michaels through tv 10 years prior um you know so it was all kind of in there there's a, there's a few things that i had that, that weren't i think i wanted a, a, an actual goat out there um <laughs> you know a few other things like that but there was only so much that we could do but um and then they added a couple things to vince out of the statue he wanted some kind of a sculpture intertwining sculpture and then when I showed up, they just did a ridiculous creation of Kevin uh, painting, the Michelangelo painting, with our faces on it. And I was like, oh, that's great. I had no, I had no input into that one. I was just uh, 
kind of showed me and asked me what I thought about it. And that was a, a great addition to it as well. So just a lot of creative people working together to get the vision of what they wanted to see and what they wanted to happen, happen. And I think up until the point where Owens actually turned on me, nobody saw it coming as much as everybody says that they did. Um, but they didn't until he actually did, you know, stab me in the back. And that was one of the coolest angles maybe ever in Raw history, I'd say. Well, you said there was no goat in the ring, but I str- I saw a goat. His name was Chris Jericho. That's well, all I yeah, gotta say. No, That's no, all I gotta uh, say. No, no, no farm goat. Just, uh, <laughs> okay, right. okay specified. Uh, Brandon Gavin, next question. Uh, Southpaw Regional Wrestling is one of our favorite things this year. So, what was your experience like filming that and playing the role of Clint Bobsky? And do you think that we'll get more episodes in the future? Yeah, I mean, there's something I'd heard about a while back. They've they came up with the idea and asked me if I wanted to be involved. I said, yeah, I want to be the backstage interviewer, uh, Clint Bobsky. That's a name that I've used since, since college when I used to do, I went to like uh, creative communications, so there was a lot of television classes and radio classes. And for whatever reason, whenever we were doing Fox sportscasts or mock radio, you know, on-the-spot reports, it was always Clint Bobsky. I just love that name. I don't know why. Um, so I used it again for uh, for Southpaw. And it was a lot of fun because I used to watch wrestling like that. You know, I think Stampede Wrestling and local wrestling in Winnipeg, it was called WFWA. They were filmed in the exact same kind of cheap, gritty videotape and the backstage announcers who were over the top, you know, fake, I guess, or playing backstage announcers. Oh my goodness, look at what we have here. <laughs> I have never seen such a thing. Um, so it was just, it was a lot of fun to do and I actually, People were very confused earlier this summer when I came back for SmackDown for one night only, and they thought I was back, but I wasn't back. I was just there because I was filming the second season of Southpaw Wrestling. Uh, and they asked me if I'd do a match. So I said, well, I might as well here. But um, I, I don't know. I'd love to see them do more. I don't know if it really took off, um, you know, virally like they thought it would. I'm not sure exactly what the, uh, the numbers are on that, but it was a lot of fun while we did it, and um, hopefully we get to do more. But... I think a lot of times the initial one is always the best because it's such a surprise and no one really knows, knew what they were getting into. Whereas the second one, everybody wanted to get involved and some of the characters weren't as strong. Uh, I think Miz's guy was terrible in it, whatever he's called. Like, uh, I can't remember what, what, what his name was. I was, it was, something, it was a Adam 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 Doom. Doom. Yeah. I just thought that was terrible. It wasn't funny. <laughs> so, you know, uh, I thought the Butcher guys weren't funny. Whereas the first one, it was funny because no one really was trying. They just were just you know, just being whatever it was they wanted to be. And then, you know, it's like a sequel to a movie when you stumble onto something that's never as good as the uh, as the original. So um, if they do more, I'm sure Clint Bobsky will be there. And if they don't, it was a lot of fun while it lasted. Well, you, you, it was recently announced that you will be hosting Chris Jericho's Rock and Wrestling Rager at Sea Cruise in October 2018. How did you come up with the idea, and what can fans expect during the voyage? Well, I mean, we uh, we did the Kiss Cruise in 2015 with Fozzie, and the moment I walked off the cruise, I was like, I could do this. I could do a wrestling cruise and a rock and roll cruise. And I just talked to my manager, and we started working on it. Two years later, trials of the tribulations. We even lost our boat at one one point, and that's a long story for another time. But um, I wanted to be uh, synonymous with what Chris Jericho was known for, rock and roll and wrestling, but also you know live podcasts, paranormal, comedy, all that sort of stuff that I basically have on Talk to Jericho, I wanted it to be on the cruise because the Kiss Cruise was such a such an amazing experience. It wasn't just about Kiss. There was so much going on and so much to do. I thought I could do this and, and 
you know, there's been kind of wrestling-themed cruises in the past, but never a wrestling cruise where the matches are happening at sea while you're traveling, you know, across the ocean. And we had to do a lot of, you know, engineering and, and you know, engineer, uh, uh, you know, uh, I'm looking for qualifying uh, you know, engineering reports to see if the ring could, you know, hold up straight. And I was like, I was just on the Kiss Cruise. Kiss the stage is way everything than the damn ring is. But still, we had to get the approvals for all that stuff, the estimates and everything. And so what fans can expect is just the greatest destination vacation they could ever want. If they're into wrestling, if they're into rock and roll, if they like to laugh, they want a good time at a big party uh, for everybody. Kids, kids, the old, you know, 9 to 99. Um, I think it's going to be the cruise of the year. Everyone's talking about it. I think people are still a little bit uh, tentative as to what it is. But now that we've got it up, up the uh, ground and we've got over a year, which a lot of people think it's happening in a month. I'm crazy to put it out in a month. I got a call from Stone Cold Steve Austin yesterday going, are you crazy? You can't put it out in a month. I'm like, Steve, it's in 2018. But, oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> so, you know, we've got a lot of time to build it up and to get those tickets sold. But um, I'm expecting this to be a huge hit. And I want to do an annual uh, rock and wrestling ranger. That's my goal. Mike Kelly, final question. Yeah, your band Fozzie's latest hit is Judas. I, I think it's an awesome song, and it's done so well for you guys on the charts. And I know they're different mediums, but how does the feeling of having a hit song like Judas compare to a big accomplishment in wrestling, like winning a title or really getting a character over or something to that effect? It's, it's weird. I think it might be even harder to get a number one song in music because, I mean, it's hard to become a champion, too, so that would probably be very similar in that it's, it's a real pat in the back for years of hard work, you know, and this is not a song that went into number one Instantly, it went from 15 to 10 to 9 to 8 to 7. So we're building this fan base. I think there's a lot of people that have heard heard of Fozzie but never actually heard Fozzie before. And now that's changing. I think a lot of people are checking out the band because of what they've heard about Judas or because they know that Jericho left wrestling again to go back to Fozzie. And when they came and checked out our band, they suddenly heard that the greatest song we've ever done in our career. So we've had successful songs in the past, but nothing like this. It's a whole different level. Uh, and a whole different world, and it's uh, it's a really cool once again to, to know that after all this hard work we put in, which is the whole motto of my life, you know, no is a full better word. And when people told me, well, you'll never make it in music, well, guess what? We just did, and um, that's very very cool and to see kind of the fan base growing and and the buzz about the band growing and knowing that we're we're still getting started. I mean, Judas is still rising in the charts, which is great. So it's been uh, it's been a pretty cool experience, but. Very, very well-deserved after years and years and years of hard work. A huge thank you to our guest tonight, Chris Jericho. Check out his new book, No is a Four-Letter Word, How I Failed Spelling but Succeeded in Life. Available on Amazon, at Barnes & Noble, and bookstores everywhere. Tell the fans where else they can support you. No, that, that's cool, man. Yeah, I mean, you know, come on, dude. Just Google me. You'll find me. I'm pretty easy to find. <laughs> just Google me. <laughs> Chris, Chris, com is where you can find all the information on, on the uh, uh, Rock and Wrestling Rager. And everything else, man, you'll find it. It's easy. I can't wait till I it's become a celebrity where I can just say, just Google me. Just so Google never. me. So never. <laughs> it's never. I never I never like it on, uh, on podcasts. I go, where can we find you? Uh, go to at mchammer.com. <laughs> <laughs> no one ever pays attention anyways. If you want to find me, you'll find it. <laughs> for MC at mchammer.com better be a website because I'm yeah, going yeah, there immediately following this. <laughs> Fantastic. Another huge thank you to Chris Jericho. Thanks for your time. Good luck moving forward, sir. Cheers, guys. Thanks, man. Talk to you soon. 
All right, guys, it is time now. Chris Jericho was fantastic. I just want to say that real quick. I love having Chris Jericho on the show. Oh, he, yes. I'm, I'm, well, he, he was happy this time. He didn't bury you, Mike Yari. Never did. We're boys. Did, We're BG. BG. Factor, fi- factor faked. Mike Chiari got buried by Y2J. We've all been buried by somebody. <laughs> yep. And Mike Chiari is buried by Y2J, so you were buried no. by Trish. He was, was, he was buried, buried by, in the mark. I, was buried I think by, you've been buried the most, though. Been buried I, was, by a lot of I was buried by God when he was like, you're going to go out there looking like that. Mm-hmm. That's so true. <laughs> I don't have time to fix it. I don't have to. Just go out. <laughs> I remember one time, uh, in I think in his high school, girls, I was like, hey, you want to go out? And she's like, no, you're ugly. I was like... You know, I can't. I was like, you know, you need to bring that up with God, because I can't do nothing about that. And then she said, "Get away from me, please." I probably just punched the dude next to her. Like I was just like, I was like Lenny from A Vice and Man. I was just like, I can't have pretty things. I'm gonna kill it. Yikes! Uh, yeah, okay. Sounds real. Fantasy standings. Let's do it. In twelfth place with negative thirty, Dalton. Oh Man. my God! Already? Yeah. That's a lot. Been there before. Yeah, last season. (laughs) Many a time. Many seasons. In 11th with negative 5, Andrew Skeens. Okay. Skeener, what are you doing? Is this the right Skeener? We're talking about the wrong Skeener. Maybe the other Skeener, I'm not sure. Maybe it wasn't in the draft. Yeah, (laughs) he just pops in the draft. (laughs) That would have been awesome. In 10th with 5, Joe. Okay, we're in positives. Joe, stay positive. so bad now? I don't know. Just he gave it all that one season, and then he just like he's like, I got nothing left. I'm the tank. Uh, <laughs> no, he he lost everybody via free agency and fucking. He's the Marlins. He's the Marlins. <laughs> he's the Marlins. <laughs> <laughs> he is. He's the Marlins. Let me win one and fucking sell everybody on the. He's got a beautiful stadium with a dumbass piece of art though. So he's gonna win another one in like ten years and then do the same thing again. Yep, that's what I think. And then Derek Jeter will buy his team and I'll be fine. <laughs> Lucky. Uh, Tie for eighth with ten, Dante and Angel. There you go, hey. our buddies, long time buddies. That's a good team, man. I'll Dante and Angel team. sitting in a tree, K I S S I N G. Good, ladies and men. Tie for six with fifteen, Alex and Andrew Sampson. Damn, wow. there you go, Dragon. Dragon. Fifth with twenty-five, Donnie. Yeah, baby, I'm right here. I'm just fucking with chilling. I'm waiting to fucking climb that fucking mountain, baby. Chip it, chat. Jazz out of here. And fourth with 30, BG. Hey! Damn. Holy shit. territory, boys. <laughs> yeah, it's early. You can tell it's still early. <laughs> In third with 40, big money, Mike. Yikes, oh, I didn't have to do it this week because you're a fucking piece of shit. No, but for old times' sake. <laughs> I think of when you <laughs> say your name now, dude, because you're fucking disgusting. You're a human fart. In second with Ford, you smell like a fart all the time. That's that not true. true. I, that's not even close to true. true. I cover myself with baby powder and fucking... What did I, the first thing I asked that, that George to bring, I was like, you need to bring me deodorant, you need to bring me ball powder. Couldn't bring your own deodorant? I did. I, bring, I brought the small one, but baby, I need the big one. In second with 45, George. I'm sorry, George. Yeah, sorry. George, you're the fucking wow. man. George is doing good, man. George is yeah. doing awesome. That's what awesome. he deserves for bringing me He's ball powder. He's a great powder. person. He is a great person. A lot you know, better than Donnie. You know how some oh, people are like, yo, I got a guy for that? My ball, my ball sweat powder guy is George. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear that. No. Really He's fucking hung. That's my boy. He's hung <laughs> like a horse. That's why he needs that powder because he's chafing against his, his long shorts. It's my boy. <laughs> and in 
first with 55, Kyle. Damn, Kyle wow. Paulson. You Damn. Know I totally drafted his team. You did draft his team. <laughs> so what happened was, what happened hey, was, I'm like, I'm like, you know what? I'm doing, it's too easy for me. This is too easy <laughs> for me. He's jerking need, himself off. I need to draft another team to give myself some competition. So that's what I did. So, base, so basically, you're beating yourself. And I'm beating my dick because I'm doing so good right now. Lacking this. I heard the little, like, fucking 50 jacks. You are disgusting. (laughs) You're a disgusting human being. Number. Let's go to emails, guys. Oh, wait. There is a waiver draft. Oh, my God. Let's do this thing. Oh, yeah. The waiver draft. Uh, Alex, no particular order. Uh, Alex dropped Tamina for Cassius Ono. Oh, no. Angel dropped Alexa Bliss for Nikki Cross. Dalton dropped Bray Wyatt. Good move. For mm. Bianca Belair. Great move. Yeah, that was a really good move. Very smart. BG dropped Hideo Atami for Jack Gallagher. There you go. Yeah, something. Joe dropped Fran Metalik for Kyrie Sane. That's a fucking, right. that's an ace move. Brilliant. I dropped Natalia for Tucker Knight. You, because you read uh, NXT yeah. spoilers and you're a garbage person. You coward. It's because Natty's going to lose to Charlotte. So you, so are you going to talk now about how you fuck Kyle Paulson over though, because he's winning and you just wanted to make sure that he didn't get a better pick than you somehow still? Damn. Oh, because you cheated. What I'm, I'm, I'm what saying that. is you cheated. We were both tied in points. Yeah. And there were other ties. And there were other ties in points. And when that happens, as has always been the case, and the waiver draft, the person that had the worst draft order in the draft gets the priority in the waiver. Every, that's how a, wait, every, after every supplemental draft, that it doesn't change the waiver. The waiver changes in every other league I've ever been in. It's it's based on the standings, yeah. So <laughs> so it's but it's tied for first. So how can fucking you? How can you? How can you go before Kyle Paulson in that situation? Because I had the worst draft position. Every time there's a tie, that's no, what it's that's, based that's on. No, that's bullshit. That's absolutely And by the way, and for, he for, for not forever. And he didn't make a move. Doesn't matter. You're a fucking coward and you tried to okay. rip him off because he's winning and you don't, you want to, you'll do whatever it takes to win. You are. I a, created his team. I, yeah, but it's his I team. I created it ain't your that. Team. You, just because you drafted it for him doesn't mean it's your team. Fuck it, that's his team. That's Kyle Paulson's fucking wins, team. If he wins, then I'm going to take pride in knowing that I created that. He gave you a list. Yeah, he, he did fucking, not. He, he gave you. He, he, you literally <laughs> went down his list and picked for him. I literally you? drafted it all by myself. And now you're fucking. So you're a cheater and you're a liar. I think you're literally using literally. Not yeah, you're literally. Shit, you're, yeah. You are literally <laughs> a piece a of shit. All right, emails time, guys. Ringrustvideo at yahoo.com. Mike dot number one, please. This is from Andrew Elias. Keep Samson. sure, keep sweet, keep her. What we're talking about? What we're talking about? This is from Andrew Elias Samson. Mm-hmm. Subject: You're the worst. Yeah, you are, Mike This, Mike this is yeah. directly to you. Uh, you handle not emails. Hard to beat you. Hard to beat you too. You fat piece great. of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Good evening, boys. It sounds seductive. I'm into it. So everyone always seems to ask, what's your best match from this? What's your best pay-per-view from this? And so on. But sometimes a match or pay-per-view can be so bad, like a train wreck or a Bray match. Or or an Andrew Sampson email bad. Mm, He's great. Uh, You have to watch it and enjoy it for how bad it is. I ask you for your picks in hopes of treating the listeners to some rare garbage gems. They just can't miss. That's what Mike Yari okay. was called by his no lovers. 
rare garbage that you just can't miss. Ra- you're a rare garbage gem. <laughs> I'll take it. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. 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 Worst cage match. Kennel from Hell. Doomsday cage match from Uncensored 96 that we had to actually watch. It was horrible. I... I agree, because I originally was going to put the Kellen from Hell, but then I was like, no, that was better. Doomsday that was better. Cage Match no, there was definitely Doom, worse. There was literally shit in one of them. I know, that's what made it and there was also And there was also shit in Kennel from Hell. <laughs> <laughs> Worst Hell in a Cell match. Taker versus Boss Man. I had the same. Yeah, see, I have that, but I'm going to go with Reigns versus Rusev from last year, because I remember hating it. It was just like it shouldn't have been in the cell. Yeah, yeah. it was. It was a, that's the worst part. That's at the least, worst cage. They hung him for. They hung fucking. At least they hung boss. Yeah, exactly. Top. That's what I'm like. At least they hung him. Literally, no one has ever had that stance on this. Well, thing, at right? least he hung him. <laughs> uh, go ahead. Worst money in the bank match. The women's money in the bank match. The women's money in the bank match that was on SmackDown. Yes, that's what I have. The one that Del Rio won. Yikes. That one kind of sucked too. Um, I'm about to zing you here. Let's do it. Worst Rumble match. 1995. Fuck you. It was garbage, and the finish was garbage. Everything oh, about everything oh. about that fucking one was garbage, dude. <laughs> no, was it? Well, that was the first time one two went from start to finish. That I don't cool. no, It was gar. That was dude. The, if you look at the fucking people and, who and were in that, that match, it was that finish. That garbage. Was, that's dumb. Well, yeah. It didn't have great people in it, and it was like a shortened Royal Rumble for some reason that year, but that storyline was great. It so, wasn't whatever. great at all. His fucking feet touched the ground because he's so bad at his job. He's bad at, he's the Bill Bahati of his fucking job. One of his feet touched the ground. Both You're of his the... feet touched the ground, dude. Did you... I think you really think that. Listen, I watched it. I saw the replay. Yeah. 2013 when Cena won it because it was super predictable and terrible. The one Del Rio won. <laughs> That was the biggest Royal Rumble ever. I heard I know, that. I know, I hate it for that reason. They kept yelling that at me. That's true. Uh, worst Survivor Series style match. 93, the the fucking doinks against, uh, was it Bam Bam? Yep. The Bush, the head, the oh, head I have, it's and the Bushwhackers and the Mission. It's Bam Bam, Bastion Booger, and the Head Shrinkers. Yeah, I have yeah. from 94... From 94, the royal family, Jerry Lawler and three little people, That's Sleazy, no. Queasy, and Easy, no. versus Clowns R Us, Doink, Dink, Pink, and Wink. No, that was, I argue, that was better than this. I'm already more entertained. Though. Yeah, that was really fun, actually. <laughs> I remember watching that, and I, I messaged my cure as I was going through all those pay-per-views. I was like, what happened at this point <laughs> of the time? Like, I, I don't remember this, and I, don't, I, used to I wish watch I didn't. I all the time, like, on the tapes, and it was like... Yeah, when you were, like, uh, minus three, remember that? You fucking liar, shut up. You lie. You lied to Ted DiBiase, which we'll get to next fucking week. You Absolutely loser. not. I saw that as a kid. I didn't. I literally didn't watch it when it live, but that's when I saw it when I was a kid. That's not how you framed it, and you know that. That is ridiculous. That's a lie. You're a liar. Worst WrestleMania main event. Miz versus Cena, WrestleMania 27. Dumb. Hogan versus Sid, WrestleMania 8. Where fucking Papa Shango okay, didn't cool, even cool, get his cool. cue. Cool, cool. Yokozuna versus Hulk Hogan. Fuck that shit. That was great. <laughs> that was great. This is all, they're all, they're all really bad. Mm. Uh, BG? Next email comes from Ira, Park Park, and Larks. Subject is vignettes. Yikes, whoops, whoops. <laughs> What's up, ring rusters? I'm bad like Harvey never happened. My money is looking <laughs> funny. I got my personal favorite shit show. I have to drop a vignette from time to time. I made my NXT debut on the current era draft. 
And now I'm going to make my main roster debut at the next season fantasy draft. Whoops, whoops on our <laughs> – whoops, whoops for us. Sorry. Again, Ira. Uh, That's sorry, so buddy. messed up. We're so sorry. <laughs> uh, but I got love from my boy Donnie. That, yeah. That's love. That's You should rethink that one. <laughs> on a real note, what is your top five favorite vignettes in WWE or WCW history? Bong rip. Cough, cough. <laughs> Ring rust. <laughs> Yes, I'm coming for y'all next season. Until then, I'm gonna roll me another sack until it's my time. I feel like he <laughs> might smoke marijuana. <laughs> Good for him, man. Yeah, I, I'd say seventy. I'll say I'm gonna make a rough estimate. Seventy-nine percent of our, our fans partake in the herb. So, I, I, so I got a whole bunch. You have here. to listen to this, right? Yeah, for real, I, I have five, and I also realized that I did favorite promos, not vignettes. You Sorry. no, you didn't just realize it because we were talking and you're like, oh, much and uh, fucking macho man, he's so great, such great problems. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I agree, he's amazing. Uh, <laughs> and you're like talking about it in reference to emails. I'm like, it's for vignettes, not promos. Those are different things. You knowing this full well, just decide to keep going with it. Yep. Because okay. you, you, you have, once, you have on. absolutely zero Exposed. respect. For the people that listen to the I love show. I live Ira Larks, but the problem is, Ira, I didn't have time to answer your question properly because I got sucked down a Macho That's Man cool. promo YouTube hole that then morphed into all these other mm-hmm. promos that I watched too. And then by the end, I was just like, I'm, I'm changing the question. I'm Roddy Piper, man. Every time you think you got the, the answers, man, I change your questions. Uh, cool. So I'll, I'll just go first since I'm wrong. Jake the Snake this Tuesday in Texas uh, after he slapped uh, Miss Elizabeth. A Macho Man, the cream of the crop. I watched 70 or more fucking Macho Man promos at that day. Macho Man, cream of the crop is still my favorite. I think Mean Gene, not understanding where all these creamers are coming from, is my favorite part of that thing. He's like, where, where the hell did that one come from? Uh, Ric Flair, Terry Funk from 1989 Wrestle War. That's when Terry Funk wanted a shot at his title. Ric Flair was like, nah, dude, you could, just because you go to Hollywood doesn't mean you fucking get a title shot. And he's like, yeah, yeah I'm really sorry. Boom, we'll fuck you up. Uh, Dusty Rhodes, Hard Times, one of my favorites ever, and Stone Cold 316, King of the Ring 96. So, mm. yeah. Those are promos. Those are uh, all promos, right. so I was totally wrong. But vignettes, let's talk about vignettes. All right. Vignettes, I got Mr. Perfect throwing the football to himself. Or hitting, the, or hitting the baseball and then catching it to himself. All these awesome things. He, he was so Or k- hitting the gum into the air and catching it. Well, he did that always. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Goldust's original debut vignette. He was As in seven. Suit of Agreed. gold. Agreed. No, not a seven. No, seven. Remember the uh, ones where he was seven and he was seven. like a, a child molester? Yeah. Mm. He was, yeah. That was his, he was doing the Donald Wood gimmick. Hey. That is unfounded and totally ridiculous. You don't make accusations like that. Is this because I've been calling you Dean Coral and Albert Fish? <laughs> Could be. It's Could have be. something to do with it. Okay. Well, I mean, all I know is that my evidence is unsubstantiated. Yours is, you know, on the books. I don't know what that means. Uh, Mankind. When he did his rambling yeah. to the boiler room. Yeah, I got that. Uh, million Dollar Man. Yeah. So many great ones. So yeah. many great ones. I liked when he closed down the public pool. Yes, he paid yeah. the guy. He paid the guy. He's like, you know, get the, get all these rats out of here. What are you doing over here? And finally, Team Hell No, baby. Yes. That's number one. Oh, this 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 question seemed fun. I wish I'd answered it properly. Yeah, you probably should have. So I got some more because uh, I couldn't just pick five. The crime time stuff, I was yes. always a fan of. Uh, Los Guerreros, the lie, cheat, and steal. 
Uh, Undertaker vignettes, it's like difficult to even find a starting place, but I actually really enjoyed the stuff before Judgment Day 2000 with like the kids, and it was very ominous, it was fucking crazy. The Sean O'Hare vignettes, and oh a couple bonus ones, Val Venus and uh, Edge, before he ever made his debut, they had this stuff where he was like in New York City and going through the subway and the streets, it was pretty cool. I like Val Venus is Tensai. coming. Disgusting. Um, <laughs> next okay. email comes from Bushwhacker Lucas Moran. That's not. It's Bushwhacker Luke. This. That's when he's being fancy. Nope. Yep. Hey lads, I'll keep the the subject is Mike Chiari. Hey lads, that's I'll keep this short and sweet. Oh, by, oh, I'm sorry. It says lazy bitch. I'm just. It's. Oh, I mean, inter- I interchangeable. Hey, barely. Hey lads, I'll keep this short and sweet like Mike Chiari's dong. Oh, where Donnie makes hey, a joke about Kyori's love life. Yeah. Yeah. It's my boy. It's Thank ironic. You. It's like my when he boy. calls it. <laughs> my boy. That's my boy's dong right there, son. See that, yeah, see that show? I love it. He's hung like a fucking a, a miniature horse. That's, per, that's still a Miniature horse. Do you think Rousey <laughs> versus Charlotte match would main event WrestleMania? Ah, uh, thanks. Okay, so. I not read something that was. Oh, my God. I knew you were gonna fuck it up somehow. So Rousey, Charlotte, yeah, I think that I think Ronda Rousey has the most mainstream appeal of anyone outside the Rock they could possibly get. So I yeah. think yes, I think they should get absolutely main event. I think it, I think it, it would surpass the Rock actually. No, I don't. I don't. I think with the movies and shit, absolutely not. I disagree with that. I think the Rock is a bigger I think name this, now. Yeah, but I think to generate interest for your show, like we've seen the Rock wrestle a few times over the past few years. Oh, oh Ronda for Rousey sure, for, in the first. No, I'm. I just think the yeah, Rock has transcended more... everything now at this point. I think you would get more outside people like wanting to watch that than if it was Rousey than the Rock. Yeah, because Rousey just has MMA, ah. really. I mean, I, no, no, I'll take that. I'll take that back. Mm, she, not... she, she really did. Some people just think MMA. there's there's dudes that just like I really love Ronda Rousey. I want to watch her wrestle now. That is true. I just it's close. I'll say it's close. Either one of the those are one two. Whichever order you have them in. So I think <laughs> if Rock's on the show, there's a, there's a conversation. But if he's not, it's it's Rousey main eventing. I Rousey obviously proved in UFC she's the biggest draw regardless of gender, and I think she would be the same in WWE. And then you add in the fact that Charlotte. She's a big star in the WWE realm, and she's gained a lot of mainstream attention based on everything that's happened with her father. You know, not that's not a good thing, obviously, but it is. She's been out there even more, and more people know who Charlotte Flair is at this point. So I think 100% that if they were to face each other, that's that's a WrestleMania main event worthy match. BG, it, it could and should, but it won't. I don't know. I think it would. I, I, yeah, I, I think, think the way the way the way Triple H and, and Steph love Ronda Rousey, that's that's the hill they die on. Comes down to Vince. I know, I know, but that's the hill. I feel like Wake that's, up, the Vince! They, that's the hill they die on. I think. I feel like they're like, if we're ever going to take over this this fucking company, you have to trust us, and this is the one we we need you to trust us. You know, it'd be pretty cool. I still always go back to a couple of years ago when The Rock and Rousey teamed up against, not teamed up for a match, but in a segment against Triple H and Stephanie. Mm-hmm. I think even like as much as it would be awesome for a singles match, if you're able to get The Rock to come in and be like, listen, I'm going to pair you and Ronda against Triple H and Charlotte. Like, I think that would be fun. At that awesome. moment, I would just do Triple H and Steph because it just makes more sense from a storyline perspective. But she's, but I don't think it's the best like use Stephanie at all. Against, but I'm just saying it's just it just makes the most sense from a storyline. I wouldn't do that at all. I wouldn't. I would put Rock against somebody else. I'd use him in a different position. I'd, I'd spread. I'd spread the love. I'd put that in two. That is two main events, dude. You know what I mean? 
So. Yes, sir. Next email. It's from AJ Canadian Dis Troyer. Subject: Pay per view issues. I really anyway, wish you would just fucking get lost. I think you deep down. Really I think he like finds his way like a dog. He come back home. That's true. Like Homeward Bound. That's true. Oh, I it's love a great that movie. movie. Such a good movie. It's a touching movie. Milo and Otis is better than Homeward Bound. What? Incorrect. Incorrect. Milo and Otis. Did you ever shut see Milo your and Otis? fucking mouth? You shut That's your. Did you ever fucking... see Milo and Otis? Did you? Yes, they're you... yes, they're fucking adorable, but it's not a better movie. It's than a better Homeward movie. Bound. It's a better movie. It's Milo and Otis is the better movie. You're wrong. Anyway, I just wanted to share a thought on why... Hard take! Hot takes right here on Ring Rust Radio. (laughs) Wanted to share a thought on why pay-per-views seem so lackluster recently. First are the sets. The same sets get used for all events, so it makes pay-per-views seem like your average Raw slash SmackDown when you look at the presentation. I also think the WWE Network has hurt the aura of a pay-per-view as it isn't really necessary to save your money for the handful of pay-per-views that you used to buy only a couple times a year. And because of that, WWE doesn't have such a need to string along a few months of solid storyline to keep you buying each pay-per-view. I know when Jeff Hardy was on the verge of winning the WWE Championship at Armageddon, I bought, like, the previous four pay-per-views because it was so hard not to. Any thoughts? Ring Rust! Ring Rust! Ring Rust? AJ, Canadian, Destroyer. Um, I think, uh, yes, the lack of unique sets is a huge thing because aside from WrestleMania, it takes away from how special pay-per-view feels because even back in the day when you had, like, just, like, an event that could just be a shit event like Backlash, it was awesome because you had a huge hook swinging. Yeah. Like, that was an amazing Love set. That. So I wish we had stuff like that. But I also think the brand split plays into it because you have so many pay-per-views now, and most of the pay-per-views are only utilizing half the roster, so we're seeing matches get repeated a billion times. And sometimes that's good when you get, like, New Day versus Usos, like we talked about earlier, but most of the time it's something that you didn't even want to see once, like Randy Orton versus Jinder Mahal, and then you have to see it a million times, and then you're just like... At a certain point, you're like, I don't want to see this anymore, and I don't even want to watch this pay-per-view because I have to see it again. BG? Yeah, the sets are the biggest thing for me. I always look forward to what the set would be during the attitude era, like Mike was saying. I understand why they do it. Saves them time, saves them money. It's easier for the production crew, but it sucks for us as a viewer because they just don't feel special. It looks like you're just watching, as he said, Aurora SmackDown. Another thing when it comes to stringing along these events and these storylines is that there's just more television. There's more hours on the shows. Like there's just there's just more of everything, and so they've they kind of oversaturated themselves. That's, that's the word you stole from me. It's oversaturation. That's why nothing feels special because yeah. there is so much of it. You can't feel special. We had Raw two hours a week. Boom. That's all you had. And that was that. And then you had pay review. One, you know what I mean? And it was like I can't wait to see this shit. Now it's like we have Mondays. You got Raw. Tuesdays you got SmackDown. Wednesday, it's a Tuesday nights you got 205 Live. You're catching up on stuff during the week. You have that pay-per-view on Sunday. It's so fucking much, dude. Each and every week. So. And then, and then when they repeat the matches like the next night from the pay-per-view, it's like, well, then why did I even watch the pay-per-view? Yep. It's it's. <laughs> or six days before the pay-per-view, let's give you the match. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Let's go to the next email, please. <laughs> Fucking assholes. I hate them so much. From Rich the Swan Carpentier. Subject. I'll allow it. Build a better Ms. Taraz. This is a Patreon email. You can go to patreon.com slash ringrushradio. Oh, Donate to the email tier or higher. Guarantee you at least one email read on the show yeah, each boy. month. Also, right around October 1st, the Patreon poll will be going out for our supporters to participate in. So, sign up. This weekend, 
and participate in the poll. It's a lot of fun. Sup, guys. Yeah. The Miz. Polls. The Miz has been great and definitely should be leading a faction, but we can do better than Curtis Axel and Bo Dallas. What would your ideal group be for the Miz to lead? Mine would be called the A-List and would have Goldust. Every great director needs a great leading man. And Andrade Almas, a young, arrogant guy for the Miz to take under his wing. Thanks for the endless entertainment. Mm. Rich, the swan, Carpentier. All right. I got Andy and Big Gal or Goldust and R-Truth. And then I'm going to get some women in there. Peyton Royce and Billy Kay. Mike Carey? Kay. Did Mike Carey disappear? I felt like I haven't heard him in so long. It's, it's so been long. nice. Mike Chiari is gone. And that's uh, not mute. Maybe he muted himself. Like Mike Chiari, did you me. mute? Oh, wait. Yeah, I might have. Nice. <laughs> I might have muted myself. You're a garbage person. <laughs> what, I, what I was going to say is what, about Peyton Royce and Billy Kay is I think they should just have a stable with Emma on the main roster. I have Emma. I, I literally said leave the Miseraj as is and just add Emma. Uh, it, but if I was making a new Miseraj, not that I want to break up like what they're doing on SmackDown, but Dolph Ziggler and Tyler Breeze would be good with the Miz. Because they're best friends. So you're trying to break up Fashion Files? Yeah. You know? I mean, they only do it like every. You just you're weeks. you're well, still not you're, too happy. You yeah, know, you're you're that's a fucking that's a chicken shit move if I've ever heard one. And you just lost talking privileges forever. Back on mute. Yeah, back well, on do. mute. You fucking piece <laughs> no. of shit. From, you don't have that power. From Brian, Sid, Just, S. Subject is baby you slapping. Tr- you tried to not say it properly, but you couldn't. Subject <laughs> is babies clapping. Hello, rusty uh, ring rats. Yikes, that's disgusting. Wow. While watching SmackDown Live. With Allegedly. Live this week with my 10-month-old daughter. And then you're saying things like that. What are you, Bill Bahati? <sighs> so my 10-year-old daughter started clapping when Kevin Owens hit the bullfrog splash on Vince McMahon. That made me wonder if Lucy ever clapped while watching wrestling. Or if Cinnamon or Henry or Lily got excited <laughs> while watching with you. Because <laughs> you're a sad and lonely people who don't have lovers. I uh, love the show, though. Brian, just. Or yes. just Brian, as I call him. Um, I don't let Lucy watch wrestling yet. So she doesn't really respond to it because I don't let her watch it. I go. Last year, shortly after the brand split happened, Cinnamon got really excited watching Becky Lynch on television. She was literally playing with her ball, stopped at the foot of the bed to watch TV for about like two minutes. It's a long time. Then she ran around the apartment again with her ball. That's that's excitement. That's genuine excitement. That is genuine excitement. Also, Cinnamon is very vocal about what she likes and what she doesn't like. That is true. So she does make appearances. Me too. No, I don't. I disagree. Her and I have agreed on many of the subject. Uh, Henry and Lily hardly know I exist. <laughs> that's cats. That's cats. And if I that didn't feed cats. them, they yeah, they care. know they know when it's time to eat because that's when they're like, "Hey, should we show them affection?" It's like, "Sure, sure, let's do it." Yeah, they do kind of like me sometimes. Let's humor yeah. him. Let's let's humor him while he fucking. Maybe it's because you touch him inappropriately. All right, is that it? Hey, fucked up. <laughs> okay, I'm not saying you do bestiality with your cats, but. You definitely fucked Guys, that's all. We're out of here. 
and the host of the most, Donald Wood, looking fine and feeling fine, oh, baby. Oh yeah, baby. <laughs> Ring wrestling. I'm so what tired. What the fuck is I'm happening? So oh tired. my, that was disgusting. <laughs> I'm so fucking tired. Gross. Uh, okay, ringwrestlingradio.com. That is a website worth your time. Ring Radio on YouTube, guys. Go on there, get all of our awesome interviews. Facebook us. We need friends, obviously iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, those are places where you can go get the show. Give us five stars. Give us a good review or, you know, shut the fuck up. Interact with us on Twitter at RingRoss Radio. Mm-hmm. Email us, RingRossRadio at Yahoo.com. Mike Chiari, sell some shirts that don't say dick on them. Yeah. I'm at Mike Chiari, C-H-I-A-R-I on Twitter. You can read all of my articles at BleachReports.com. BG? BGNY3 and at RingRoss Radio on Twitter. And sign up, Patreon.com slash Radio. Throw us a buck, and you can enter into the poll every single month as long as you're a subscriber. And we also have openings for Ring Rust Retro, where we'll review a show related to wrestling in any way, shape, or form, starring a wrestler. Dude, give us Fast and the Furious. We'll fucking do it up great. Nice. They suck. Also, because you lost our, our – uh, you made us lose points because yep. of your dumbass shit on that fucking trivia show. Damn you right don't get to talk about that anymore. Right, sabotage. Peace, boys. It's a good song. You're a bad person. Shirts, Mike Yari? ProWrestlingTees.com slash RingRustRadio. Support me. Buy a Cut Your Dick shirt. <laughs> because, I do, because I do Donald Wood's job better than he does. I don't agree with that at all. Oh, no? No. You were willing to just end the show without stuff that we needed to do? No, I was willing to end the show without you willing and able to promote your dumb shit that you do. And Gable. Gable. I'm Donald Wood. Find me on Travel Pulse. Find me on Bleach Report at Donald underscore Wood on Twitter. Uh, BG, have a Patreon. Again, Patreon.com <laughs> slash Ring Rust Radio. In addition to Ring Rust Retro, we also have Ring Rust Match Commentary. We will commentate over a match of your choosing. Do you love the main event from WrestleMania X7 that inspired this very segment between The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin? We'll commentate over that match, and that one I can guarantee we will not be able to shit on. I don't know. Awesome match. I don't know. Uh, Mike, you talk about shirts. I'm not doing that again. BG Patreon. <laughs> now that I think about it, I actually think we did do match commentary for <laughs> Robert Stone Cold. I'm not even sure. I, I have it. I have it. I have t- uh, it all tabulated. I think we probably here. shit on the heel turn. Um, so, uh, I'm, I'm gonna go out, I picked the song already, it's uh, Roman Graf, our buddy Dimwitty, uh, did the song Rome, about Roman Reigns, and I figured this yeah. week after he buried John Cena, yeah. um, yeah. yes, after he beat John Cena, I feel like it, it's very fitting here, uh, so you know what guys, God bless America, uh, we will be back here next week, please, come check us out, we need all the support we can get, uh, any parting words you guys, you wanna tell me you love me, now's your Shut chance, up. tell Over. me you love me. See you next week. Wrestling's a work. Wrestling's a work sometimes. But it's the only thing that I know when it gets hard
get hard sometimes It's not the only thing to watch on Monday nights No Seth told Roman to go to hell Then took two title belts for himself Cause he knew he was chosen Prize fight like Kevin Owens Yo, someone please tell Roman, chill So you can keep Dean Inside the pocket of your SWAT team Vest you've had since 2013 You won't ever be alone Wait for the shield to come home Rollins a heel Rollins can play the role And that's not the only thing that I know know. His hair will get greasier Remember that with every media Appearance that Roman does he just wants to get super rich Yeah, that's rich Seth told Roman to go to hell Then took two title belts for himself Cause he knew he was chosen Prize fight like Kevin Owens Yo, someone please tell Roman, chill So you can keep Dean Inside the pocket of your SWAT team Vest you've had since 2013 You won't ever be alone No, no And if you hurt Dean Ambrose then you are just a jerk Green as grass cause you are just the worst thing going So I'll let you know Wait for the shield to come home 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 Yeah, yeah, Vince and his kids Seem to be waiting until 2016 In the hopes that Roman will be in the main event scene just let it go okay hunter come on nxt's dope and if you heard dean ambrose then you are just a jerk green as grass because you are just the worst thing going so i'll let you know <laughs> remember the days you were tearing through the roster like minced meat Probably cause you're suckling on Vince teat No wonder you never changed your clothes Cause you wait for the shield to come home Remix! Yeah 
What the fuck is going on, yo? With my man Reigns, gave him four damn years. Ain't a damn thing. Change, damn shame. If you ask me, feels green on the microphone. Walking out to shield theme song like they never were a thing. And it sound worse when him and Dean Flounderin says the work was thing. Hurts to think they were my guys. Roman beating five guys. Overused the drive-by, though it should be fly-by. But I like Brian Moore, so I thought the right time was Royal Rumble after fast lane. I'm like, why try? You know that Ryback start calling me flyback. Didn't work when Ryback tried that button my rap. So I'm just waiting on my man DP to come back and pin his dumbass for a one, two, three. Be like what Davey did, so you thought that was bad? Ring rust. Think of us as King Tut. That's a rap, yeah.